Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This week's Sunday session is brought to you by homebrewing source of awesomeness online. More beer at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? I think everybody could read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the Bub Timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. in radio land welcome to the session thank you the show that keeps giving and giving and giving to who everybody oh shit it's a very giving show and we'd like to thank our sponsor the good folks over at more beer you can go to morebeer.com right now and check them out they are good people there they've been sponsoring this show since the very beginning since 2005 since before Tasty would even go on the air, more beer has been a, su- listen. Yeah. <laughs> been a supporter of this program. <laughs> and uh, we love them for it. Go check them out at morebeer.com. They are now giving away a big trip to Belgium. It's, oh. It's their biggest giveaway ever. That thing has been in the works for like eight years. Oh, is that right? It takes a lot. Yeah, yeah. it takes a lot of planning. And yeah. uh, it's it's been uh, on like the wish list of things to do forever. So I'm glad to see that they're... Uh, Able to get it and it, get it out there. It's awesome. It's a pretty rock and roll thing to give away. Oh, yeah. A trip to Belgium, flight, uh, the whole deal. Um, so go check them out for details on how to win. You can go to morebeer.com, and we sure do love them for supporting this program all these years. So we got an interesting show for you tonight. We're bringing back round two of the Brewcaster Challenge. That's right, Tasty. The winner's bracket 
and the losers bracket. Oh, I see. It's the elimination round for sure. Now, luckily for your, you know, I know you have a reputation to uphold. Luckily, you're in the winners bracket. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, I have something at stake here. I also have a reputation to uphold. So luckily, I am in the losers bracket. All is well with the world, you know. Yeah, yeah the view looks pretty good from the winners bracket, doesn't it, TJ? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. So we did announce. We can we can talk more about that. Uh, we did announce all of the. Um, the brackets on our last show. Right, we yeah. did not announce uh, what beer styles you will be challenged to brew, and that will be revealing tonight. <laughs> and we'll be talking about the different beer styles. But if you'll remember, uh, Tasty, you're up against uh, Young JP. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. Who dominated me in the first I round? I bent you over and uh, <laughs> made you wait for it. Now, keep in mind, Tasty, that JP, I think, really needs a victory in his life uh, <laughs> right now. Yeah. I, I'm not talking about in general. I'm not beyond uh, throwing one. No, <laughs> no, no worry I about mean, that. He's had a tough go of things lately, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you might just soften. You might throw him a softball, is all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were brewing Olympic. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is my entry. Yeah. I did. Uh, what's wrong with you? I didn't do you? I don't know. Hello? There you are. I uh, got an email from a guy asking... Uh, if Moscow it, sounds good. Listen to that. Does he? When he's on. Sounds crisp. Go ahead. As opposed to when I'm off. Turn me off. Let's see how I sound. <laughs> better. Oh, Much better. Oh, I love this new microphone. A <laughs> uh, guy emailed me asking uh, if at least one of the four styles will be something that they want to drink so we can serve it at like events and stuff. <laughs> and I said I wasn't sure. Um, it's all subjective. Yeah. You have to tune in uh, later in the program to find out. Uh, Moscow there has to go up against Doc. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, also in the winner's bracket. Those are the two uh, winner's brackets. And also uh, in need of a win in his life. <laughs> now, in the loser's bracket, one of these is one heck of a competition. Right. Plissé versus Jamil. Now, that's a cool loser's bracket right yeah. there. Two old friends who have been co-hosts together all these years, finally in a brew-off. Uh, so we got Plissé versus Jamil, both lost in the first round. Plissé lost to Doc. Uh, Jamil, believe it or not, <laughs> lost to Moscow. <laughs> I wouldn't believe it, but after his interview on how he brewed, I believe the hell out of it. Yeah. Is he going with uh, no handicap? This is straight up this time, right? I think we're going straight up on you guys this time. Um, everyone's, I think everyone's just straight up. We're not throwing in any wrenches. We don't have to take out any ingredients like we did. Agreed. You're right. you know, we're, just, we're just going for it this yeah. time around. And that leaves the other loser's bracket, uh, which is myself, against Nate Smith. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's going to be interesting. Listen, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I, th- I think every dog has his day. You are an underdog, for yeah. sure. The- <laughs> well, it's a good thing we're not in Russia. Because uh, they're killing stray dogs. Even a broken clock is right <laughs> twice a day. Twice a month, I think. Once a day? Once a day. Yeah. Uh, the moon shines on a, a pig's ass. If you can't get that right, <laughs> I'm taking me yeah. down. Wish in one hand and shit in the other. See how the beer turns out. Right. I think yeah. that's how the saying yeah. goes. Serve one or the other for your beer. You'd be great. So if I can just make a suggestion about your brewing day. Yeah. Before every. Don't do it. <laughs> no, just before everything you do, take a step back yeah. and think, mm. should I do this? Mm. Okay. So I think it'll actually be one of your better brews if you do that. Just that think? simple just, thing. Just sit, step, take a step back and be like, think. "What would Chad do? What should I do here?" <laughs> and then do that. Huh. Okay. Yeah, Don't have one of those moments where you're like, "Shit, I should have done that." I might even think about it before the brew day. 
I think no, you should start that. thinking about it now. <laughs> just go for it on the <laughs> just, day. Up. Just do it. Hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a vi- we should we should maybe make a video on how to brew all grain, and then that way you. Oh wait, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. If there was such a video, I would watch it. I would watch how to do that. So we're Don't gonna make go. JP th- laugh. So for, for today's program, uh, once all the guys get here, they're clearly they have more important things to do right now than be here at the show. Well, uh, we are going to uh, announce. Everybody's challenge, what types of beer you guys have to brew, we all have to brew, and we will commence with uh, part two of the Brewcaster Challenge. I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. I think we've done very, very well picking beers for these challenges, Yeah, and, and this, this, these rounds are no exception. They are good. Uh, some people are not going to be happy, uh, but I, I also think we did well picking beers. <laughs> oh, I don't think anybody's going to be happy. I think yeah. everyone will be disappointed. If you think about it, with so many good uh, beer styles out there, so many different beer styles out there, and the fact that we can't just rush through any of these challenges, yeah. and that we do basically two rounds, we're talking about several, several years of good content here and good beers. It won't be till the very end that we're like, okay, now you have to brew, <laughs> like, you know, the <laughs> yeah, spiced uh, English pale ale. <laughs> Go. Right, like it's going to be a while before anybody yeah. has to brew something in their comfort zone. Until then, we've got a, a good little selection of beers here. Yeah, so agreed. All right, so we'll get to that tonight. Just stick with us. Uh, the Brewcaster Challenge is back, and um, I think what we'll end up being able to do, if I'm if I'm right here, Moscow, we'll be able to wrap up round. Uh, sorry, the Brewcaster Challenge Volume One and begin Volume Two uh, in 2014. Yes, sir. You know, because uh, we're getting started early here. Is there a uh, section in Palmer's book about uh, thinking? Did you did you just lift that from Palmer, Bevo? <laughs> no, I lifted that from Common Sense. <laughs> but yeah. I seem to have some. I'm I'm not real book smart, but I think I'm um I'm street smart. Street smart. <laughs> you're, Listen, you're definitely street. I have Rude. flipped through Palmer's book. <laughs> Clearly, Justin's not book to, smart either. <laughs> cover to cover. I've flipped through more books than you even know about. <laughs> I have stared at that thing on my shelf for longer than most people have read books. I own a lot of books. Have you read them? No. You're a full-blown idiot. So, and I don't remember anything about thinking in that book. And I don't ever remember John Palmer suggesting that I do any thinking in person either. So I'm not going to. So I will not heed your advice, Bevo. Okay. Take that. Right. I'll show you. You will. Uh, okay, I do have some important announcements, and for those of you who fast-forward through this segment, I encourage you to hold tight for a second. Hopefully they caught that one little part in their, their fast-forward. about ten times. <laughs> Hang on a second. Uh, it's time once again for the uh, American Homebrewers Association Governing Committee elections. Ah. Now, you'll recall, and I'm very proud of this, to be honest with you, uh, over, the, over the last several years, that the Brewing Network... Um, brings on all the candidates to do interviews, to interview each one of them. And I think that we've, since we've started doing that, we've gotten more people to participate in the elections than ever before. We've given uh, an unprecedented voice to all the candidates here, and I always really like that we do it. Um, That said, we're not doing it this year. (laughs) But the reason is that there's something like, let's see, uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, there's 25 candidates this year wow which is awesome which is great because in years past there there has been occasions where we've had trouble getting people to run for the governing committee and we really want talented people with uh, big ideas and and motivation uh you know people not like me to be on the governing committee 
Which is and, why I'm not running. And so this year, the good news is we've got 25 people running for the AHA Governing Committee. That's pretty amazing. What was it last year? Was it like 10? Um, seven. Seven. I think that the most it's ever been, and maybe it was last year, is 10. Maybe that was last year. It could have been. No, actually, seven sounds more yeah. right. Between seven and 10, I, I, if I remember right, the most they've ever had is something like 10. Wow. There's also several spots open. There were only two slots open um, last term, yeah. and I was rerunning, and uh, Fred Bonjour was rerunning. Maybe there's three spots. I forget these things. So it was difficult competition. Okay. Now there are a lot of spots open, and there are 25 people. Some people rerunning from last year. So the good news is we've got a great talent pool of people running uh, for the governing committee, and we're going to fill a lot of new seats, so we're going to get some new blood in there. The bad news is... 25 people was just too many people for us to do interviews. As you know, it's they're all between many. five and seven. I mean, we would have had to do like one whole show of politics, and I just, who wants that? So did the governing committee convince these people that there's a lot of fame and fortune involved in being there? Is <laughs> yeah, that yeah, why there's so many people running? It's <laughs> true. Right. What, what is the uh, the change from last year? Well, and I did get a few emails from the candidates like, hey, when's my segment on the BN? <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm sorry to tell you, never. Um... You know, I think it's actually just kind of one of these critical mass moments that there are there happens to be a lot of, of seats up uh, for grabs because people are termed out. Like, for example, uh, Jamil, who's been on the governing committee for what seems like decades. Mm-hmm. Um, he's termed out. He can't rerun. And there's a few people like that. There's a couple people not, you know, choosing not to rerun. So it just it's just kind of this perfect storm. And I think um, there are more homebrewers and more members of the AHA than ever before. But they saw you were there, and they said, well, I can do that. I can, yeah. Everyone's like, look at where the bar is. I almost tripped on it. This guy doesn't even read books. I I think before I brew. I can do this. Yeah. So, uh, I see where this is going. And so, yeah, a lot of candidates. uh, That's good. That is good. But I just couldn't, you know, I didn't want to rush through them. I couldn't fill every episode of the session between now and the end of March with uh, candidate interviews. So, you're kind of on your own this this year candidates but i'm going to mention all the names over the course of the next several weeks i'm going to keep encouraging uh, our listeners to go over to homebrewersassociation.org and read the bios of these folks i mean that's when they're most comfortable anyway and actually saying the things that they mean to say when they get on the air with me and i you know i ask very difficult questions i don't know if you know this but i'm a very good interviewer <laughs> i mean all oh, the questions are tough like, hey, are you going to put soda machines in the courtyard? Uh, <laughs> All the drinking fountains will be soda! I believe I've asked that of every candidate every year. You know what your trick is for interviewing? You give it, you you think, uh, before you interview. Oh, that's a good point. You know, maybe you, it would work we're for brewing. Something here, I you think. should probably, like what Scott Thinking. just said, think yeah. before you brew. I think that's great feedback, Scott. That's I, really good. I, you I, guys have well, good ideas. Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot, as it were. <laughs> good job, Scott. I, you know, that's Smart. good that you're here to do that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Good job, well, Scott. Thanks, guys. Nice Yay. work, Scott. Nice work. Yes. It's enough. Yes. It's part of my job, all right? You know? Somebody in here has good ideas. Yeah. Bevo, you should learn something. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? I fell asleep. Right. Yeah, no, nothing's new. <laughs> if you go to homebrewersassociation.org, right there on the homepage, uh, there's a big image. It's a rotating image, but it's right there in the middle. It's the main thing that you see, and you can click right on it and learn all about uh, voting for your uh, governing committee uh, nominees. And I recommend that you do so. These are the people who will uh, 
really try to speak for you. They run a, a lot of ideas across us. The the AHA runs tons of ideas about how things should be run. You might notice a lot of improvements in how the national homebrew competition was run this year and the uh, conference uh, registration, which is coming up here, I believe, next week. Uh, that's stuff that comes from some of the subcommittees on the uh, governing committee, too. A lot of recommendations, a lot of time put in. These are good brains, and it's important well. that you uh, pay attention uh, to who you're voting for. Uh, you might recognize some of the names on the list. Uh, our very own Kim Wood. Oh, wow. Yay. Is running. Well, she's used to teaching retards, so. <laughs> so <laughs> who would be better for, <laughs> for our hobby than Kim Wood? <laughs> no, uh, no, no, dear. Think before you brew. Oh! There's some people from uh, uh, last year that you'll recognize on there. Uh, Mike Sardina. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, good dude. Yeah. He's from, uh, what's that shitty brewery called in San Diego? Yeah. Those oh, Harlot Society. People? That's yeah. right. Soci- I believe he's, uh, he's an avid home brewer and he works at, uh, at Society there. Uh, all sorts of names. Um, Mark Job, Martin Brumgard, uh, Daniel Fick. You can see it all there. You can read any of their bios. Go check them out. I'll keep mentioning these folks to you because, uh, like I said, it's important that you go do this. So check it out. You do have to be a member. If you're not a member, just click the AHA link right on our homepage and you can become a member. And uh, we think you should do that. I just had to become a member to enter nationals. Oh, had so your... I'm officially a, a member. Had your membership lapsed? Uh, well, the last time I had a membership was when I worked at Morbier and I got them for free. Oh, I see. So I hadn't done it. Got it. And then, uh, yeah... So I had to, uh, so I'm officially a member, and I can vote that, now. That oh, boy. Yeah, right? You can vote. You can get discounts at pubs, uh, all sorts of magazine. stuff. magazine. Yep. I'm stoked about it. Zimmergy? Yep. Yeah, I've read it. Well, I've looked at it. No, yeah. you haven't. <laughs> well, it on the shelf. Yeah. Well, I've thumbed through a lot of them. Nice it has pictures. a lot of pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great pictures. <laughs> the, the Rain pinter, and hops and their pinter must be beer great. and glasses and all kinds of stuff. I'm so not many, even sure there's text in there. There's tons of pictures. <laughs> So you entered some beers this year, JP? Uh, all ciders, actually. Wow. Yeah, Warren uh, Beardy and I made a bunch of cider this year. Wow. So we're doing um, one sizer, which I guess is technically a mead, and uh, three three ciders. It's so not like you just What do. if you sweep? What if you sweep the category? Can you imagine? Yeah, I can imagine. That'd be sweet. <laughs> you, that's all you've been doing, yes. sitting around imagining that. Finally, I might actually be able to get some traction here. Do you want to clue us into any of the names um, that you've titled your... your? Uh, I did call... I'm calling one uh, IPAs are boring and stupid. <laughs> hey, wait, but cider's even more trendy these days, so Is come it? on, man. Wait, did, I don't think uh, they still read the beer names. They don't, they don't. I think they either put them on the... the uh, on the screen, yeah. Or if if you win, they'll get it'll get printed like in Zimmergy, right? But no, they don't. You know, there was a time when I was manufacturing really creative names, so Gary had to read them on stage. Yeah, like, they had to read you have like one that was called Meow 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 Meow. I think I did. I know like, I had meow like fifteen yeah. times. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, I'd love to hear Gary read that. Wouldn't yeah. it be great? I, I did have one called Gary Glasses, a nicely shaped skull. That was a trend that I did. I entered like six beers, and they were all Gary Glass has a nicely shaped skull porter. <laughs> You know, I know some people at the AHA. I might be able to get an exception for your name. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> see what I see if I can grease the wheels. Is the person you? Uh, yeah. No, oh. it's, it's me. All right. That's my platform this year. Get me to be the guy who reads off the awards. I would love to do that. I would actually love to stand there and just do that like some sort of jerk. <laughs> do you guys remember that one year where they had like uh, some guy up there trying to be funny? 
Yeah, it was my first year, so that was Florida. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so I had never been to a conference before. I actually, maybe a lot of people didn't know if he was trying to be funny or what. And so I just kind of sat there going, what the hell have I gotten myself into? Who are these people? I mean, the guy was really strange. Yeah, it was like, all right, we're on to this, but first, I'm going to drink this beer. And he would just sit and drink this beer. And then yeah. by Category 20, people were like, what the fuck, dude? Is that guy still alive? I think he, they found him dead the next day. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Did he read all the names of the beers? They still did that then? Yeah, I think so. He did so. the first half and then... Be uh, like, Bongwater Pale Ale, Bronze, <laughs> or whatever, you know? No, Gary took it over. He stopped. He, he pulled the guy off. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Tasty, you won that year, too. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Uh, the, the thing about the, him being slow at it is half the people in the room have an entry, right? Yeah. They want to know if they won. They're nervous. They're they got uh butterflies in Oh, absolutely. This right. guy's like, What? <laughs> you're killing me. I don't care what you're talking about. Where did he come from? Was he like a new staffer at that well, time? Well, uh, Janice had a broken her arm, I think, or something. Oh, uh, okay. And so she, she couldn't, couldn't be talk. That. <laughs> she was back. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah. I think, wasn't back then Gary just doing more of them, and then Janice kind of took over to give Gary a break? Or, or maybe it was, no, somebody, she couldn't be there. I think she was supposed to be reading them. Mm. Anyway, this guy. Yeah. He know, tried. He tried, tried to, to change it he up a little He tried to liven bit. it up a little yeah. bit. Well, that just made people you know, annoyed. Yeah. Me too. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, I just was uncomfortable. Damn, I'm bummed I missed that. It would have been funny. It I am good. too. We should have Bruno Mars perform halftime. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, yeah, my Dortmunder got a second that year. No, there you go. Yeah. Right. Was that the uh, the fruit beer? The one that you made for the... I, used to, I made the fruit beer The one? base yeah. beer for 13, the fruit. I mean, I thought that's cool. drops. But it wasn't just the fruit. It, you know, it was of the course. It was a good Dortmunder, too, you know? Yeah. 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 With 13 drops, apricot. I think it's 16. I have to look it up. Uh. It's in my ProMash <laughs> So, speaking of the Homebrewers Conference... <clears throat> yeah. I'm ready to make this official. Facebook official? I, I can, we could make it Facebook official, yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. If you're ready, you want to do it simultaneously. You want to? Would you like to live tweet oh. from, uh, my, oh. from my from my tweet? Uh, yeah, I'd rather do that. Let's go. Here we go. Um. So we've kind of been joking about it and alluding to uh, the fact that uh, we may or may not have been invited to the Australian National Homebrewers Conference, and I'm here to tell you that everybody except for JP has actually <laughs> been invited to the Australian National yeah. Homebrewers Conference. So, wow. All right. So, at least some of us will be going. Um, JP was actually invited also. He was he was near the top of the list. Well, it's a long list, but he was yeah. very near. That's not the that's not it, it doesn't reflect the order in which the names were mentioned in the email. That's correct. Yes, okay. You were mentioned early on, but not in the order of um, of their wishes, oh. if, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, we want everyone except JP to come to this. So I was mentioned quite early. And if nobody will come without JP, because maybe you guys have been lying all this time and you actually like him and there's some sort of camaraderie, <laughs> there's a then JP there. can come as well. Oh, it's, that, What were you, on the phone call? What was the response to that? <laughs> they I, work, I work for the NSA. We were like, uh, no, it's cool. We can go, <laughs> we can go without JP. Jay who? <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like, what? Jay what? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Moscow put up a little fight. He was like, wait, so if JP doesn't go, we all fly business class? Sweet. Uh, all right. They we, just weren't sure if he was going to complain about it for the next four months before we go. Maybe that's why they didn't know if they wanted to invite him. Sure, because instead of publicity, it goes like this every time. Oh, yeah, that thing. Oh, I got to get in that aluminum tube and send myself halfway across the world. Yeah. Again. I just like that. Yeah. 
uh, just prep for being in Australia by watching Romper Stomper over and over again. It'd be great. I don't know what that is. Mm. <laughs> I guess I'll... It's a Russell Crowe movie. Oh, okay. It's real good. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, here's what's happening. Um, we've all been invited, but the ANHC budget is a little tight, and they're they're bringing other qualified people. Vinny Chalurzo is going to be there this year, I see. Oh, wow. Our uh, good friend, Michael Fairbrother from mm. Moonlight Meter, is nice. going to be there. Nice. Um, and... Uh, They've got a little budget for a couple of us, and the rest we're going to do some fundraising, some crowdsourcing uh, to try to get as many of the team as we can over there so that uh, we could possibly do a show, at least do some partying, you know, so outside of the conference. And um, there's going to be some uh, presentations. They're looking, they're really excited to try to get Nate Smith uh, to do one of his famous hops talks. I'm all about it. Out there. But they know they have Vinny, so maybe they just don't know he doesn't know that stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Vinny asks Nate. Yeah. That's right. where we're at right now. Vinny's got Nate on speed dial. Yeah. That's how that works. Hey, Nate, should I use this big hot bag or what? I forget. <laughs> oh, sure. Just throw it in there. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to try to go. I will be releasing details about how you Australians can help us get there, assuming you'd actually like to see us on your continent. Um, we're going to work on it, and uh, there's going to be a bit of a Kickstarter campaign. There's going to be some cool things for you guys to uh, sponsor and purchase and things like that, all in the name of uh, just getting us tickets and hotels to get there. We're yeah. going to use all the proceeds literally just to get as many people as we can there. Uh, everybody on the team, and this is now this, no jokes aside, everybody on the te- in the team here is interested in going. Literally, with the exception of JP. He's the only one not interested in going. No, I'm interested in going, but I, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. It would be it would be a terrible experience for me. Yeah. I know. I just... I, I, I want to go. I would be physically unable to do so. Okay. So, if we do well fundraising, you will see everybody uh, sans JP. Mm-hmm. If we don't do well uh, uh, fundraising, there's a hierarchy, which I have. <laughs> yeah, of and, course. And wow. The, the hierarchy is... It, it does come a, a, a more from uh, the... Australian National Homebrew Conference than it does for me. I'll tell you. Should I just give it? Like, is anybody going to be offended I, knowing the hierarchy? Well, I mean, clearly you're going to go last. The hierarchy is Bevo. <laughs> right. <laughs> these guys know what they're doing. I mean, well, no, you'll probably be surprised. It turns out these Australians are kind of serious brewers over there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what's with that? Believe it or not. <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> turns out. These islanders <laughs> we thought really like to hear things. <laughs> whack, whack guys. We'll bring lots of pictures yeah, and maybe they... some beads and shells to trade with them. That'd be great. <laughs> right. Well, that's the first thing I asked. I was like, how are we going to do a show? You guys, you don't have the internet, do you? <laughs> how did you oh know about it? Someone's sitting there in New Zealand, like yeah. writing everything down and transcribing each show. No, that's what I figured it was. Yeah. I thought it was all by... Uh, um, Telegraph? Uh, SOS? What's it called? Telegraph. Morse Telegraph, thank Morse you. Morse code, yeah. And someone literally translated all of our shows. But no, it turns out they even have broadband. Wow. No way. So... Uh, and by they, I, I mean the natives. Yeah, not those people. The, yeah, not the criminals. The natives have the broadband. Right, the natives. Yeah, the criminals are still native. <laughs> anyway, so the hierarchy is—it's uh, it, me actually. They were like, but I'm pretty sure that they gave that to me just not to offend me. Like I'm pretty sure they were like, because they very quickly went you and then Nate and Tasty. Is, right. is the hierarchy. Well, and I'm pretty like, sure they would have skipped over me if they felt like I wouldn't have been offended and said, well, if I don't go, nobody goes. Well, you're like the baby in the bathwater, right? They go, yes. well, you, you just, you're the, you're the patty. Like, the brewing network, well, we have to bring Justin. Yeah. And then here's what we really got to, you know. I think right. you meant the baby in the dingo's mouth. Mm-hmm. 
That's She's right. That's, yeah. how the, uh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's how the Aussies say it. Shit. Yeah. I've, heard, I've read that. And then, really, the only difference between Nate and Tasty is is not pounds. the not the appeal to the Australians. <laughs> oh man, that's the, that's the first number that came to mind. I'm sorry, JP. Sorry, it was a joke. That was rude. Yeah. It's medals at the NHC. No, it's uh, right. There's that. <laughs> I have medals with that. It's actually it's not even the popularity. It's that they know they can also get a lecture out of Nate. Right. Whereas Tasty's like me, he just wants to hang out. That's yeah, what I do. What best. I uh, but from a hangout perspective. That's why Tasty's next on the list. And yeah. then it just goes down from there. Push is actually on the list behind that, only oh, because yeah. we couldn't possibly do any live video or audio or any of that without him. Right. So if we get Push in there with the, with the rest of us, we can automatically actually deliver some, some live content um, from Australia. That'd be cool. Um, and then whatever, it just kind of goes down from there. Uh, and it's all money, and it's very expensive, unfortunately, to fly to Australia. Um, it is very expensive. Which kind of sucks. Like I'm, I'm a little worried about... Uh, how the fundraising is going to go because if you think it's like i don't know it's like almost two grand just to fly i think really yeah wow that's unfortunate so anyway we've got some ideas uh we're gonna we're gonna bring them to the table for you there will be a kickstarter campaign or or whatever the other one there's another one that's not like a product but it's a the other one that didn't get hacked recently it's yeah Yeah. another form of crowdfunding that's more for like a cause like this for Hmm. Rather than an item, a product, you know, handout or something like that. It's, I think it's called a handout. Yeah, <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that's what it's called. Oh, cardboard, it's called, cardboard I think, sign. I think it's called Justin is still broke. dot com. <laughs> I think it's called Obamacare. Yeah, freewayonramp.com. dot <laughs> uh, com. Indiegogo. Maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe that's the other one. One of these crowdfunding things. You need to have a handlebar mustache to go on there, though. Yeah. So we're going to try to get as many as, as we can out there. I'm excited to officially announce we're going to Australia. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm stoked. I think it's be good awesome. You guys will have a lot of fun. All right, other quick announcements. Uh, the Hop Grenade Tap Room and Bottle Shop is still in progress, uh, hoping to open in April. And um, things are going well. We started construction, uh, what was it, last week, the week before? Uh, yeah, mid last week, yep. Mid last week. We already, they started all the demo work, and we're hoping that they start building it back up again by next week. And uh, things are on track to have our very own home. The BN Studios are moving there. You can go to uh, thehopgrenade.com. It's just a landing page right now, but that's where you'll see updates uh, in the very near future. Uh, new merch is in the store, all kinds of hats. There's onesies over there. There's grilling aprons with hop grenades on them. you got hop grenades galore. Just hit the store button on the homepage. That's another way to support us. Uh, I do know that one of the ideas we have for the uh, Australian Fest is a couple of one-off shirts, um, some that only the Aussies can get. We thought we'd make something like only something the only, only the Aussies get that says something like "fuck the U.S." and something only the U.S. can get that says something like you know "fuck, fuck those the U.S." Aussies. Yeah. You know, or, Comes in like prison stripes or something. Yeah, something like that. So we're trying to figure that out. But in the meantime, there's other hot grenade stuff over there. Uh, you can also support us by shopping at Amazon. You just click on the Amazon link on our homepage, and a lot of you are doing that. We appreciate it. What's our Amazon product of the week? The Da Vinci Porter Four in One Convertible Crib. Uh, I can, convertible I, crib. Well, first of all, there's a lot of baby products that were bought. Uh. Second, we got a 20 spot from this thing because it was like 250 bucks. Oh, and uh, I just uh, marvel at uh, people that uh, you know. I net, you know why nobody has any kits? Yeah, you look around and there's like 50 people in the BN crew and there's one kid. Baby stuff's expensive. Yeah, made from New was, Zealand wood. I was actually looking for beds for Abby on Amazon recently, and I was like, man, these things suck. Yeah, like 450 bucks. At that point, why don't you just buy like a full size bed and then it'll stay with her for twenty years? Oh, yeah. this one's like a miniature VW bus. Oh, nice! It's I like awesome. that. I'll throw down a twenty wow. on that for you. Ridiculous! <laughs> Thanks. I like that. Yeah, twenty five. Fine. 
fucker. <laughs> take, the, take the 20 that we got from this thing and put it towards Evo's uh, kids. Evo's, grave. there you go. Yeah. Well, it's expensive, but thanks for buying it on uh, the Amazon link there. I like how one of the selling points is made from New Zealand wood. What do I care? Why is that a selling point of New Zealand wood? It's, really? There's no the American wood isn't good enough? It's very rare. Is it better? It's rare and... Uh, what does it convert into? It has a cool accent. <laughs> it converts into a big giant mistake. New Zealand uh, pine the, the converts tree, into the, a criminal. The tree rings go the other way. Oh, yeah. that's one. Right. That's cute. I think that's what it is. It's a very gentle grain for the babies. It took me a minute it's to good get on their that. skin. <laughs> it's good on their skin. All right, uh, watch all this live on. Uh, <laughs> Why would you want to? <laughs> uh, Brewingnetwork.com/tv. That's right. That's our live stream account, and just click on the TV link there, and you can. And watch all the action happen. Yeah. Subscribe and join the BN Army. That's a great way to uh, support us as well. Recurring donors are entered into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway, which is uh, gives you the chance to win 100 bucks uh, to spend over at More Beer. Uh, plus, uh, we do several, uh, well, not several, we do a couple big giveaways. We kind of accumulate some credit with More Beer. And I think we've got a big giveaway coming up, uh, maybe for uh, NHC out here. But you only get in on that if you're part of the BN Army. So uh, click the Donate button. All right, get all this and more over on Twitter and Facebook and send uh, show ideas to Scott the Jew, Scott the Jew at the Brewing, or Scott at the Brewing Network.com. Send feedback to feedback at Brewingnetwork.com. Everything else goes to JP at the Brewing Network.com. Do we have a Twitter game? We do have a Twitter game. Twitter game is brought to you today by our good friends over at White Labs. I was down at White Labs uh, this weekend, uh, or this week. Right. And uh, boy, they got a lot going on down there. Yeah. Their tasting room, for one, has, just gets better every time I see it. Wow. Uh, it's just beautiful. Uh, they're expanding, uh, all sorts of stuff going on. Top secret stuff going on, a lot of growth going on down there. I mean, White Labs is is killing it right now. Our good friends, just go to see them at whitelabs.com or uh, buy their yeast from your local homebrew shop. It's If it's not available in your local homebrew shop, first of all, something's wrong. Mm. Second of all, just ask for it. All right, what's our Twitter game? Well, I don't want to, uh, you know, speaking of uh, um, uh, releasing secrets and uh, releasing things that have been under covers and under wraps for a long period of time, like yeah. the uh, uh, Australian deal. Um, I'm, I'm happy to announce that Tasty yes. and Bevo yes. have, have had a consummated their relationship. Yes. Constipated it? Constipated it. Yes. And uh, they have actually uh, born a secret love child. Oh. Um, but they're looking for names. They're looking for names for it. So please name Bevo and Tasty secret love child. Tasty's still firing off uh, potent shots, <laughs> huh, buddy? Once in a while. Yeah, the head gasket might be blown, but a couple of those cylinders are still pumping. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound good. Tasty, I think we just found <laughs> you a new t-shirt. <laughs> Damn. Uh, all right, the Tasty and Bevo love child. What's it called? Is it a he, a he or a she? We or don't know yet. We don't know? It's up to you. Okay. All right, that's our Twitter game today. Uh, I think we got time for feedback, right? Mm. A little time for feedback. We had some good feedback this week, so uh, let's do it. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, feedback's brought to you today by the good folks over at Austin Homebrew Supply. Check them out at austinhomebrew.com. They're good people in Texas that are taking care of your homebrew needs, and they've been supporting us for a long time, and uh, we love them for it. They also have an incredible retail experience. So if you haven't been into Austin Homebrew, I recommend you go check it out. You'll be you'll be blown away. But you can shop online, too, austinhomebrew.com. All right, uh, Pontus writes in, What's up? I just wanted to give you guys a... Quick shout out to the huge impact you've had on uh, homebrewing and my own growth within the hobby. Ah! I've been listening. Um, 
I've been listening to you, your newest podcast, for about six months. Uh, I've had so much fun doing so. I'm just reading it, guys. Reading the, reading the email. Who am I to talk? I type super, like, I just go through emails. I don't care what they say. I figure, you get the point. If you don't get the point, fuck off. Uh, you know, it's not like an essay. Every right. time. Yeah. You're not getting graded. You're just judged. I don't know why I make fun of these people every time. I'm exactly the same when I type emails. Anyway, uh, he goes on to say, um, I decided to start listening to the podcast from the very beginning, and I've never had a better time in traffic. Freaking out, he says, which you have to be a long-time listener. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Thanks from Pontus. All right. Uh, Tour writes in, greetings, brewcasters, semi-brewcasters, and random people in the studio. <laughs> um... Straight up, I'm a lazy F, so instead of doing the experiment myself, I thought I'd ask you guys for advice. So, here we go. I've been wanting to brew a coconut porter. I find the information plentiful, but also a tad confusing. I've dried coconut shavings. uh, I have dried coconut shavings available to me, and I was thinking of toasting them in the oven, uh, as most recipes call for, uh, till they're golden. But what's the advantage and disadvantages of putting them late in the boil? Uh, or whirlpool versus in the fermenter versus in the mash. I cannot quite see how the, how you combat the natural oil in the coconut, even the dried ones, so that you uh, can still get a frothy head. What do you think, guys? Nate? Uh, I wish we had Doc here for this one. He's yeah, the master at that. And he's yeah. had some of the best coconut beers I've, ha- I've ever tasted. But yeah, I think you'd want to add it late in the process. I think you'd want to start there. Okay. And then start working backwards if it doesn't seem to to work out any experience with the oil is he right that there's kind of no way to get around that it's sort of like a coffee beer i think in some ways maybe we've had those that do have good head retention we know there's oils in coffee so maybe the problem is overstated yeah you know maybe to try it and see if you can get away with it and then lower the amount if you seem to have issues with it perhaps do you feel like doing it in the mash is is too early because you'll you'll lose out on the flavor I think you'll lose some of what you want. I think you're going to volatize that off during the boil and and change it in ways that may not taste that good. Because you want it to taste essentially kind of like fresh coconut. Yeah, I think he's onto something maybe with the toasting. That might be cool, too. Then you'd keep some of those aromatics in there. You'd probably lose that if you boiled it off. Okay. What do you think, Tasty? Yeah, I would tend to want to add it in the the fermenter just to get the fresh fresh coconut character that you're looking for. Uh, Yeah, uh, as a... As an item, coconuts rarely, you know, are cooked, right? Like, boiling to me is like essentially cooking it to its well-done state. Okay. So, I mean, it's not something you would ever eat that way, so... Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, probably changes the flavor quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Without Doc, that's the best we have yeah, for you, sorry. Tour. Um, one time, Doc probably wishes we did feedback at the end of the show. What if you brewed with coconut water instead of actual water? Is that possible? That's a good question. I don't know. That's an interesting idea. I wonder what you'd get out of it. That's if you take mm. coconut oh, water, it's just kind of sweet. That'd be the most expensive beer in the world. It would be pretty mm, that's true. So I mean, it's such animus coconut. You're talking about coconut juice, basically. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. no coconut, coconut water has become popular oh. recently. Oh, coconut well, you milk. Can buy it. Okay. As, uh, at, coconut. No, 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 coconut water. You mean yeah, actual yeah. coconut water? And I mean, well, Flavor. let me rephrase that. I don't know that it's actually coconut water, as in drained from this. You know, that's uh, what it is. It's called coconut water. 
And I th- I'm sure that some of it is, is more pure than others as it becomes a trendy thing. Mm. Some of it might literally be bottled water that's flavored with coconut, as but we're talking about. it doesn't really yeah. taste like Coke. I've had it before. It's not good. It's a little coconut. I don't I've, think it really tastes like coconut. I've had some, some good ones that tasted like coconut. Nicole's nodding her head. Have, Nicole's in the studio, too. Have you had coconut water and had some that tasted like actual coconut? Yeah, so the coconut water that's packaged as coconut water comes from literally the water of a young green coconut. Okay. So we have to keep in mind there's multiple species of coconut and there's also multiple preparations. So in the U.S., so if you're talking about buying a bag of dried coconut, we're talking about, you know, like but fully mature coconut that's brown and shriveled on the outside. Yeah. Whereas coconut juice comes from a young coconut that's been freshly picked that's still green on the outside. So okay. if you go to like a lot of Thai restaurants, some Indian restaurants, sometimes you can get a fresh a fresh coconut served to you. Um, but the canned stuff is like trying to do that more efficiently than having to bust open a coconut. Yeah. And so there's some that are kind of crappy, like super hyper pasteurized, not so not so yummy and then there's some that taste more like fresh green coconut juice but green coconut and and fully ripened dried dried out coconut two different flavors okay yeah and i'm with jp that it would be the most expensive batch of beer you ever made but what if you yeah maybe you could mess with the amount that that would be enough to give you some coconut flavor it would be really interesting to to steep grains and into it and see oh yeah what kind of i mean see what kind of flavor trait? It has a slightly yeah. vegetal taste, a little bit like maybe uh, cucumber or something like this. So you, if you didn't want that, mm. it might or maybe, it might accentuate some of the wrong things about a beer too. Maybe boil to it. Maybe boil it first and see how boiled coconut water tastes. tastes. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, it, yeah. Well, it's also complicated because it's so high in minerals. There's like a lot of magnesium, which can be problematic for beer. It's high in oh. sodium. Um, but there's also a lot of calcium, which can be good. And then a lot, a lot of potassium. Yeah, potassium but the magnesium could be sure. enough to be a big problem like what, for the beer. What's the problem with magnesium? Magnesium uh, it kind of contributes to really nasty hot bitterness, basically. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, like a pasty-like hot bitterness, apparently. Okay. but Interesting. Um, yeah. You, All right. you think the uh, the yeast would go berserk because it's kind of hot, sugary, isn't it? Yeah, you get some fermentable sugars out of it, certainly. Yeah, and the calcium that Nicole was mentioning would help with yeast health and benefits like that. But um, yeah, the other negatives might outweigh that. I'd be interested. Someone do an experiment and, and and write in. I'd be interested. Sounds like a this segment brought to you by Cocoa Water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, still uh, good questions all around. All right, here we go. Uh, this is from Chris. And uh, what I love about this uh, certain piece of feedback is the uh, generally positive response to an otherwise ridiculous segment that we did a couple weeks ago, which is uh, about the Asian stereotype of how to pronounce L's and R's. <laughs> and Uh-oh. rather than what we normally get when we act like idiots like that, yeah. is, you know, we normally get is you guys are idiots. Yeah. All we've gotten is overwhelmingly positive and reinforcing uh, arguments uh, for one side or the other from our Asian listeners. Not only that, very scientifically, <laughs> I might add. Too. Yeah, and I love like, it. I of, think it's fantastic. Of course, it's scientific if it came from Asian <laughs> listeners. Come you know, on. that was a good segment. I thought about that earlier this week. I was like, well, I personally was like, we are stupid. But, <laughs> but any it of stuck the, with me. Any of the other stereotypes we, that we've brought up, even stereotypical language, we've we've caught nothing but what we should is which. Oh, you guys are idiots. This one uh, <laughs> has really sparked some intelligent debate, and. Uh, <laughs> It is, backed up by, like, uh, resources, too. (laughs) So here we go. Chris writes in this week. 
Uh, Hi, Brewing Network. I just wanted to provide some input on the making fun of Asian people's pronunciation. I speak Japanese fairly well, and my grandmother is a native Japanese speaker, so I can only speak for the Japanese language on this one. Uh, Whereas we have two sounds, L and R, uh, Japanese only has one sound. When written in English, they usually choose R. Uh, But the reality is that the sound is halfway between an L and an R. If you notice, L and R are actually the same sound with different tongue placement. On the L, your tongue is touching your front teeth, and on the R, your tongue is in the back of your mouth, not touching anything. Uh, For the Japanese letter, your tongue goes on the top of your mouth, behind your teeth. So it sounds mostly like an R, but also a little like an L. Mm -hmm. I hope that as you're driving in traffic right now, listeners, you're trying all of these tongue positions. Uh, because someone from Japan has trained their tongue to make this particular sound, it's actually quite difficult for them to make both L's and R's because their tongue naturally wants to go to the middle ground. For this reason, I would side with JP and say that the sounds are often transposed. For example, my grandmother calls it a uh, phone. <laughs> but then calls uh, my other grandmother Luth instead of Ruth. So he got, has a several phone and Luth. Maybe Gabby Hayes was uh, half Japanese. <laughs> I'm sure this is way more information than you need, uh, but good to hear that JP's sur- uh, surgery went well anyway. Cheers from Chris. Jari. Now those are Chinese. They are Chinese. No, 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 no. Not ra 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 la 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 la. See, he could do it. He has a very good L. <laughs> He's very good. <laughs> very well practiced tongue. Anyway, I hope we keep still getting descriptions of the L and the R for weeks. Uh, okay. <laughs> Paul writes in from Australia. Uh, hello to you all. First, uh, a big thanks for all your shows. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I wish I could get some Shevariga over here in Australia, but I guess it comes from Alabama, so it's pretty exclusive. Yeah, we can bring it to you. Uh, yeah, we'll bring you some. Yeah. Uh, I just thought of an idea for one of your fine shows. Uh, that is of beer aging over time and when beer is at its prime. Um now, we, we have talked Only about this on various shows and definitely done some beer aging topics. The problem, I'll read the rest of his email too, but I will point out that the, the problem with the aging show is that it depends. Virtually mm-hmm. every aspect of the aging topic is it depends on this and that and the other thing. So, but uh, he does say, I find uh, in his experience, I find that extract beers need more time to develop. Uh, but I like my all grain beers best when they're fresh. And hoppy beers mellow over time, and lagers are best just before the keg runs dry. Uh, I would love to hear what Jamil or any of the other brewcasters had to say on the topic. Even Doc, who appears to get fucked up each and every show. Uh, Anyway, also thanks for introducing me to Steel Panther. Uh, They've given me a new perspective on love and romance. Um, And also, P.S., thanks for not editing uh, out that time that Justin lost his shit about the hophead calendar. Uh, Even I felt embarrassed. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. We just couldn't edit it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so the aging show, it just, everything depends. And even, I would not argue with any of his personal experience. If he notices that his extract beers are a little better with some time and his all-grain beers are better fresh and crisp, I think those are probably valid observations. But in other people's beers and in other places and times and environments, all of that just depends on too many factors, right? 
Yeah, he wants us to chew up four hours and basically say it depends. It depends. A bunch of different ways. That'd be kind of fun. What is it, the Chris White show? Yeah, Yeah, we can't do that. Um, There are some rules that we've given on our past shows, you know, aging at certain temperatures and things like that. Strength of the beer and aging at, yeah, Yeah. lower temp, higher temp. Those are all going to be important variables. As a home brewer, doing your best to keep them uh, oxygen deprived. But uh, other than that, Tasty, I don't know if there's anything we haven't covered. Well, we have covered. I, one thing that uh, a lot of people forget sometimes is the ingredients make a difference too. If you use darker grains, they have an, a natural antioxidant uh, character that uh, preserves the beer. Okay. That's why your stouts and stuff, uh, which a lot of times are higher in alcohol, but even if they're lower in alcohol, they t- they have better shelf life. Got it. Okay. Well, like uh, I've uh, added made, uh, like crystal malt to just an IPA to give it more shelf stability. Oh yeah. Yeah, it could be like a red IPA. To me, inherently, will last longer on the shelf than a yellow one or blonde one. Interesting. Yeah. The hop character too. Uh, it'll it, it'll have its effect on hops because of its crystal character. Obviously, yeah. It the depends. Balance. Is it depends. the answer? Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, packaging. Okay. That's a good tip, though. Yeah. Good tip. Darker grains. All right. Uh, a couple more here. Matt from New York writes in. Hey, geniuses. Uh, is this the right email, JP? Uh, it might be my personal one. I don't know. Okay. I'm just writing in to thank you for my uh, most recent competition success. I entered the New York City Homebrewers Guild Homebrew Alley competition and scored a 42 with my IPA. All right. Wow. That's pretty good. Uh, placed first and second in the IPA category out of 54 entries uh, as I entered it uh, as both an American IPA and an Imperial IPA. Uh, <laughs> The second place entry was called Another Boring IPA in honor of JP and his profound love for the style. (laughs) Uh, It's a trademarking of your ass. I also uh, placed third in the fruit beer category by adding coconut extract to the same IPA and calling it, guess what it is? A coconut IPA. Uh, I just waited to see if, do you like the suspense? You're a douche. (laughs) Uh, I actually hated the beer with coconut, though. Uh, could not have done it without the West Coast Beer Masters, Tasty and Nate. Uh, the winning beer was actually Nate's Citrus Bomb IPA that all he's right. posted on his Beersmith Recipe Cloud page. It's like my favorite IPA of all time. Such a good beer. That's why the Aussies want to listen to me jawbone about this stuff for a while. Huh? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So that's thanks for Matt. Uh, P.S. JP, I love you. Thank you. I could tell in the textual context that he he meant that one. It was <laughs> more also. like a. It was like a JP. No, JP, listen to me. Listen, yeah. buddy. Yeah. I love you. Oh, but I don't like that. It was one of those. <laughs> this is a perfect opportunity to give a shout out to our sponsor, More Beer. You can buy that kit there. There we go. Excellent. All right. Uh, one more here. Anthony writes in, uh, hey, I recently found and subscribed to TBN Jamil show and Bruce Strong. I'm so happy I found it uh, as I do a bit of driving and it keeps me company. Only problem is that I seem to have over downloaded the shows and can't get any more. I had no idea there was a limit to the free shows and would have been more selective with my choices. Of course, I'd like to listen to them all um, and I have the time when I'm out on the road. So could you please tell me what the allowable amount of downloads is, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a great question. Uh, don't worry about it. He Goes on to say, sorry for asking a geeky question, but uh, this is an excellent question. We do have daily download limits, but the, it's just a daily thing. It's it's literally a 24-hour period. I think it's something like uh, six shows. Uh, code always corrects me. but I it, thought it was even 20. I thought it was a pretty uh, allowable amount. No, it's something like six or eight shows. I think the theory being you're not going to listen to more than 
six or eight shows in a 24-hour period. So you just kind of stagger it that way. And really the only point was that our server was really getting bogged down. So other people were not allowed. They couldn't download any shows. If everyone was, you know, finding us and then going, oh, I'll download all the old shows. Or you buy a new computer and you go, oh, okay, I'm going to download all eight years of shows right now. Right. Uh, what was happening is the server was killing it for other people. So all you have to do is wait 24 hours. Your uh, IP address is reset on our server, and you're allowed to download some more. So if you're going on a long trip or something, just, you know, you got to stagger it over, uh, you know, a week or two to, to get the most shows. Uh, I will say we're looking at uh, ways to uh, move those restrictions, to actually remove them from the whole thing with a server upgrade. But, uh, you know, you know how those things go around here. Could take some time. So, yeah, there you go. That's our feedback brought to you today by Austin Homebrew Supply. Go to austinhomebrew.com and check them out. And uh, real quick, let's let you know about our good friends over at Adam and Eve. You can go to adamneve.com right now. And for a limited time only, uh, use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. And you get uh, 50% off just about any uh, one item. And then you get free shipping. And then you get three free adult DVDs. And uh, you know the genres. Uh, all sorts of genres. Right? We've said them all here before. Oh, yeah. Have we said all of them? <clears throat> I'm pretty fairly can you, certain. JP, can you think of one? Uh, this is it off the top of your head. Can you think of a genre we haven't mentioned on the program? Off the top of your head. Uh, did we do Bukaki? We've done Bukaki before. Huh? I would think we would have at least done it once. <laughs> did we do Red Eye? Oh, I don't I even know, know what Red that? Eye is, Nate. My friend Ross told me about that once. We used to work editing porn for a living. He well, saw lots of interesting things. What's that, Red Eye? That's, that's, where, you... that's where you shoot the load in her eye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I always thought that was just part of Bukaki, but it's specifically to the There's eye. There's a specific subgenre for that, apparently. Uh, is there like an aim thing involved? Like, do you, is it like, you, do you just do it like so close to the eye that you can't miss? Or is it like a matter know. of... I've uh, never actually seen footage of this, apparently. I think it's like an eyedropper, maybe. It's just like a, <laughs> it you just like gotta, a, right in the tear duct. Because it kind of feels like a sport. If there's like regulations of how far away. <laughs> yeah, <he's> like, <laughs> oh, it's like curling. You gotta have distance. Yeah. Because not only distance, but aim. Aim, right. Yeah. I mean... No, no, it's, it's like darts. sport. Tasty's offended. Tasty's offended. in humiliating positions. That's what it's about. Tasty woke up. It's like the most serious he's been in eight years. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not a sport. Wait a goddamn minute. Jesus. Uh, uh, it would be. If he was from across the room, oh, yeah. could do it, yeah. then it would be a sport. <laughs> Hell sport. yeah. Well, round of applause for Nate for bringing up a uh, yeah, yeah, category we yeah, never... Yeah. All right. Uh, parodies. Oh, parodies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the, not off the top of my head. I'm on, I'm on adamandeve.com. Like the sure. Flint Bones? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Do you, you want to hear, hear some parody? Uh, <laughs> yeah, why not? Right, hang on. So we, got a, we got a minute. Yeah, uh, go parodies. Uh, well, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> no. That just writes itself. Right. Uh, the A-Team. The, the A-Team Triple X, a parody. <clears throat> Is that about anal or something? <clears throat> I don't know. Let's find out. Oh. <laughs> Let's watch the trailer. <laughs> uh, when Brie Olson has a problem with a biker gang and a corrupt politician, she can't find anyone to help except the A-Team. After listening to her problems, the guys put together a foolproof plan that ends with all of them getting captured. Do they really listen to her problems? That's what I want to know. <laughs> right, no, <let's>... but <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy instead of... Uh, um, instead, oh, what the fuck is his name? It's Morcock. Is, oh, is his name now instead, instead of, of uh, B.A. Baracus? No, B.A. Baracus, but uh, Murdoch oh, Mur- is the real guy's name. <laughs> Here it's Morcock. Do they say, like, I love it when a plan comes together and they're all coming at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, Nate! Oh. Nate's like the porn king right now. Yeah. He's got a new career as a writer. Yes! <laughs> uh, oh, hang on, Nicole. I'm, uh, trying to find it. 
Try again. There well, we he has been away for like three weeks. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know what I've been doing. He's been watching <laughs> He's been watching Red Eye for three weeks. Any other good Any good parodies in there? Uh, well, I thought the A-Team was pretty decent. Uh, Scooby-Doo. Oh. It's oh. just called Scooby-Doo? Well, Scooby-Doo, a triple X parody. Oh. Uh, OMG, it's the Duck Dynasty triple X. <laughs> just a bunch of rednecks. Not the Wizard of Oz triple X. Grease. <laughs> yeah good good one grease triple x a triple x parody yeah yeah um let's see i had to change hot shots the in there part <laughs> doo-doo <laughs> uh not the brady's star wars i would watch i don't that. like that they're not manipulating yeah. the name yeah, yeah i want funny stupid. names like, yeah. like, shouldn't it be Cock Dynasty and that Duck yes. Dynasty? Like, you're working genitals. Into yeah. yeah. Not Animal House Triple X. Okay, great. I can't wait for that one. <laughs> yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Zena. Buffy the Vampire Lair? Come on. Yeah, yeah. that one's easy. The Lone Ranger? Oh. Oh, that's fine. It's a masturbation one. <laughs> this, this ain't Avatar Triple X 2. That's not, I mean. Hustlers Nailing Palin. <laughs> that's a charity. There There's go. a lot of Palin porn. You noticed that? Yeah. I mean, I haven't noticed it, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, got the collection. It's just whatever the fl- on the on the flyer that I get. Yeah. Clerks Triple X parody pollute. Yeah, there's a lot of other. Clerks has ones. to be bored. Love boat. Oh, the you don't there's have to a love that. boat one. That one's good. I'll watch that. Uh, Jane, uh, see Jane Blonde DD Seven. All right. AdamandEve.com. Use coupon code BNARMY. You can choose from any of those parody movies. You get three DVDs, uh, free gifts. Uh, so sensual, it's sensual. And uh, BNARMY, Adam and Eve. Uh, believe it or not, they, they actually support us, uh, and, they're, and they're good at it. So go support them and get your porn on. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we got some beer news for you and uh, a little SF Beer Week update. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The session. Brewing up our next 
batch of radio gold right now. All right, getting back to it. Thanks for sticking with us and hanging out. We got a good crew today. Uh, Nate back in the studio after a little absence there. We had Beardy uh, filling your shoes. Oh, cool. Beardy was here. Nice. Beardy was here for a little while. We got Nicole hanging out with us, too. That's a nice surprise. Yeah. Like having Nicole. Uh, and we got the rest of you idiots, you know. Yeah, Bevo. You know what I'm saying. Did I hear a rumor about uh, about Nate and Nicole that's worth, uh, yeah. it's worth mentioning? Maybe. Yes. Maybe. I finally decided to propose after almost 10 years. And her what? mom said, you can guess what her mom said. Fuck off. About, about fucking time. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's about fucking time. Yeah. I was like, whoa, thanks, mom. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Now, not to, not to diminish how important that is, but I, honestly, when I heard it, there was a rumor. I didn't know what it was. I thought you knocked her up. It's just no. that you proposed? Yeah, that's it. Oh, well, whoa, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> Wait, have you guys no, been together it. for more than 10 years? Almost. Almost, almost 10 I don't years. think I knew that either. Yeah. What did you propose? Um, that um, that Nicole watch a lot of Bridezilla and start taking notes. Oh. <laughs> I told you this was no right. big deal. Because yeah. Nicole has excellent taste on almost everything. And then all of a sudden she's watching Bridezilla every day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, want to be real bitchy and white too. I know. <laughs> they need a show for this? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Yeah, and I assume Nicole said yes then. Well, yeah. I had to think about it, but no, yes, I said. She was that. like, "Get down on your knees, motherfucker!" <laughs> oh yeah, I had to think about it. Did <laughs> you try to do it all casual? I did. Like, that didn't work. It's just like, what the fuck is yeah. this? What's but wrong it, with you? Well, it was like on the beach. It was like yeah. oh. on my thirtieth birthday. It was down in San Diego. We this was just a couple visited. Years ago? No, this was this was a uh... <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> right. What that was in the nineties. <laughs> on my thirtieth birthday, you should say, "Isn't that in the future?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was JD. I think. <laughs> Whoa, 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 don't give up. Don't give me up like right. that, you dick. Well, I've, we've given Tasty enough shit today. Yeah. Now she's oh. a, now he's about to get it from Nicole. Yeah. I haven't said anything. Oh, it was JP. I should have known. Yeah, that was yeah. me. So, uh, uh, yeah, it was, on, it was on my birthday, which was on December 16th, and he took me down to San Diego. We had, it's like, my birthday. Great. Yeah, it was really fun. I did a lot of that. Uh, we went to all these, uh, checked out all these breweries, uh, had, had a bunch of fun, and then uh, it, it culminated in that. And we were, we were going to tell everybody... Um, after the Christmas party, oh yeah, uh, like right right before we went to break, I was like, at break, I'm gonna talk to Nate, and we're gonna we're gonna do this in the next segment. And then you guys started doing feedback, and then JP's like, I got cancer. Oh, <laughs> I ruined it. Oh, Nicole, you should have done it. Then it would have been great. We've yeah. been like, oh, all right. hey, good job, JP. Nicole and David. But it just gone. Uh, we're like, yeah, not, not today. Right. right. How did the uh, How did the proposal go? I mean, it sounds like uh, it sounds like you had a well, false start. First, I dropped the ring in the sand. We had to dig for it, oh, you know, no. and then like this dog buried it. And- <laughs> Sounds like Sam and yeah. Vivo. Well, I could tell. I could tell Nate was getting kind of nervous while we were walking on the beach, and that we came up this like knoll. And when we got no. up there, it was like all like seaweedy and gross. And, it was, like, <laughs> oh. really and then as we went over the top, there was this like half naked chick in a thong bikini with a Dude, doing a photo hot. shoot. <laughs> yeah, Nate's like, I'm like, yeah. I gotta leave this all behind. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, Nicole. Hang out here. I gotta go talk to her real fast. Was she just taking selfies, or was there an actual? No, no there was a like, guy. Yeah, it's a photographer with you know he has lights. And it, you stumbled upon was, a modeling show. Oh, it was awesome. Wow. Yeah. Uh, See, I think she was going to strip, too. It looked like it was going to go that direction. But in, on, so. on a beach in San Diego, I mean, it's yeah. probably one in ten that you're going to, you no, know, chances you're going to find it. Uh, so you couldn't, 
you didn't stop there then? You kept going? Or? No, we kept going. I figured I would. I should have done it right there. Nate's getting all been sweaty. Great. Yeah. It's all smelly. There's like this uh, naked chick, 19-year-old yeah. chick. Well, you know You're she like, would have like uh, jumped up applauding and giving you a hug. That's true. See, you. Moscow, Fuck I you, just Moscow. needed your help. Yeah. I like how the, the proposal would go like this too. Like he's staring at her but talking to Nicole. <laughs> so, Nicole, it's been 10 years and he's looking 90 degrees the other direction. You're like, check out that ass. Damn. <laughs> it was kind of small, actually. Uh, was actually <laughs> still good though so did you not actually get down on one knee before you were told to i was told to and then i then i figured i better listen up yeah because this is that's how it starts i just got to listen up from now on <laughs> right. wait wait no so I'm, right. I'm, I'm honestly curious so you pull the ring out yeah and then nicole do you see what's happening you you better fucking get on one knee no, no, before no, no, you no. start talking to he, me like he kept fumbling with his wallet because he, he wears tight wallet. pants so he didn't have room for a ring box <laughs> skinny jeans yep. skinny <laughs> tight he pants kept, he, kept, <laughs> he kept fumbling with his wallet i was like what is he doing why is he acting so nervous because we like started turning around and walking back oh, get away awesome uh, i was like so i don't know awesome. if i can do this here after almost 10 years he's all nervous yeah. after we walked past the the Pick naked stuff. chick we were on dog beach it was really cute because there are all these cute puppies everywhere dog shit beach yeah it's called dog I don't want to like, you know, tell people that I got proposed to on Dog Beach. Right. <laughs> it's almost like a last resort island. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the only dog I can find on Dog Beach. Here you go, Nicole. How would you like this? So we, uh, so we were walking back up the sand dune, yeah. and uh, and uh, Nate goes, uh, he like all of a sudden he, he hugs me, and then we kept walking. He's like fumbling with his wallet, oh. <laughs> and then he like stops and he like hugs me really close and he whispered in my ear. Oh. And then I made him get on one. And then you said, <laughs> get and then the commandments bitch. started. Because I wanted all those bitches to know what was about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, right? Laying claim to all that blonde and the tight jeans. <laughs> Did you get an applause? Were there other people around then? You know what? We were just so happy. We didn't even care if anybody uh, saw us. And then we ran off and drank beer at uh, Pizza Port. Nice. Were you sober? Were you both sober at the time? Yeah, it was in yeah. the morning. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, Nate, you are a time, noble gentleman. Time of day has just no meaning. <laughs> yeah, you're sober that's not? true. Yeah. yeah, it was at six a.m. We got yeah. up and drank six packs. Sober <laughs> to get some liquid courage up, and then I finally did it. Yeah, wow. That, that is a, that's a cute story. Yeah. Huh. Congratulations. I always, I always thought maybe I had a chance with you, Nicole. You want to last? If you want a last little romp before the, you're not married yet. You know. <laughs> hey, there's still the bachelorette uh, party. Still the bachelorette. <laughs> I could be the. Yeah. I could be the guy who jumps out of the cake. <laughs> Oh, All your dreams are coming true, Nicole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, bring her to the Giants game or something. Yeah. Locker room. Oh, wow. All right, guys. Here I am. My last run through. Now it's run time through. for a red eye. Nicole, stand on the other side of the locker room. We're all going to shoot. Oh, wow. You guys going to have the reception at the hop grenade? Oh. That's- is that an invite? No it sounds pressure. like it. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds like the worst decision you could ever make in your whole marriage. Oh yeah, can you imagine? Uh, when is the when is the plan for uh, the funeral wedding? The funeral <laughs> wedding uh, sometime 2015 next year. Yeah, next year. Oh, so we'll be, we might still be open by then. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Yeah, probably it. not though. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Well, we'll have to time it. I'm glad you mentioned that because we'll have to time it. Right after the opening, before you go under, right? So you can get the most out of it. Yeah, you yeah. might want to speed things up. Right. Going out of business sales slash bachelor party. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. gonna have a lot of beer on sale. Because you know what they say about new bars and restaurants? It's all downhill from the first day. Yeah. So we got to get in in the first month, and then we're good. That's right. right. And isn't it only fifty percent of us actually make it too? So yes, exactly. Don't listen we to any of those statistics. Is. They don't matter. <laughs> right. Just keep yes. going. 
Which would, if you had a billion dollars, would you rather invest in a marriage or a bar? A bar. Neither. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> JP, sage advice. Congratulations, you two. That's Thank really you, awesome. Yeah, I'm happy for you both. I'm happier for Nate because he's the real winner in this thing. I think so. Yeah, Nicole, you're oh. clearly settling. <laughs> but uh, whatever, you're getting old. You can tell yourself yeah. short. It's okay. Yeah. Well, at this point, years beyond common law, it's like, well, why not? Yeah. She's like, whatever. Hey, Nate. Nate, make me some beer. What's oh, up, Nate, Nate, you're still here? Right, well, you sure. Shouldn't you be cleaning or something, Nate? What's up? Hey, Nate, make me something vegetarian, will you? Yeah. Fast. La- lazy. Vacuum. Dick. Duster, do something. <laughs> all right. Well, that's exciting. Look at the whole, the BN family. You get babies it's and all marriage up. and cancer. It's like, it's all, everything's <laughs> happening at once. They're all equal. Everyone like has a, something bad happen to them. It's like a movie. Yeah. It's like we should call Lifetime and have them do a movie about that. Oh, us. we could definitely have a Lifetime movie. And, JP, you could play yourself, I think. We're, we're doing the radio show. Yeah. He's already playing himself. <laughs> yeah, right. Cl- you know, it's It'd be like VH1 behind the mic. And show all the fights and stuff that happen at the breaks. It'd be you great. don't understand me. <laughs> you never listen. <laughs> you never that's hear. Just, that's just Bevo and Sam. All right. Let's move on. As exciting as that was, I'm happy for you. Did you get a ring on your finger? Let me see this thing. No, no. I had to. We need some cash at the pawn shop. Um, <laughs> I, I'll get it back real soon. So, like, after the weekend was over, you're like, so I'm going to need that back. Yeah. It's actually my mom's. I'm borrowing it. <laughs> yeah. I had to hawk my guitar for that. If yes. we have a show coming exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> See? You, man, you know. I'm going to need that guitar back. And I said by the end of March, I would have the money back. Yeah. It's so, 2020. Once the show's right. are, once the March tour is over, I will get the ring back yes. out of hawk. We're, we're playing this big venue. There's going to be a lot of people. The pre-sales look good. Yeah, I'm telling you, I guarantee we're... This, might, this be, time is going to be... It's, we're really going to do For real. It. Yeah. <laughs> there might be upwards of 20 people there. Yeah. It'll be yeah. amazing. There will be tens of people. Yeah. We're yeah. They might the trophy they, fire. We'll sell merch. It'll be great. So no ring. Right? Well, no, I'll have it back tomorrow. We had to get a little... Little resizing done there. Resizing, resizing yeah. yeah, that's the. That's what I told her to say. It's working. It was too big. <laughs> that's the last time Nate will ever hear that. Yeah. What do you think? My fingers are fat, Nathan. <laughs> well, that's, that was my original plan was to grow into the ring. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm getting married now. I'll just grow into the ring. Yeah, the, the sizing was like permission. Yeah, exactly. It's all Velveeta and bonbons from here on. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Nicole goes from a healthy vegetarian lifestyle to Velveeta and bonbon, bacon, yeah. lots of it. Yeah. Uh, but don't want that thing to fall off. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're no. just doing your part. You yeah. <laughs> All right, we got a little beer news to do. Brought to us by our good friends at homebrewstuff.com. It's the Brewing Network's beer news. Brought to you by homebrewstuff.com. Well, the Olympics are uh, happening in uh, Sochi, Russia, as I speak. And uh, there is a beer fridge there that is being deemed the coolest thing at the Games. Uh, Even cooler than a tandem bathroom stalls and uh, half-built roads. It's uh, set up in the Canadian Olympic House. It's a beer machine, uh, a marketing gimmick by a Molson Canadian. But it only opens for uh, holders of Canadian passports. So Olympic athletes simply swipe their passport. It's a big red and white beer fridge. You can't miss it. And uh, the door opens magically to shelves lined with Molson beer. Uh, you know, despite the beer selection, I really love this idea. This amazing. is genius marketing, and I feel like there should be a BN Army beer fridge 
somehow yes. th- use this technology at the hop grenade. Uh, but that aside, uh, I, this is really good marketing. Yeah, it is. It's brilliant. Uh, yeah, and it's not the first time they've they've uh, used this particular campaign. Uh, they rolled it out across Europe last summer. There was a series of videos showing uh, befuddled locals in, in mostly rural settings, so, some urban too, like in northern France and Belgium, uh, trying to uh, open the fridge door, of course, in vain. And at the, toward the end of the video, there's finally a Brit who shouts out, you know, is anybody Canadian? And uh, sure enough, there's a, a backpacker with a maple leaf uh, on his uh, back, on his bag, you know. And uh, he opens the fridge. And, nice. And so, and now they're just kind of rolling it out uh, for the Olympics. And uh, the athletes are stoked because, you know, there's been uh, food shortages in Sochi. I mean, among the the ridiculousness happening over there, yeah. you know, it's hard to find a beer, I guess. Right. And so the Canadian team is well fed yes, with, with carbohydrates. Yeah. You know, even the beer selection, uh, and uh, Tasty, I, I'd be curious if you if you agree with me. If you're the only one with the key to the refrigerator... And you, it, there's something about it. I would drink the Molson. I'm happy to have because it just it Hell just yeah. makes it taste better. That oh, you're to the, make it taste great. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're the only yeah. one with the key. You're serving the team. Even the Molson is good. And apparently, it's really easy to get laid as an athlete there. Anyway, can you imagine if you had the key to the oh, beer man. fridge? Yeah. You and I should have gone. I think we could pass for athletes. Whoa, curlers. Curlers. Sure, dude, yeah. Uh, ice, ice dancing. Uh, we can do twizzles not, all day long. It'd be great. Maybe not ice dancers. There must no, be other winter dancers. sports we could pass for. Uh, maybe bobsledding, but... Uh, skeleton. <laughs> yeah. We could be skeleton. Skeleton, I think we could we could run <laughs> for sure, dude. Why don't you just uh, adopt a really steely glare, and yeah. then you can be one of Putin's cronies. Oh, that's good, yeah. See? That works. Yeah. Molson. I mean, you're not going to pass for an athlete. It's not be ridiculous. Curl. No, he's a curler. A curler, curler though. Who apparently get paid well. 60 to 100 grand, dude. Yeah, uh, how about that? Anyway, I like the marketing. Good job, Molson. Indeed, and good job, 21st Amendment. Uh, as uh, we well know in this studio, our friends there at uh, 2NA have been doing most of their packaging, uh, or all of their packaging, of their now ubiquitous cans in Minnesota yeah. over the last six years. Well, the news is now that they're coming home. I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, this year... Uh, 2NA plans to open a 95,000-square-foot facility in uh, our backyard down in San Leandro in the East Bay. Uh, in fact, it's the old uh, former Kellogg Cereal Factory building where they used to make Pop-Tarts and Raisin Bran and Eggos. But now it's uh, going to be a 2NA building. It's a blockbuster for the city of San Leandro, really the whole East Bay. It's going to be a campus, uh, including a production brewery, tasting room, restaurant, and event space a la Lagunitas. Wow. Yeah, I bet you they're going to wow. do it up. I mean, I, I didn't know that it was going to be a full-on campus like that, although I'm not surprised one bit. Sully likes to do it up. I think that they, they want to put on a good showing for their hometown. Uh, well, their home Bay Area, anyway. And uh, now I'm pretty fired up to see what they do. Oh, they're going to blow it out. It's going to be great. Yeah. It also, it kind of makes San... Now, Nate, you must be the, super stoked. The Dro, what the heck? It wow. kind of makes San Leandro like a destination. We all already know and love Drake's, yep. right? Yep. And to me, this isn't like a competition thing. Not, that's not how craft beer works. When there is more than one place to go, we tend to go to those places, right? So now, you might find us in San Leandro more often if we can just go next door to 2 a There aren't a whole lot of places or reasons to go to San Leandro, but if we got <laughs> yeah. Drake's and we have 21A, I was getting a couple more reasons. No, it's one of yeah. those cities that's had a lot of light industrial space, a bunch of empty buildings for quite a while. And I think folks like Sean know that, and it's yeah. probably been on the short list for an East Bay location, so it's cool to hear. When's it supposed to be done? 
they're saying yep. that the uh, tasting room and retail area and brewing facility are planned to open this fall in 2014, and that wow. in 2015 they will roll out the full restaurant, pub, beer garden, and you know meeting rooms and the rest of the space. Okay. The initial brewing capacity, hundred thousand barrels, but it'll be scalable to over two hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, the plan for two and a wow. this year is around seventy thousand. Yeah, I know the building they're talking about is huge. It's huge, so it's very cool. You know, seventy thousand is a lot of barrels already. Yeah. What they plan to do this year is a lot of beer. Yeah. yeah. So to grow into something like two sixties, I always said two sixty. Yeah, it's an enormous number. Uh. Just by comparison, Anchor, who distributes to all fifty states, does about one hundred eighty thousand. Okay. Although they are looking to boost their uh, capacity to six hundred eighty thousand when they expand to their uh, Mission Bay facility nearby. Oh, wow. So uh, lots more beer and beer everywhere. Oh, the Bay Area is kicking ass on beer. Good job, Sully. Glad uh, to see it. Indeed. And here's one more from uh, North Texas, where two residents who say they were injured when a fermentation tank exploded during a brewery tour mm. are suing the brewery for approximately $1 million. Oh, boy. Uh, two people, John Rudin and Aaron Kirby, Aaron, E-R-I-N, the chick, both of Denton County, uh, are suing Franconia Brewing Company in McKinney, Texas. It's uh, north of Dallas in the suburbs. Uh, specifically named in the lawsuit owner Dennis Werman and head brewer Richard Horn. Uh, the explosion happened back on uh, February 18, 2012, uh, while a group was touring. Uh, uh, the uh, it, it didn't. Ex- I mean, they described it as an explosion, but basically the valve burst off a fermentation tank while there was a, a tour group of about 100 people in the space. Yeah. And it blew through a, an adjacent wall and knocked uh, a kegerator into some of the people from the tour group. Okay. Yeah, and so now those people here uh, almost, well, two years later, are suing. Oh, God. I see, I saw wow. this, and I see that they're essentially suing for negligence. They're not suing for the accident. They're saying that the tank wasn't maintained properly. So they're suing for negligence. <laughs> now, I want to talk about this for a second, because my gut reaction to this is, and it's what I'm, I, I think it's the same reaction I'm hearing from you, JP, even though you haven't expressed any words yet. I, I feel it's the same gut reaction, which is, come on, you went on a brewery tour, why, why are you going to sue on this? So I, I started to think about what would make me sue a brewery? And my gut reaction is, I go on a brewery tour, I expect everything to be safe, but it's also my choice to go into what is otherwise a factory. I'm going into a factory. So I feel like accidents happen. I'm not going to sue. But what if I I started to think what it, what would cause me to sue? What if what if I brought my da- my young daughter along with me? And what if there actually was negligence on the tank? And and what if she was mangled? Now I don't have an actual answer to this that I decided that that's why I would sue. Mm-hmm. But I do try to put try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I was trying to put myself in these guys' minds, and I don't know how badly they were injured. And I also don't know if there was any real negligence. But if there was real negligence, I wonder if they're justified in suing. First of all, that's what insurance is for. So hopefully the brewery will come out relatively unscathed. Uh, That would be my hope. Um, But if there was real negligence on the tank, do you see what I'm getting at? This crowd in here, we're not a sue-happy crowd. In fact, we're pretty critical about Americans in general. And I would think our gut reaction is to say, F you, you should never sue. But what if... Critical of people... I don't think it has to do with being American or not. Well, that's fine, but Americans are always the ones that are accused of all the suing. So that's why I say it that way. Okay. Uh, but do you see what I'm getting out of here, Moscow? Absolutely. And there there are instances where you do get into impossible spots as much as I do like the, you know, basically never sue. Like, for example, in the National Hockey League in 2002, a puck flew into the crowd and hit like an eight-year-old girl in the head and she died. Uh. And 
uh, now, you know, there's the big nets that are in, you know, on each end zone that prevent the puck from flying out, you know, if you miss the net high or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's an impossible situation because on the one hand, they've, you know, a hundred years of NHL tradition, there's never any nets, souvenirs for the fans. They love catching the pucks and it's just this freak accident that this little girl died. And I don't know that obstructing the view of all the people in the nets and, and taking away the souvenirs justifies then, the thing. Yeah. Right, but then again, if your daughter is the one who died, how, what are you going to do? Not take action? I mean, well, yeah. it becomes your life mission. The thing about yeah. that specifically is they actually blame her death on people on the hospital in Oklahoma not understanding concussions. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It's like a whole thing that I recently read an article about it, and and, and so they didn't treat her for a concussion, and they let her, I guess, sleep uh, or something. She choked on her tongue, and or then something? she and then she died from I I forget the details, but it was it was on the on the hospital not treating it properly because they didn't understand because it's a relatively new hockey town, so the net has nothing the the, the concussion had nothing to really do with it, yeah. I guess. But in this situation, what could possibly be faulty on a tank? That would have res- that would have been prevented from well, proper maintenance. I well, mean, maintenance number- is, is unscrewing and screwing in. It's not, no, no, that's not necessarily true. Any number of things, for one, that that we could that I couldn't even begin to to think of. But one I could think of, for mm-hmm. example, is that uh, there's some weld issues, and maybe you've had but a that's leak- not maintenance issue. That that but that's what I'm saying. That's a manufacturing. Wait, wait, but issue. let me finish. Okay. Maybe you maybe you knew about the weld issue. Maybe the thing's kind of been leaking or seeping for some time, but uh, you know what? You're on a budget. You're a small brewery. you got to nurse this thing along. You never imagine that it's going to explode, and you're just yeah. kind of doing what you can. It's just one scenario. There could be any number of scenarios. Maybe, uh, you know, it really could be any of these things, because mm. if it were just like you're talking about screwing things in, I, then it wouldn't have blown the way, the way that it did. Yeah. So there, it... You could have kind of cut a corner or two because you're nursing it along, but you just genuinely never imagined that the thing would would blow. You know, a person died right at at, at Red Hook from from using the the plastic kegs, and I think uh, no one ever imagined that the thing was going to blow. And but these things happen. Uh, so th- this is why I'm saying uh, the other issue is two years later. <clears throat> that's when you decide. To oh, do it could have just been going it. on for two years, actually. I don't think it's said that they're just now suing. I think no, I uh, do think that's the case. They're oh, just is now that right? The lawsuit. Yeah. Well, so oh, as far as the extent uh, of the well. injuries, he, here's how it was reported uh, back then. Uh, yeah. Two visitors were injured. One female was mostly in shock. The other was hospitalized with a broken rib. He was not hit directly by the tank, but by another beer cooler that was along the wall where the tank fell through. They're in good conditions. Both are released out of the hospital. So that the, okay, well, the voice at the end it. there was the owner. And the report, there you go, a broken rib for the dude, and the chick was mostly, quote, in shock. Best fine, then it's the cost of touring a factory. But I take it all back. Uh, based on that reporting, it, a valve didn't come off. The tank fell through the wall. Well, be, well, because the valve blew, it 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 forced it um it broke one of the legs on the tank, and oh. then it then fell through the wall it was next to. Ah, okay. The whole pressure, right. everything. Yes, Bevo. Uh, well, basically, like you don't have to sign anything to go on a brewery tour now. Well, I guarantee thank, you that's what's going to happen. That's about well, to change. Right, I'm sure. Exactly. You know, I always wondered when that might 
when something like this might happen, I guess we're here. Like, you're going to have to sign away saying that you take full responsibility, yeah. you're aware of well, it. you'll hear the owner here uh, uh, address that right at the end of uh, his quote. Franconia Brewery owner Dennis Werman is now talking about the incident that injured two people during a tour of the business. It was a freak accident. I mean, the beer came out of the tank and it put a lot of force behind the tank that allowed the tank to dislocate, but there wasn't any explosion going on. I think for us, what we are going to do is we rethink and reconsider the program of the tours i have seen some really weird things happening in the brewery but i have never seen a tank moving like that out of his spot through a wall yeah so forget the waivers they're just canceling it all together yeah, yeah. that's what i would do too for now it's, it's uh, a shame though isn't it yeah cosmically it's a shame it's well, so shame ahead. is there's a lot of breweries today giving tours yes. just like he is and yeah, it sets a precedent they all stop yeah they all you know, reading about his example, a lot of them may, in fact, stop giving tours. Yeah. Let's hope not. Mm. Sad. It is sad, and uh, it's bound to happen. We're going to start seeing more and more of this in the in our industry. Uh, not not uh, explosions, but you know what I mean. Stuff that we never thought you'd really hear about. Yeah, well, and it's an instance where I really want to interview the, the two people, because I think no... No person would disagree with them going, look, at I was in the hospital, I had a broken rib, I missed a week of work, you know, my medical bills are 2018K, I missed two and a half K worth of work, sue for the 21 grand, recover your... I, would anybody oppose that? It's yeah. so reasonable. Right. A million dollars? Yeah. I want it, to interview them, and I'm sure they would say, oh, well, the, you, you, we have to prevent this from happening to future. It's some BS that their attorney fed them. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something there that I'm missing. Well, know? and I don't know either. And that's the only reason I wanted to bring up the broader topic, is that my gut always jumps to that, too. But who knows? It does say here in the article, here's what they're suing for. And not that this answers any of those questions, but it's just here. Uh Damages, uh, suffered injuries and damages, including medical expenses, loss of earnings, pain and anguish, physical impairment, and here's the one I, I like, disfigurement. Right, now that's... I want to know what it is. Exactly, it's got to be see it. attorney BS. Like, well, the is woman, it a scar the on woman the rib? Was, yeah. the woman, well, broken rib, no, right? But the woman went through shock. She was, she... Just see, it, that's shock. when it starts getting sketchy. Distress? Get yeah. out of here. I'm shocked. I'm just, I went through so much shock and then... It took me two years. Ham it up. Oh, you should sue. file. The, um, who can I sue? I don't know. Cancer. You should sue cancer. <laughs> should. Cancer has deep pockets, man. Yeah, cancer Every, is everything. Is a research it's a big fund. industry. Yeah, it's a corporation. I'll talk to Susan G. Cohen. Oh wait, Cancer LLC. Can we do a quick uh, great moment from local news before I end this here? This yes. is awesome. Visitors reporting hearing a loud boom. We heard a loud noise, bang bang, and then the door flew open and beer came flying in. <laughs> a bang, boom. Bang. Well, bang, is bang. it a boom or is it a bang? Oh, we heard a noise. <laughs> that was like our. That could have been our end of show moment of Zen right there. <laughs> John Stewart. Uh, that is the news brought to you by homebrewstuff.com, where our friends are uh, in the last few days of lager season. Go to homebrewstuff.com slash promotions and find all sorts of uh, great lager stuff on sale. Noise. Bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> bang. Yeah. 
homebrewstuff.com. Bing, bang. All right, I was going to get us to some SF Beer Week coverage, but I'm going to push it back to just a little bit later in the show, and that's because we've got to speak to double IPA winner Sven, our very own Sven from Kinetic Brewing Company. He's waiting. When we come back, we'll talk to Sven. We will announce uh, a couple of our brewcaster challenges, and Sven's going to help us do it. So we'll do that. Then we'll do SF Beer Week coverage later in the program. Hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. Bang, bang. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your fing face right the f off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals in Anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com. N I K O B R E W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about my favorite heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, multi character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I've always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind. But I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors, and we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night, with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate. Perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the Big Oxygen Kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, They've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract. So you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. 
Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and roast. Rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. Hey, Jack, what you doing? <laughs> Playing Warcraft? No way, it's TBG time, buddy. TBG? Get with it. I'm playing that brewery game. What brewery game? No, that's the name of the site, thatbrewerygame.com. What? Yeah, check it out, man. If you've ever brewed beer in your dreams or wish you could mash in right from your desk at work, you can. Kind of. With That Brewery Game, you can brew up a great batch of beer from anywhere virtually. Then you can sell it because in That Brewery Game, it's legal to sell your beer to the public, create recipes, brew virtually, upgrade your equipment, upload labels, and test market your brand at thatbrewerygame.com. You still slinging pissed off birds into buildings from your phone? Forget that. Try making beer. Sweet. Register right now for your free account at thatbrewerygame.com. Brew. Drink. Play. Thatbrewerygame.com. What's funny is, brewers will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a horse beer. Horse beer. beer. <laughs> you know? The the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. told you in a while about our good friends over at that brewery game. You know, I've been wondering about that. It's the only virtual game where you can go on and make virtual beer, hang out with other virtual brewers. You can uh, drink beer, send beer, be in the bar. I went there today. There was a beer waiting for me from the owner, Rob. Really? I got to sit there virtually and drink a beer and uh, check out the whole thing over at thatbrewerygame.com. Uh, they're coming up on their second anniversary. That's right. They're celebrating.
celebrating wow. it now. That brew game is celebrating second anniversary. Uh, it's an online game that's completely dedicated to brewing beer and to brewers. So forget this, forget this, this Facebook, this candy balls, this, uh, this invite me to every, you want to invite me to a game that's worthwhile? Yeah. Invite me to something I'm interested in. Like beer. Ah, yes. not candy. Uh, it's an online game dedicated to brewing uh, beer and brewers. Uh, this week, they expect to hit the one million virtual beers brewed and sold. Wow. Think about that. That's an enormous number. That's a lot. Well, just make sure you don't go virtually driving after <laughs> that. <laughs> but you can go surfing. But just the amount of people using yep. it, the, like the community, a million is a big number. That's a giant number, absolutely. Uh, but they're just about, this week, they're going to reach one million virtual beers brewed and sold. So the countdown is on. The players who brew and drink that millionth beer are going to win some cool stuff. They're giving away prizes. So uh, Rob keeps making the game better all the time. Uh, there are style competitions now where players can enter their beer for judgment by other players. Huh. And by the way, to be a good judge, uh, you have to prove your knowledge of making beer. So it's not like just any Yahoo, you know, goes down there and judges the beer. You actually got to pass some things to become uh, a qualified uh, and effective beer judge. Just like in real life. You got to know what you're doing, yeah. All right. Um, so the game is not for the average yokel. It's it's complex, it's difficult, uh, and it's about making uh, good beer down to really the smallest detail. If you think about it, since you're doing it virtually, you really got to know about the ingredients, the process, uh, how to make a good recipe. So it's not just a bunch of people goofing off. It's actually legitimately hardcore beer nerds. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, so, uh, it doesn't cost a thing to get started. You can go check it out at thatbrewerygame.com, and it's a good time to do it. It's their second anniversary. There's a lot of people using it, and uh, go check it out. If you go there right now, uh, thatbrewerygame.com, you'll see all about it. Like I said, when I went earlier today, I, I got a I got a beer out of it, which is kind of cool. How, what, what kind was it? I, I think it was, I don't know. It didn't tell me, but it looked tasty. Oh, that's good. And I, and now I can, oh, and already now, because I've had the page open, now I can buy another beer. And why wouldn't I? Buy, you can double fist it. I can do a real one and a virtual one. There's some cool labels and beer names uh, over there too. Oh, really? You can uh, do your own labels? Yeah, different contestants. Looks like they're doing different things. So uh, go check it out. Thatbrewerygame dot com. And cool. you, you know, it can even get one further removed because you got you got real beer, right? And then you got awesome virtual beer, like in this game. Yes. Uh, my buddy Ryan works for Electronic Arts. He's working on the new Sims game where you can have your virtual character play games. So I wonder if you oh. gave your character that brewery game to play, you'd be virtually making a virtual beer. You're like wow. three times removed from reality. Could it get any better than that? Talk about meta gaming. Sounds like wow. Inception. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I, I just gained I just... like eight pounds. <laughs> right. You're well on your way. Well, good. Your ring, your non-existent ring will fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get out of hock first. <laughs> Got to play your gig first. Yeah. As soon as I return the flying V, I'll yeah, get exactly. The, I'll get the 82 Gibsons. Got to <laughs> got to go. <laughs> Nate, you should not play anything other than a flying V. I know. If no one's ever told you this, it's it's a, it's a crime. It's uh, true. No, yeah, Nate's it. one up from that. His guitar looks like a melted candy bar. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> cheap ass flying V for dude who couldn't afford it. It gives an RD. Oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's great. All right, so we've got a few things to do uh, left in the program, but uh, the important ones now are the Brewcaster Challenge update. On the line with me to help introduce uh, the beer that Doc versus Moscow that they're in the they're in the winners bracket have to brew. Are you ready, Doc? Got a roll, drum roll, or something? No, I don't need it. 
it, you're gonna you're gonna hate it enough. You're gonna hate it of almost. Of course, as you're, much. Not, you're not gonna give me anything I like. Almost as much as like <laughs> JP would. Can we do the drum roll snap? But <laughs> yes, thank you, Nicole. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, if everybody does it. It sounds like it's raining. No, <laughs> Doc. Yeah, what, 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 what? We're going to make you brew uh, don't, uh, an oh. Imperial IPA. Oh! <laughs> yes. Now, Doc doesn't despise them quite like JP, but he certainly doesn't like them. Yeah. Uh, when's the last time you... Oh, you ki- look at his face. Are you kidding me right now? He's a little stumped. <laughs> yeah, make 25 gallons of it. When's the, <laughs> when's well, the last time you brewed one? <clears throat> Have you ever brewed Never. Never. Perfect! Yes. Never? Perfect! Never. Yes. Never. <laughs> wow. All right, we've got our good friend Sven from Kinetic Brewing Company on the line to introduce the style to us. So you can learn a few things, Doc, before you have to go brew this beer you've never brewed. <laughs> Sven! You guys, want, you guys want to drink Yo. some Pliny while we talk to Sven? Yeah. No. All right. Absolutely. Want, I don't want to open it for all you sour pusses. Do you, want, you guys want Pliny? Yes. Of course. Right. Yes. Mm. Hey, Sven. Hey, how you doing, man? Hi, friend. Now, Sven, uh, longtime friend of the BN, but uh, now the proprietor of Kinetic Brewing Company in uh, Lancaster, uh, California. If you, you may remember that they won a couple of medals at the Great American Beer Festival this year, and Sven just took the gold at the Bistro Double IPA Festival. All right, thank you. thank you. Sven's brewing, right? You brewed that beer, right, Sven? I did. Yeah, I did. See. I'm back in the seat and I'm making the beer now. Nice. See, that this m- is must good be a news. good return, like a good feeling, you know. It, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Those uh, I'd been back in the saddle for six weeks when we made that. So yeah, it was a uh, very, it was it was a, uh, it was cool doing that. I the was old, uh, I was shocked and surprised. The old man still got it. Guess so. What did you call the beer? It's called Afterburner. Okay. Is it still on tap at the pub? We tapped the last five-gallon keg uh, an hour ago. Nice. Very nice. Great time. So at this moment, it is. Did anybody in this room uh, go to the double IPA festival? Oh, sure. (laughs) Why why would I? I know Tasty and Nicole were there. Tasty and Nicole, did you guys have this beer? Uh, Yes, I did. You did have it. I did. See, that's the thing about the double IPA fest. It's not only a long day, it's a long day of double IPA, yeah. so it is hard to it's, distinguish one from the next. It's by, a lot of work. By the end, isn't it? Right. Um, mm-hmm. However, the judging is not done that way. The judging is done in the basement. Nathan's reported on it for us before, yep. uh, before the festival itself. So those guys, uh, you know, they're not just out there drinking all day. Um, so, Sven, why don't you tell us a little bit about your beer, Moscow and Doc? I recommend you guys pay attention. Maybe there's some pointers in here uh, for one of you to get the edge over the other one. Uh, tell us about the beer. All right, um, it's a. Uh, hold on, let me pull up my actual log here so I can see. Um, <laughs> I said log. <laughs> there he is. There's my boy. Yeah. All right. So it's uh, we used uh, we use. Um, we're talking percentages. So. Forty-seven point eight percent two row, and we use RAR, um, and we uh, we actually use the Alex RAR, which is the uh, the Canadian. Oh, yeah. um, that's malt. good stuff. It's the it's the fatter kernel on that one. Uh, it's a little. It's the it's the priciest of the uh, of the of the RAR two rows, uh, and it's the it's the premium malt. We don't skimp around with a with our malts here. Not a boy. Um, and then we also put uh, a really large percentage of wheat into that. Um, 40% wheat goes into that. 
Forty percent. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm skimming. I just crossed my line there. Forty-three <laughs> percent of pills. I'm jumping ahead. Okay. Uh, so that's meant to say no. There's not forty percent wheat. There's forty-three okay. percent of uh, of pills. We use a, a lot of pills in that beer. Why? Do, why the pills? Why so much pills? What do you get out of that? Um, it gives a dryness to the beer that um, I think a lot more brewers are are changing over to. I'm sorry about that phone in there in that's the okay. background. No worries. Um, it uh, it lends a, a crisp uh, dryness and. Um, and drinkability. Sorry to say, drinkability to the beer. I think a lot of brewers are switching over to uh, to using um, pills malt in their in their IPAs. Yeah, we've heard some of that on the show here. I think I always question oh, yeah. about it too because I do think it's a relatively new trend, and I always mm-hmm. like to hear about it. We made a we made an IPL uh, back in we went on tap in November, and that was um, that was pure pills, and um, and it was it was created like an IPA, um, just used uh, pills malt and um, and uh, lager yeast and. Um, it turned out wonderfully, um, but the question is: is you know why why do this beer with a lager yeast? I mean, it it was it was a little cleaner, a little drier, a little more refreshing. But for the extra effort of the uh, you know the six to eight weeks of, of lagering, although it was it was less than that, um, it just you can accomplish the same thing we think with a uh, with a uh, with ale yeast. But the, the pills does help just give it that uh, that cleaner a uh, little bit of an edge. Okay. I think. All right. Um, we do use wheat. Uh, we don't use we don't use forty three percent though. We use uh, two two point four percent wheat. And uh, again, we use the uh, oh. But going back to the pills, we don't. We also don't just use a pill. We use a we use Weirman, and we don't use the uh, Pilsner malt. We use the uh, Bohemian Pilsner malt, uh, the highly modified uh, Bohemian Pilsner. Again, that fatter kernel, the better um, better diastatic, diastatic power and conversion. And does that make do you feel that makes it so you don't have to do a, a multi step mash because it's so highly modified or does that even matter to you? Uh, no, it's the modification has nothing to do with it. It's the uh, it's the flavor profile that you get out of it. The uh, the bow pills just lends so much more uh, uh, biscuit character. Okay. So we're just looking for that. Um, then we go to uh, the pale wheat, uh, the Weirman pale wheat, two point four percent, and then we use two point four percent of Simpson's uh, the premium English caramel. Um, the Simpsons malts, if you're familiar with them, they don't they don't come in like you know ten lava bond, forty lava bond, sixty lava bond. They're more vague or nebulous with their numbers. So they have 10, 10 to fifteen, thirty to thirty seven, fifty to sixty. The premium English malt is actually a, a, a relatively new malt that they've um, introduced, and um, it's the uh, seventeen to twenty three lava bond, um, and it again adds a little bit more with that biscuit character. To uh, to the beer, okay, and then uh, then we finish it out with a uh, with a uh, with a fifty pound bag of dextrose, which uh, says it's four point three percent of the uh, of the grist. So do then incorporate a ninety minute uh, boil because of the pills, and uh, we use Bravo uh, at sixty minutes. Um, I don't know how I'm going to transfer these hopping rates, but. We use a, a lot of Bravo, but not too terribly much. About about forty BUs of uh, of Bravo uh, at sixty minutes, and then um, only because we had it sitting around, <laughs> we put in um, and we're trying to go through it. We used uh, some Palisade at uh, at five minutes, hmm. um, and again, this has to do with our our kettle and the way our our system is built. Um, a five minute addition on our system is kind of like a twenty minute. Um, and because when we when we flame out um, and, and start whirlpool, 
Uh, typically, we won't, in very hoppy beers like this, we don't add the hops until 10 minutes after the whirlpool has started because our, our kettle is so um, efficient in holding heat and we don't have a separate, um, we're not, a, we're, we don't have a separate whirlpool. Yeah. So we, um, so we've had to learn to adjust the times. So, um, so that five minute addition just ends up sitting in there for quite a, a long time at, at high temperature. Right, because okay. when we flame out at zero and we and we do the whirlpool, um, we add um, we add our whirlpool hops ten minutes after we've started the whirlpool. We let those sit for another ten minutes, and then we do our knockout. So our knockout is twenty minutes after the uh, after the end of the boil. Okay, and then it takes us about a half hour to knock out. All right, so you're still getting some IBUs from those additions because they're sitting. exactly yeah okay yeah. got it. So that's why the, it, we have it listed as a five minute addition. But it would be really more like a twenty or twenty-five minute addition, and then um, then we have. Um, and let me ask you this: just while we're on the topic, for something like an imperial IPA, uh, where you have—correct me if I'm wrong—but you have a higher gravity beer as well, right? You're not just doubling the hops, but you got some more gravity in there. Oh yeah, quite a bit. Our gravity is a uh, twenty point four Plato, uh, which um, okay. convert, that's a ten eighty five. Okay. So, from a homebrew perspective, since our whirlpool wouldn't be longer, you know, we talk a lot on this show about just, you know, not doing those kind of middle editions, like 20 minutes or something. But maybe, I guess what I'm asking is maybe it's important for something like a 20-minute edition or a 15-minute edition with an Imperial IPA because you've got the, the sweet higher gravity and you might actually need more bitterness and not just hop flavor like we talk about all the time. Mm, yeah, well, that's what the sixty minutes for is for your bitterness. We we try to push our hops as late as we can, and this is this is just what we found works. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a huge fan of putting as as, much, as many hops in as, as late as possible. Okay, and uh, and we keep trying to push the hops back further and further. Um, but you're so essentially kind of, doing a twenty minute addition, is what you're saying. So maybe kind of, yeah. maybe it's better posed to Nate, who's not really translating it from one thing or the other. If you're doing an imperial IPA, Nate. Are you thinking about doing middle editions like this, or are you still doing that this thing we always talk about, where it all just comes at the end? You do um, you do a big strong bittering because right. of the higher gravity at the sixty minute, and then you'll do everything at five minutes. Or are you kind of going back to that traditional middle hopping with a beer like this, I'm scooping it out as time goes on and doing less and less in the middle? Okay, and adding more and more at the end, sort of like what Sven is saying. And I think part of the reason why some of the commercial guys are doing it is they're finding they're getting better bang for the buck for all the money they're investing in hops. By doing it that way, I'm speculating. I don't know if that's part of what, why he's doing it, but you get a really nice impact that way without kind of muddying it up with extra vegetal I matter. See. And, um, and it, just, I guess it, just seems to, actually... it just seems to work. It just seems to balance everything out fairly well if you can get that going. I mean, you can. it's like a hybrid of the bursting methods that, or the, um, you know, we used to do these additions in like these old school homebrew recipes for double IPA where it's like 20 minute, 15, 10, 5, yeah, yeah. 0, right? Yeah kind of finding that it's better if you wait and do maybe one or two at the end maybe only one and then like a whirlpool or a hop back and then that's it right and then kind of load up on that and then the dry hop and you get a better impact and i guess even right. in, like in sven's case as you're mentioning nate the, the kind of more bang for your buck as a pro even though he's calculating it as a 20 minute addition it's only vigorously boiling for five minutes of right that. then it's kind of so yes, it's it's spending a lot of time at a high temperature, but it's not this super volatile. Everything's being thrown around 
So, exactly. so he's getting both bitterness and the flavor kind of staying in it. I exactly. guess is what I'm this getting. This is at. something I know. Tasty's right. done some research at the homebrew level as well. Like you're still getting a summarization with something at whirlpool temps. Yeah, as long as it's above 195, you're going to get it. It's hard to, especially if you're uh, doing it in the kettle, to, for it to get down below 200. Right. Maybe something would be said for the liquid not act- actively turning well, over and pushing out. There's aromatics. a lot of thermodynamics in a 190 feet, 5 degree liquid. Right. It may not be obviously as violent as a boil, but things are moving around enough that it's not so much different in terms okay. of the, the boiling. And Got especially it. if you're whirlpooling, you're still moving it around. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Okay. And for us, because we're at altitude, our boil is 207. And um, like I said, we, we are, are 20, 30 minutes after we're done, we're still at 205. So we've only fallen two degrees in 30 wow. minutes. Okay. All right. Um, also, I think I think you also missed uh, one thing that I said there, which was that that Palisade edition. I only, I only put that in because I'm trying to use the hop. I've got, I've got a ton. I've got 44 pounds of, uh, of Palisades. I don't know what to do with, so I'm just trying to use the hop. <laughs> we'll keep <laughs> using it like that. Apparently, well, that's a good place to hide it when there's a lot of other hops in there. Right. Too. Right. So I didn't want to put them in late because I didn't want them to show through. Yeah. But I just want to use the hop, and I don't want to put them. I don't want to waste them as a bittering hop. So I put them in the five minutes edition. So they're just they're doing something, but not too much. Okay. So after that, we get a little uh, little classic with a uh, with a nice blend of uh, Cascade, Chinook, and Citra, and that's the uh, that's the Whirlpool edition. That's our minus ten minutes. So they're uh, in contact there ten minutes until we start knocking out. And that's um, we did eleven pounds of Cascade, six pounds of a uh, Chinook, and three pounds of a uh, of Citra. If you want to work out those ratios, yeah, that's all right. That's good enough. Sticking right. on MC hops, I like it. Right. Um, then after that, this is where we start getting a little kind of technical. So when we get to, uh, we do force ferment and then um, figure out what our terminal gravity is going to be. We cap uh, into a de-rest when we're one degree over Plato, and uh, we let that sit for three days, and then we we do a uh, an eight degree uh, Fahrenheit jolt. We uh, we drop the temp the fermenter down eight degrees uh, to kind of uh, 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 encourage our, our yeast to start uh, uh, going into uh, to, to pulling their glycogen reserves and start to fall out. Uh, 24 hours after that, so what our fermentation temperature would have been 68 on this beer, so we would take it down to 60 degrees. Uh, 24 hours later, we then add our first dry hop. Uh, in the dry hop, we put um, HBC 430, uh, an experimental hop, uh, seven pounds of that, four and a half pounds of Simcoe, and four pounds of Citra. And then uh, six days later, we put in our second dry hop. We put in four pounds of Simcoe, seven pounds of Amarillo, and 11 pounds of Centennial. Um, two days later, we cold crashed it. And then four days later, we transferred and carbonated it. Uh, two days later, I kegged it. And the next day, people were drinking it at the festival. Have I counted something like six or seven different varieties of hops in this beer? Uh, yeah, the Bravo, the Palisade, which is just in there for the hell of it, uh, HPC 430, Simcoe, Citra, Amarillo, Centennial. Yeah. Seven. Good numbers. <laughs> Lucky number seven. <laughs> it worked. Well, I, I do wish I had this beer in front of me, so I'm just going to trust the judges because I know that they're good over there, but... You know, my, my gut tells me, God, Sven, you really threw the kitchen sink at this beer. It sounds like a kitchen sink hop beer. But somehow, these hops really worked well together if you if you were able to dial in the you know the well, best that, double IPA that, there. 
that Centennial Amarillo Simcoe combination is you know pretty classic and, and safe. Yeah, and throw some Citra in there and Cascade, and you know it's 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 been done before. It's not, yeah, yeah, you're right. And you could not throw under the bus, but I suppose you could ask Nicole. I'm pretty sure she she had this beer in a relatively sober state. Did you have it, Nicole? I did. Yeah, it's a great beer. It was good. So you didn't yeah, find very it deserving of uh, of an award for sure. Excellent. Were you in a relatively sober state? <laughs> I sure was. <laughs> was Actually, yeah, I was one of the judges this year at Double IPA. So. Are you sure you're not knocked up? You got a coffee over there. <laughs> it's actually a tea. A no, tea. I'm not. I'm not. All right. It was deserving of an award. I'm, I'm <laughs> Maybe a, not this one. I'm a designated driver. Yeah, I see. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, a I question. I am pregnant. Question for you, Sven, about uh, 4.30. You've done a pale ale with that hop as well, or is that the first time you've used it or some kind of other beer? With that? That's actually the first time we used that beer. No, no, I take that back. That beer was all, that, that, that hop was also used in the IPL that we made back in November. We so we've it. only used that hop as a as a dry hop, and we did not use it by itself. We used it in combination with our ho- other hops, so we never um, actually got to play with it uh, solo to find out what it really does. So do you just in smelling it in the bag? Do you find it it's kind of one of the Citra realm things, or is it more classic like a Cascade kind of deal? It was Citra, and then had some uh, melon qualities to it. Oh, nice. Uh, can you tell us what uh, kind of uh, yeast, or at least the homebrew equivalent that you used? Double uh, O one. Okay, very nice. It's very microscopic. Yeah, yeah. it is. Sven, right. I had your beer. Uh, it was very dry. What, what is? The, what was the final gravity on your beer? Uh, it was two and a half Play-Doh, okay. so yeah. ten. Yeah, perfect. So it went from eighty-one to ten. It's nice. Wow. What's the alcohol on that? Eleven. Is that like eleven percent? It's nine. Sounds about nine. It's nine. Actually, I should believe there. we called it nine seven five because I think it was actually turned out to be like ten two, ten one. So that's why the it, end of the double IPA festival. Oh, geez. it should have actually been in the triple category. Get out of the way. It's oh called, yeah, if you called, entered it at GABF, you mean you would have had to go triple? No, at the at the bistro. The bistro is a double IPA and a triple IPA festival. Oh, okay. Uh, and right. we had a beer in, but we had a double and a triple entered. I see. Oh, um, so the t- the triple category actually started at ten percent, but we've made that beer in the past, and um, we just got a little a little bit extra attenuation out of it this time. Yeah. So. Typically in the past, it's been 9.5 to 9.75, but we got 10.1 out of it this time. Okay. So I lied and put it in double anyway. Uh, yeah, okay. you know, whatever. No one's going to call you a liar. Yeah. Liar. Well, now, now they will. <laughs> right. All right, Sven. Well, congratulations once again. Uh, thank you very much. Thank yes. you for the information. Uh, Moscow's never brewed, like, practically anything, and uh, Doc's never brewed an Imperial IPA, so your input uh, is very valuable. Thank you, my brother. Thanks a lot, Ben. Thanks All right. We'll see you soon, I hope. Yeah, definitely. Cheers. Good luck uh, with more kinetic beers, man. Thanks a lot. All right. There you go. Definitely. I was just up there and didn't contact you at all, but definitely. (laughs) You know what I realized? Sven was not on the invite list for Winter Bruce Fest. (gasps) Total oversight. Just an accident. And I felt like an asshole afterward. Push mentioned it to me. Yeah. And I was like, well, what do you mean he wasn't on the list? Of course he's on the list. He's Sven. He's one of those guys that you so just expect him to be on the list because he's our friend. Well, more importantly, you don't put him on the list. Well, he so doesn't need to be on the list because he's just included. He's just one of those guys that's always going to be there anyway. So, you know, but he was like, well, I wasn't invited. And and he's right. He should get a formal invite. He's a brewer like everybody else. But he's like he's on that friend list that you don't ever invite because you're like you're invited. Yeah, you're expected to be. Uh, I felt like a dick. Well, you look like one. probably. Sven, you got time. You have all the beers you want at Winterfest next year. Yeah. Actually, it'll all be just your beers. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. It's SpendFest. Yes. SpendFest. So now after that, uh, I have formulated my plan uh, okay. for my double IPA. What I'm going to do is buy as many different hop varieties as I can find <laughs> yes. and uh, put them in there. Because, I mean, if seven's good, right. 26 has got to be better, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, just shotgun that thing. Why not? Well, now, <laughs> <Yeah>. clearly, <laughs> uh, definitely a good joke, uh, but also... <laughs> Uh, I do want to point out that Sven made an excellent point to uh, to that question, and yeah. and and Nicole could I, I would like it if you would attest to this in terms of your palate, and and uh, Nate in terms of your knowledge of hops. Sven's point was he those still were all hops that play very nicely together. Definitely right. There wasn't like some random hop thrown in there, except for maybe the Palisades, right? Yeah, um, you gotta have. Everyone has some hops like the that. They're trying random. to find a place to use them, and they typically end up in the middle edition of a beer like that. Yeah, but any other of those hops that he mentioned, Nicole, and other beers that you've had, anytime that combination does gen- tend to play well. Well, I mean, it, it, yeah, he's using kind of like classic, classic things, and then playing with them, kind of like a chef might take a classic recipe and. Yeah. bump the pepper up or do this or do that but uh you'll also notice that it's not like equal parts of seven different hops it's you know really focused on the contribution of the centennial really focused on things like amarillo that work really well with centennial and then other hops that are going to uphold and bring out the flavors from those two hops right so you know it, it's even though there's seven hops in the beer there's still a lot of focus in terms of what the flavor outcome is going to be yeah and that's why it can be successful you can brew a, a beer with 37 ingredients and make it successful as long as every ingredient is positively contributing to the flavor outcome and it's right. all kind of in a traje- going in a trajectory and it's not all just like blowing up out of sure now, let me direct the question another way. And I'm not making fun of you here, Moss, because I know you were, you were making a joke about the many ingredients. But this is I think this is a good point that we, that we could learn from. A brewer like Moscow, and for that matter, me, because I don't know a lot about different hops, uh, brewing an Imperial IPA, would you recommend that we use multiple hops? Or c- couldn't you dial in a beer like this just with a couple of different hops? You, you could do it just two or three. You Maybe could, even right? two. But there's a reason why you don't see, like, there's no Mount Hood and Vanguard and some other hops like that in this list. Sven chose these deliberately because they're tried and true yeah. great IPA hops. So a guy like me could and really Palisade. just choose some some no-brainer hops, some good Cascades, some good sea hops that peop- that are tried and true, use a lot of them, use a lot of them late, and not mess around with like, ah, do I know if it plays well with this quantity of, of another hop or this quantity of Simcoe or some of these other even popular IPA hops, right? You see what I'm getting at? Like stacking the deck in a yeah. brewer like my favor. Yeah, you could do like take CTZ, Simcoe, and Citra, and you could make a killer IPA and express those three in very different ways. Yeah. Okay. Go with, you know, the tropical from Citra and kind of that crazy cast... Um, uh, citrus signature character and slight pine from Simcoe, and then the dank and citrus from CDZ, and, and then play you, and then play up each of those to the proportions that you like. Would you right? dry hop with the with the same proportions as you put in the beer, like the same hops and the same proportions, or would you change it up in the dry hop for a beer? Not like necessarily. This? You could you could once again, if you like that tropical thing a little more, you could lean on Citra a little heavier than the other two, for example. Okay, right, all right. What do you think, Tasty? Well, if, you know, if you're do, if you're doing a flavor slice aroma edition, which is going to be obviously a something like a whirlpool or a five minute edition, you want to you want the dry hop to bring that out, right? Because you don't want to cover it up with uh, another aroma. You want to reinforce what happened yeah, there. Yeah, you want to. So you should pair at least one of those hops up. Say, so you do two hops that flame out. You may want to include one of those in the dry hop, like 
Amarillo or something like that. To complement what you did. Yeah, to bring, yeah. to marry those up, to get the flavor and aroma, you know, to, to finish the, uh, the, you know, the flavor spectrum, at least on that one hop. Okay. Because they can, they can cover each other up if you use them in, you know, a good amount of, of, of two hops. Yeah. At the same time, there's reasons why, you know, like a um, single hop double IPA is not the norm. It's because you want there to be some complexity of the flavor. You don't want it to be too yeah. one note. And Nate and Tasty can talk more about that from the recipe formulation side. But Yeah, okay. Uh, but you don't need seven Yeah, necessarily. Seven okay. can be great, but you can probably do really awesome stuff with just a few. You know, but one is probably not enough for a double IPA. You're probably going to want to do at least two. Especially with low-quality homebrew hops that we sometimes get. Sometimes, yeah, it depends. I mean, you can. there's still some really great ones out there. And apparently, luckily for Doc and, and Moscow, it's a really good year for hops from what the what the folks who know about this stuff are saying. So okay. that's on your side. But keep, this is an imperial IPA, not a double IPA. Right, imperial or double, about uh. the same. About the same, although yeah. we did talk about this offline, uh, Scott and JP and I, and uh, JP brings up a good point, uh, that at the GABF, for example... Um, it's Imperial IPA. It's Imperial IPA. There's only there's only that category. And or at it least is, NHC. And, uh, oh, NHC is what I, we said. I think no, GABF, GABF has uh, both, don't they? They have uh, double and Imperial? I think, it was, yeah, I, think so. I think so, but NHC was what we were talking about. The, okay. yeah. the BDCP That's, guidelines, Imperial IPA and double IPA are the same thing. It doesn't say they double, are. though, in the guidelines. It's called Imperial. Yeah. Oh, it's yes. just called Imperial. Yeah, yeah, I remember talking about that with Gordon Strong at one point, though, and because I, I kind of got the impression that we sort of can use them interchangeably, we can be fairly safe. I think there's a perceived there's a perceived difference in, in in the two, though. I think imperial is is I don't know. I think double means it's more more, more strong, more you know higher gravity than like an imperial IPA. But yeah, that's that what I thought you said in our in our in our meeting about it was, and this is why I thought maybe maybe there was a distinction that an imperial IPA would be both higher gravity and higher uh, bitterness. But that a double IPA doesn't necessarily have to have higher gravity. That's what I think JP was, you had, ex, you were describing. I, yeah, that, that's my perception about kind of what the community has said in the past. Is that I correct? I don't know if that's still correct there's, in terms there's of. There's no correct because I feel like there, ah. I've heard the exact opposite from other people that, on their perceptions. So, I, okay. I mean, I, there's no definition out there. I know the BA has a completely different set of guidelines about this, and I'm actually not sure. Uh, I know they have several categories because they're all about giving out awards to awesome craft breweries in the U.S. So yeah. they make as many categories as they can right. can make for these really popular beer styles because sure. otherwise there'd be like 8,000 entries in IPA. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they have right. things like American Strong Ale and you sometimes see beers right. like a, maybe a Razor 5 or something show up in American Strong Ale with an mm. award, right? right so right, if right. For, for, the, for the sake of this comp- competition here on the BN, if we interchange Imperial with Double IPA, nobody cares. It's the same sort of thing? I think for, so. Okay. Yeah, for modern modern discussion of beer like i really i haven't seen a compelling definition now if we go back like 50 years to see if those words were used i don't i think double ipa probably is the modern nomenclature okay but i i see them being used interchangeably okay uh, i also see imperial mm-hmm. ipa being applied to like people beers that people might call triple ipa that are like really really elevated alcohol but i wonder i, I think i don't know I, I think i think using them interchangeably is relatively new I think it was Imperial IPA first, and then it was Double IPA, and then people are using interchange. But my my now thing people was, are saying Triple IPA, and yeah. You know. But and then so my thing is, I think if if you're using them interchangeably, you're kind of mudding up the the meaning of the words. And I don't know if if there actually is a proper definition of a double versus an imperial. And that's been a hotly kind of 
debated thing within the homebrew community. Well, for I a think while in the here, homebrew so. world, if you want to be the most technically accurate, would yeah. be to stick with you know category fourteen C BJCP guidelines that says Imperial IPA. I like it doesn't say, oh. it doesn't say double anywhere. I like being okay. technically yeah. so. And we have to remember though that like all these changes <laughs> in nomenclature, you know, there isn't a definition because the beer yeah. is a living thing. This is happening now. We're making this style. It's happening. Right. I mean, think about uh, in the hotbed of, of brewing porters in in England, like you know, stout was just originally an adjective. You know, it means, it means short and squat. It was an adjective that they used to describe certain kinds of porter. And then over a hundred years, it turned into its own beer style, and the Irish kind of reinvented it. And really, like that's how we preserve it in the style guidelines now. Okay. We have to remember that when you know beer is is really happening right now in the U.S. Like we're we're making all these new styles. This is going to be in the history books, and the way we're talking about beer is uh, is constantly changing. It's constantly shifting yeah. because of that. I can't wait to be in the history books. I'm sure we're going to be referenced all the time uh, with our professionalism, yes. yeah. our uh, on-point nomenclature. Yeah, yes. and our fucking technical, technically... Technically correctness. Right? Fucking A, right. Right? <laughs> right. So Moscow and Doc. Yes. Now let me ask uh, the uh, a different question then to Doc. Now Doc, you haven't brewed an Imperial IPA, but you do have some some hops know how from all the other beers you brewed. Will you stick to? Do you think the C hops and some of these tried and true, or you might you throw in some ringers to make your stand out from from Moscow? Something outside the box. You know, a uh, something you might use in in a beer that you do make often. Hmm. I probably get to start with the tried and trues and then branch out a little bit. I'm going to tap some people and yeah, see if they've got something new that they're kind of got in their little sure. nest egg there. Are you angry with me that I'm making you brew an Imperial IPA? <laughs> he doesn't look happy. Well, <laughs> he's working around his anger right now. Leave him alone. I, I can't get myself to brew five gallons of it. Maybe ten, yeah. And you know you're going to get a keg of it, so <laughs> oh, yeah. that's probably why you did it. That's right, Tasty, and I think you should brew twenty five. <laughs> yeah, as well, yeah. you should do a really killer malt liquor double IPA. Oh, that'd be really good. <laughs> Is there a category for that? No, that's the, like Nicole was saying. You can define it and make history happen. The other thing we're <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> The other thing we're screwing you over on is you like to, a lot of your beers you you can age for some time and maybe bring them to Burning Man or this event or that event. I'm asking you to brew a beer that you you better give away quick. Yeah, I know. Or it's going to be, eh, I wouldn't even want to give it away after it starts to fade. Give it to the sewer system. (laughs) Doc, what about uh, just IPA? Have you just brewed a regular IPA? Nope. Really? You never have, have you? Wow. Why would I want to? I mean, the closest I've come is, uh, you know, a big pale ale. As no. if this is giving me some kind of advantage. I'm like flipping out over it. Oh, he's never... So what? See, the thing He'll is... He'll still kill it. Really, well, the only difference between JP and Doc on, on this stance is that Doc's just not like vocal about right. it. It's not that he cares that there are tons of IPAs. He just doesn't want to drink one. Is You know yeah. what I mean? That's like really the difference. So he's never brewed one. He's just real picky about them. I've had a Union Jack with him here and there a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. I'll drink them here and there. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, I just had some Pliny. I, I could do it. Oh, JP. this Pliny, by the way, is amazing. JP right? chugs really straight good. from the bottle with oh. the Pliny. It's oh, gross. Oh, he's God, it's gross. I guess he figured if he's Use diving in... Use a goddamn glass, JP. Yeah. Why? Just, it's just, like... It's like... We might like, get cancer. If I put dishwater in a tulip glass, it's still dishwater, right? Ah. There is nothing. I don't care how much you don't like the style. There's nothing dishwatery yeah. about Pliny. No, it was it was an al- algorithm, right? Do you hate orange juice? Do you drink orange juice in the morning? No, I don't. drink Do you drink any fruit sh- fruit juice at all? No, I can't afford fruit juice. I drink water and tea. 
never mind. Fruit juice. Lost cause. <laughs> Who can't afford fruit juice? It comes in a little packet of powder. And you, you just add water it. to it. That's fruit juice, right? Yes. I think your mom just went out to the desert and scooped up some dirt. <laughs> yeah. It was, what, fruit juice isn't brown and gritty? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to buy this orange juice. It's orange. It's too orange for me. Moscow, last time with your victory against Jamel, you brewed extract. Yes. Will you Will you move to all grain this time? No. You're sticking with the with I, what works. I got a contest to win. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Oh, he's yeah. gunning for you. Like oh, what he man. said. Well, I already I'm already starting to OCD about this, and like, okay, I've got to make sure this is great beer, great IPA, and then I think I only got to meet beat Moscow. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jamil thought. You have some uh, dirt dishwater. <laughs> yeah. I recall Moscow's... It wasn't just that Jamil sort of did some random and weird brewing. I recall Moscow's beer being pretty good. It wasn't bad. That's for sure. So uh, Could have been that good because the keg is still full well, in the corner. Because it's oh. because it's black IPA, which nobody That's wants. True. But That's it was true. a good version of black IPA. You're, you're correct. Now, I used uh, a little Paul Sangster trick uh, with the uh, roasted grain, if I, if I recall. So I don't know what sort of uh, trick I'm going to employ here. Uh, I'll see if I can tap the same people you're tapping for the hops varieties. And <laughs> yeah. See if there's an ace up uh, up my sleeve, you know. Yeah, I'd go sleep at Nate's house for a couple weeks if I were you, <laughs> and just just listen to their newlywed things happening, which is right, and to Nathan brewing beer, right. I mean, that's just me though, right? Getting some hop knowledge in there somewhere. <laughs> just, yeah. Bring some earplugs. <laughs> that's just what I would do. You're getting it all in before the wedding actually takes place. Bring a target. Okay. Um. All right, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, good luck to both of you. Uh, we will do brackets, I, I think, on the next episode to start talking about the, uh, um, what's it called? The betting on the two of you mm-hmm. and see where the see where the ratio is. Uh, when's this beer due? Uh, I don't know yet, but you two and the next two that I'll announce when we come back are in the same uh, time frame. Uh, so here's what we're doing is a winner bracket and a loser bracket simultaneously. You guys are first up. The loser bracket that I will announce when I come back from the break is is doing it simultaneously with you. We'll figure out the exact dates uh, off air, but it's you're pretty much starting now. You're getting you're getting to it. Um, so get ready to brew, my friend. Doc sounds like you just assigned him a term paper. Yeah. <laughs> When's it due? <laughs> <laughs> Who can I get to write it for me, and where can I get the drugs to do it? Yeah. He's like, all right, listen, I got a hand job at four, and uh, I only have to beat the kid with Down syndrome. <laughs> Yes, that's who you are to Doc, by the way. I don't know, you just discovered that, didn't you? You're the kid with Down syndrome yeah, we're, grade, we're grading on a curve, and he's yeah. just, you know, yeah. we're, one we're, guy to beat. We're just walking by and letting you out of the locker just to brew this. <laughs> Doc's like, I, I really like him. He's a nice kid. He's challenged. Um, but he's he, really you know, happy. I'm not like I'm not going to hang out with him or anything, but if he talks to me in the hallway, I'm not going to run away. I won't take him to a concert, but I'll high-five him. <laughs> Yeah, that's who you are to talk. Amazing. <laughs> I hope, he, hope he's not too crushed when it's all over. <laughs> all right, I'm excited for this. When we come back, I'll announce the loser's bracket and what those two brewers are brewing. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. All right, B. 
Korean Army. It's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits? $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt. The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of BrewVent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply. AustinHomebrew.com Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star our treatment today. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Lohr. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creatures and the <laughs> Yes, J.P. Lohr, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Glickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint? Don't be silly, J.P. Or we have beer to brew. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified beer server, certified Cicerone, and 
master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Brewers, anyone can resell homebrew equipment and recipe clone kits. Get original at Adventures in Homebrewing. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipe kits that you'll love. Home of the Serial Killer Grain Mill, 220,000 BTU propane burners, custom stainless steel false bottoms, as well as custom built brew stands and systems. These are just some of the items Adventures in Homebrewing designs and manufactures in-house. And the brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing keep designing too. Original extract and all grain recipe kits that are tried and tested and proven to be of the best quality. Most popular are the Blueberry Tangerine Porter, the Nor'easter Cranberry Fest, and the Peanut Butter Conspiracy Stout. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing's original recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And don't forget to use the coupon code BIG10 when you place your order to save 10%. That's coupon code BIG10, B-I-G-T-E-N. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org right now and get original today. Homebrewing.org. Join the adventure. Mix me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Yes! Now we got the loser bracket to announce. Still a good bracket, but it's the loser bracket. Losers! Before we get there, let me uh, remind you that Beersmith Homebrewing Software is available to you. Uh, and look, you're going to have better success than I have with it. That's 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 tried and true. You should use the Beersmith Homebrewing Software and not use me as an example. Well, you bet I'm going to be using it. See, Doc's going to really use it. Really soon here. And he's in the winner's bracket. That's right. Winner's bracket uses... The winner's bracket is brought to you by Beersmith.com. <laughs> Beersmith Homebrewing Software. Uh, go check it out. You get a free 21-day trial. It does everything you need it to do and things you didn't even know you needed it to do and probably some things you don't need it to do uh, because Brad's always working hard on it over there. By the way, he has a, a, a podcast that he does uh, that you can watch. It's a video podcast. He does lots of great interviews. Um, the guy, is his studio is better than mine, and I'm, I'm getting a little uncomfortable about that. He freely shares the information about it with me. Uh, hoping that I'll upgrade my own studio, and I, I, I don't understand. He's, he's above me. Where well, do you get- You are upgrading your studio. I am. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yours isn't in a bar, Brad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, where do he get all his equipment? Uh, he, he just gets it. I don't know. He's, he's smart. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's his nice way of saying you better upgrade the people on sure. the other, th- other side of the table. Oh, he gets new equipment and he sends me. He's like, check this out. Look at the video quality of my new thing, and I'm like, great, Brad. Jerk. Look at our live stream. It's sort of definition. Imagine how he would feel. It's we call it. I, I patented sort of deaf. <laughs> Imagine how he would feel if you came out with a uh, 
beer uh, software program that was even better than his? Oh, he'd be devastated. You think it's not even my gig, but you know. This is what he's doing to me right. with his high-quality <laughs> video podcast. It'd be called Brew Cross. You're exactly right, Moscow. This is what he's doing to me. Go check it out, uh, beersmith.com, free 21-day trial. You don't have to take our word for it, uh, although you should take our word for it because we're all using it. It's really good stuff. Uh, it works on your iPad. There's mobile apps, um, Android, uh, you name it. It's there. Just go to beersmith.com and check it out. All right, the loser's bracket. Uh uh, you you were you were traveling in Minnesota, so uh, you, maybe you yeah. heard it on the uh, Twatosphere or whatever it's called. I heard it's a, called? I heard a rumor. It's called the internet, Scott. Don't worry about I it. I heard a rumor I was going to be going up against Carpet Porter Boy. <laughs> that would be you. Oh, <laughs> is that my nickname now? I don't know. I'm just making up crap. It's better than it. Thin yeah. Dick. It's me and you, Nate. So oh, listen, really, you've got your work cut out for you. Oh. I mean, that was the rumor when we announced it, wasn't it? Was, uh, you got the brewing industry on your side. I just got a ragtag group of homebrewers who oh, yeah. listen to my crap every once in a while. Oh, I got resources and yeah. uh, and other things that make me the... I, you're the king! I'm pretty sure I'm the... You're the underdog in this loser's so. bracket matchup. Yep, it's true. Man, at least you'll get a brewing disasters segment out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been the last eight years. Listen, of all the brackets... Nate's the one you don't want to go up against, right? Even in the winner's bracket. Agreed, because the the fucked up thing about Nate is he can do uh, pale beers real real well. Yes. And he can do dark beers real well. Yes. And even like Doc's busy, so you're hoping you catch him on a bad day. Tasty is tasty. If it's not real hoppy, it's a kind of, you know, you don't know. But Nate's like... He's always focused. Saison? Sure. He's going to do all the research. Double IPA? Sure. Uh, but I'm going to sure. overthink it. You're going to go real simple, and you're just going to nail it. No, it's not <laughs> real true. Real simple. <laughs> yeah. I've been in Minnesota too long. I'm trying to be like Minnesota nice or something. Here. Right. I'm going to own this one. <laughs> you're going down. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, here is our challenge, Nate. You and I have to brew uh, Schwartz beer. Oh, uh, I like Crosskister. That's cool. I can do this. Oh, you do? No, Doc and I have already said we're going to trade. <laughs> He's going to cool. swap. He's going to uh, nail a short I, It was going through my head. I just didn't want to say it out We're loud. Gonna... Ghost brew. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ghost brew. So here's what we thought that, uh, you know, you don't often uh, brew lagers. In fact, I've never had a lager of yours, so we wanted to go that route. The it... first gold I ever had in NHC was a lager. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Shit. What do you mean first? Category Great. 1A. Great. Then it's just another disadvantage for me because no, I actually, one C, whatever. I have never brewed a lager. Never. But our thought was this also. We're trying to pick a style that might not be in your wheelhouse. So many of them are. But that if nothing else, me brewing a completely new type of beer, a lager, will at least give us some... It'll give me some new dumb questions to ask everybody along the way. Right. So, have you brewed a Schwartz beer? Uh, It's been a long time. But you have. It's been quite a while. (laughs) It's been four months. (laughs) By long time, he means four months. No, no. Probably more like eight or nine years. I brewed one of them only. Okay. And it wasn't that good. I had um, DMS issues with it. It kind of sucked. Okay. I love DMX. (laughs) (laughs) There's some uh, full sale session black floating around if you wish to try some Schwartz beer. Let's crack it open. So you and I got a brew Schwartz beer. Let me give a quick uh, rundown of the style for us. Uh, and I don't have uh, experience like uh, getting this from Sven or a recipe or anything, but I'll just give you kind of the, the specifics. Uh, actually, Beer Advocate, I found, had a, a nice description of it. And I'll give you some of the BJCP stuff, too. But I, after reading the BJCP and then reading the short description over on Beer Advocate, I, th- I thought it was a pretty fitting uh, description. 
So Schwarzbier uh, is is really just German for black beer. All right, it's a very simple uh, uh, translation. Um, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily heavy or light in body, although they tend to lean towards light, uh, unlike other dark beers. Um, they're not overly bitter, with, and, and I think this is probably the important part about a Schwarzbier, is that they're not overly bitter with burnt and roasted malt characteristics uh, that the others, uh, maybe other dark beers, tend to uh, depend on. Instead, hops are used for a good portion of the bitterness, like you'd expect out of a German beer. Uh, very refresh, uh, a beer advocate says, very refreshing and soul-lifting beers, Ooh. which I found to be a... You know, wow. I like that description. Yeah. Why not? We should feel uh, better about the you world. You hear that, yeah, Moscow? Yeah. Soul lifting. Soul lifting. That's right. I don't understand. Uh, I know. Gin, you don't have one. Uh, <laughs> I prefer to let my soul glow. You're a ginger, right? So, it, <laughs> it, the, Beer Advocate went on from some other sentences that I didn't agree with necessarily, but I thought that was a nice description, focusing on the fact that, the, that whereas maybe other darker beers, uh, porters, stouts, things like that, uh, some of that that bitterness comes from more of a, a roasty characteristic. The Schwartz beer doesn't necessarily have that. Right. BJCP kind of backed that up a little bit. Um, in Aroma, they put down... Oh, by the way, it's uh, BJCP, uh, BJCP Category 4C. Uh, low to moderate malt uh, in Aroma with low aromatic sweetness uh, and or hints, hints of roast malt. Um, the malt can be clean and neutral uh, or rich and Munich-like. And may have a hint of caramel. Uh, the roast can be coffee-like, but should never be burnt. Right. And I think that's one of the keys about the Schwartz beers. It yeah. shouldn't have any of these burnt. Yeah, we're not going to want a lot of stouter porter type characters in this in yeah. this beer. It shouldn't have a, a really big, aggressive chocolate or definitely not a huge roast character. Yeah, it's tough to get it that dark and, <laughs> and not come out. Too roasty. Right. Well, now that's another thing. I, uh, In terms of the color, I'm glad you bring that up too, Doc, because... Uh, Overall, the, the the general impression of this beer is that it should be rather light and crisp, even though its color is dark. But the BJCP says that its appearance is uh, medium to very dark brown in color, um, almost never truly black. And they right. talk a lot about it being uh, very clear um, yeah. and, and somewhat yeah. transparent. Nicole, yeah. you're the you're the master here, but is it, am I about right? I'm just reading from the BJCP anyway, but... This is my recollection of a good Schwartz beer anyway, even in my personal experience of it, that it, it it's very much like a clear beer. Like a nice glass of Kostritzer. Uh, like yeah, that I mean, a, glass is a huge glass for a reason. They want you to see the clarity. It's, right? a, it's a lager. It's a traditional German lager. Clarity is extremely important to, yeah, yeah. to the quality. I mean, it's a major goal of, of the traditional lager brewers. So, so yeah, having having clarity in the beer is important. It's not, it's not supposed to be a rich, opaque, chewy beer it's it's uh you know it's black in color maybe but not not uh not so rich not imperial stout what about the help me with this roast part this delicate balance of the roast part nicole because all of it is saying that it shouldn't have this burnt characteristic but you're also using dark malts and it the bjcp even in the in the aroma says it could have some hints of roast and uh in in obviously in terms of the ingredients, it's somewhat of a roasted malt. How much of roasty am I allowed to have in this beer? You know, from from a BJCP kind of purist and like German brewing perspective, I think it's actually supposed to be very restrained. But at the same time, if you even look at the BJCP commercial examples that are listed, there's a really big range there. Okay, and I've definitely tasted some that are in that commercial examples list that do have uh, kind of richer toasted flavors and a little bit. 
uh, a little or a little bit fuller. But okay. uh, I think that the trend, I mean the the baseline of the beer style is actually a lot lighter than than I find that most home brewers and most even American brewers think about it. Uh, being more like a, a pilsner with uh, or a dunkel uh, with just a little bit of roast going on. Okay. So the, right. the two to three killers that I'm picking up out of reading through the descriptions and doing some research on this, one we've already mentioned would be this kind of burnt roast characteristic, that that shouldn't be there. Right. The, uh, the other killer uh, would be that it's not dry. Yes. That it actually should be dry, like, well, like you said, like a Pilsner, one of these other lagers, that it, it should finish clean and dry. Yeah, you don't want a big caramel character in the spear. Yeah. You don't want a big... You want some nice mouthfeel, but it's got to be pretty dry and drinkable. The third killer and the one that scares me the most? Clear. Diacetyl. Diacetyl? Nicole, help me. Diacetyl. 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 Which, fuck you, diacetyl. That's what I have to say to you. You think you'll be able to have, you think you might have problems with that? I think you can nail that part. I have, I've done both. It's one of those problems that comes up um, out of nowhere for me. Hi, filters I'm not saying that I consistently have some problem <laughs> right. with it, but I don't know what I would have done differently when I do have a problem with it. I think that's that's my worry about it. Right. Do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, like lager yeast can be tricky, and that's what we're going to be working with here. And I mean that a lot of people on the homebrew level have a difficulty working with lager yeast effectively, and yeah. will pick one that they have a little bit better track record of their friends do. I know in talking to Tasty about brewing lagers years ago, 833 was one that had come up in our discussions. Try that one, the Bach lager yeast being one that is a little bit easier to work with for yeah. new new lager brewers. Yes. You know, things like that might be the way to go. Well, and, and then since you're bringing up yeast, the other uh, description in the BJCP is talking about sulfur. Right, which is right. something. My understanding, not my experience, because I've never done it. Sulfur is uh, this. These characteristics are a byproduct of, of lager yeast. Apparently, in this style, it should be very, very low to non-existent. Yes, uh, I guess a, a very little bit is acceptable. What they were uh, thinking, like a good Hellas or a good German Pils, right? Yeah. You might find a little bit of that, but you don't want it to be yeah. distracting. Right. So this being the same. Right. Why did I pick a stupid logger with Nathan? Because <laughs> uh, you're a smart person. I I gonna, you're going like, to kill it. I felt no, like not. it was not in his comfort zone, but he uh, it's a fucking logger. I don't know. I was thinking that with you. You <laughs> thought, you know, I climbed a few hills, but hey, let's take on Everest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, here's what I do like about this challenge. I love this style of beer. If I've had a good Schwartz beer, I really love it. I love it. I'm a, I'm a lager guy anyway. I like Pilsners. I love a good Hellas. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've had a homebrewed Schwartz beer from Jamil. Yes. Blew my socks off. Um, uh, Kohlstritzer. Yeah, Kohlstritzer. Uh, love yeah. that beer. Uh, I like a good Schwartz beer. So I thought, well, if I do nail it, I'll be damn proud to drink then it. Then you got 10 gallons of it to drink. Yes. You'll put something together. I yeah. think it'll be pretty good. Well, here's the cool thing, too. So... I'm going to go check out Jamil's book. Me too. Brewing Classic Styles. Because if I remember correctly, he has two in there. One that he knows is a little bit more chocolatey and a little bit more roasty than it probably should be. Okay. But it's the one that he brewed with EJ Fair after doing very, very well at uh, local competitions and I believe at the NHC. He's taken medals and best of shows and done really well with that recipe. Yes. But he knows it's on the edge of the style. Yes. And then he also has, if I remember correctly, kind of a more middle-of-the-road Kostritzer recipe also, and you can kind of read the also, two that he's also won awards with. Yes, yeah. so it'd be cool to kind of read the two and say, okay, based on what I like and what is available. Yeah, 
let's merge the two and come up with something unique. Yeah, right. I'm gonna. I was definitely going straight to brewing classic styles. I'm going to the mild one, and then I'm taking it to Doc and asking. That's a good idea. And then I'm asking what else I might adjust. That's my that's my game plan. I'm just laying it on the line for you, Nate. So you know what you're up against. Uh, I'm, I'm up against Doc essentially. <laughs> I'm calling Doc as my lifeline. You yeah. call somebody else. I know I can't now. He's off uh, limits. Yeah, yeah. I'm take. I no. I knew right when we picked the style. I thought, well, brewing classic styles. I'd be stupid not to pick that Schwartz beer base. I'm calling Tasty then. Right. And we're going to discuss this. Okay. Yeah. All right, you no one wants see. to call Scott. That's weird. <laughs> I call him an asshole. <laughs> hey Scott. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> asshole. Yeah, click. Yeah. <laughs> So, I am excited about this. I get to use my more beer conical for the first time to do a lager. Yeah. Yes. Which, uh... Dial in that temp and you're off to go, right? Yeah. And I'll be doing the same. It'll be cool. They're, they're so good at that. Oh, yeah. you have you have a conical from the... Yeah, yeah. So, mine's... I just got it all upgraded to the ultimate thing. Right. And all okay. I've done since it got upgraded was the my losing beer, but yeah. that was the ale anyway, so I, I barely had... The thing barely went to work. Well, you got to break it in. So, I broke it in with that, right. and now it's still cool out here in the Bay Area, so it's not that it has to work too hard, but still... Yeah, it's like almost 70. That sucker's going to rock it. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll do great. Yeah. yeah. It's double, a good time for it, for sure. You got double cooling on that thing, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I got the double. Uh, like, all my insulation is new. Isn't it called uh, Imperial Cooling? It's Imperial Cooling. Imperial Cooling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I really wish you'd get your terminology straight, bro. <laughs> I'm down in the drove. I don't have <laughs> that. It's not know? double cooling? It's not double. I don't know. It's N- definitely Imperial. Nicole, what is... <laughs> What's say, the difference? What well, you say is... Apparently, is, one of them up? is sweeter than the other. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> one, you have to pack a bunch of ice around it. The other one works. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Believe it or not, I'm kind of looking forward to this, Nate. This will be good. I think it'll be fun. Looking forward to it also. So here's how it's going to work. We're doing the loser bracket and the winner bracket simultaneously, but clearly our beer is going to take a little longer to finish out. Don't worry about that, guys. Uh, we'll give you guys your, your IPA schedule here after the show. We'll announce it to the rest of the world when we come back uh, for the next show. Uh, Nate and I will start right around the same time, but we'll clearly finish uh, a little bit later, and that's okay. We'll get more content and shows out of it. We can actually then spend some time on uh, Imperial IPA as a subject, and then separately in other shows, we'll spend some time on Schwartzbeer as a subject. Um, I definitely want to get Jamil in here for the tasting when we do the tasting on the Schwartzbeer. Oh, yeah. Since we're clearly going to be looking at his recipe. He, plus. Can, he can look at both of us and say, yeah. Mm, yeah, you fucked it up. Yeah. Well, he might be the only one to have like a Schwartzbeer in Schwartz, I think is where it's brewed, right? The town oh, to imagine. Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah to, no, is it, I think, uh, Franconia. Is there a Schwartz town? JP was almost got me to go. Yes, it's Schwartz. Franconia is the name of the brewery it's that called- had the exploding tank earlier. Uh, no, no, no. If it's Franconia, I don't it's even the region. Think Mel, Mel Brooks anymore. lives there. Actually, it's, yeah. The the region. I think uh, it's Franconia is the region. Yeah. A regional from southern Thuringen uh, and northern Franconia yeah. in Germany. Yeah. yeah, yeah, is where it uh, and and probably a variant of the Munich <laughs> Dunkel style. Right. Uh, it's weird. The, the word Franconia came up twice this yeah, show. It's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's never come up before, and all of a sudden, twice in a show. Scott. Moscow's got the word Franconia, tally. Franconia, yeah, vol. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah. I don't know, Nate. Come on. Bring it. Oh, I'm going to talk some crap. Taking you down. Do it. Yeah, there we go. It's too bad I'm too late to enter into the NHC after I beat you. I know. You could could slay me and then go collect a medal on this thing. (laughs) From the ashes of the loser category. Yeah, and my legs could fall off. Straight to the podium. I feel like if I beat Nate, I should get a second run at the champion from the winner's bracket. Like an honorary. Yeah, because it's friggin' Nate. 
Don't worry uh, about that because that's not happening. Oh, oh, listen oh. to Wifey getting all up in that junk. Going to bed. <laughs> but, but man, really if I don't know. take you down, I just have no credibility though either, man. You yeah. know, no point in asking me technical questions about anything. I'll be like, I don't know. You already know, dude. Could you imagine Nate loses to to Justin after the loss to Tasty? Where's his credibility now? Uh, he's gonna quit the show. That's what's gonna no. happen. No, be like, well, guitar's pretty good. I guess it's better than beer. Always got to look forward to his marriage. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, and putting his flying V back in Hawk. I know. That means so much coming from you, Doc. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my blessing. I love (laughs) Brett. Doc will marry you if you guys want. He's available. (laughs) Yeah. As we all know, we'll probably see you on the other side of this thing, but if you want to get married... (laughs) Say I do. (laughs) Do I wonder if any of us assholes will even get invited to their wedding. Probably not. Because I'm sure Nicole's in charge of the guest list. She's like, uh, no, no, no. None of these Brewing Network guys. Yeah. Sorry, oh, family only. Nicole, right. Justin gave a speech at my wedding. Oh, it was good. That um, at the end, I think I stood up and took the microphone away and wouldn't let anybody else talk afterwards. Yeah, but Sam's side of the family loved it. They thought no. it was funny. Well, they were all drooling in their beers. So I revealed that you used to bang his brother before you it married him. Didn't bang his brother. Sam. Oh my god! At was, your that, was that before or was after the black released. guy? Was that before or after the black guy? It was. Oh, at, oh did I mention the black guy? No. I don't think I went that far. I'm really Dude. glad you didn't because his parents were there. <laughs> but he like, wasn't. Wait a minute. We thought you guys were just studying. Did he pick up the guitar and sing the Sugar Valley Brewer song to you? Yeah. Oh, it didn't exist. Wacko, wacko, wacko. Sam and I have been there for six years, and it only feels like six minutes underwater. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good speech. I'll give one of yours too, Nate. If you want, all right. Don't worry, I'm good at them. Uh, yeah, so it's gonna be a destination wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Destination Mars. It's in Concord. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have it at, close. We're gonna have it at that place I was just mentioned, Thurgan Franconia. Yeah, Franconia. Yeah. yeah, that's a good place. It's gonna go. be in Schwartz. <laughs> it's actually in Schwartz. Yeah, Schwartz, Germany. We'll yeah. be there. So Jamel's been there. I don't know <laughs> yes, if he's he told has. you. Yeah, he has, a, he has a sticker. Yeah, he does. I just figured you'd have it in your backyard. That way you could keep the guest list down because you can't fit anybody in there. That's true, yeah. yeah. At least from the winner's bracket, right? The winner's bracket only. <laughs> That's the only people who get invites. Probably not because I'm included in that, so. All right. Yeah, but you, we know you won't show up. Right. Huh? You're a safe invite, yeah. <laughs> Pretty safe. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. That's our next Brewcaster Challenge. All right. I love All it. Right. I love this. I think it'll be great. I think it's going to be good. I can't wait to announce what... Uh, so the other ones are Plissé versus Jamil. That's a good oh, wait, uh, wait. beer challenge that we gave to them. Uh, yes. So and, Christmas uh, beers. And Tasty versus JP. Yes. I, one I question. I think uh, you guys are going to like your beer selection, too. Yeah. So if I lose this one, does it keep going, or am I done? I think in the loser... We're done. Like yeah. We're just what? done. Oh, the really? The you want to have a loser? The loser, loser? The only one... No, there's... What's the point in the loser, loser bracket? We're just <laughs> yeah. doing... I don't know what we're doing this for. We're doing this so I can beat you. The imperial loser bracket? Yeah. <laughs> the imperial loser bracket. If we crowned a loser of a loser, I wouldn't have anything, anything to do. But the winner, winner bracket will definitely... They will go against each other. Chicken dinner. <laughs> so Doc versus Tasty will probably happen... <laughs> Later. Really? <laughs> really? Later on in the carpet <laughs> in the show. Whatever. Uh, right. All right. So a couple things left to do. Uh, we've got another uh, good brewing disaster. Um, oh yeah. To do tonight, if uh, Bevo's working on that for me. Yeah. Is it sponsored? 
Uh, yeah, but yeah, you picked the sponsor. Who needs a segment tonight? Oh, I, that's all right. I picked all our sponsors. So okay. If you don't have one, we're good. Uh, brought to you by uh, the nuptials of Nate and Nicole. I think it should be brought to you by the losers bracket. The lo- yes. <laughs> the, yeah, the imperial crowd. We're bringing you the brewing disaster bracket. segment. Uh, and we're, we're unable to connect on the phone, so I guess we're just moving on. So it's a segment disaster. Even. Oh, hey, we have, uh, speaking of disasters, not really speaking of disasters, but we have the opposite. We have a really nice sour beer. Would you like to try some sour beer? Oh, I would. Who, get who gave us sour beer? Uh, the guys at the Rare Barrel over in Berkeley, Jay and Alex, wow. sent us a few of their brand new uh, release called Skews Me, S-K-U, Skew, Skews Me. Oh, it's, like a, it's, like it's a, a pun. Uh, on skews. Yeah. Right. God love those Rare Barrel guys. Gonna, Why am I the only sour-loving moron in the Bay Area that has not been to the Rare Barrel? You haven't been there yet? No. I don't know, low IQ. Uh, I've been there like four times. Doc, you haven't been either. I've not been there. I even, I even talked you up to these guys, figuring that you would go there and get oh, their, they, they know. get some they great know, treatment. Right? Yeah, they're fans. Yeah. If, Doc, if you go without me, I will. I will be very. I will write you a very stern letter. Well, that's why I've not been. Nobody's been invited me. Yeah, me neither. Tasty goes all the time. He doesn't ask us to go. You guys hear the like violin JP. music. <laughs> he doesn't want to screw his reputation up. They like. I got to travel late. You know. Good point. Yeah. Do I have to pull Tracy up Tracy won't even have me in his entourage. He's very selective. Well, that he's doesn't like, make sense. Well, you weren't engaged until recently. Dude, all he's got to do is yeah. entourage. All he's got to do, go do is walk out the door, and there's 10 people following him. If he shows up at there with all oh, you guys, too, they'll be like, hey, you're rolling too deep. you got to get out of here. Uh, do I have to pull up the uh, JP clip about no one called me to hang out with me yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> no one invited me. <laughs> right. You know you can drive there. Yeah. Uh, where is it? It's in Berkeley. It's in Berkeley. Unfortunately, Although, but I've been there like four times, dude. Great. Come with me next time I go. I'll take you. <laughs> Anybody else want to invite me? Like on the other side of the tunnel, Berkeley? Yeah. <laughs> like the mountain. You have to go over it. Well, it depends. Yeah. You, can, you can go like around San Leandro. You don't have to go through the... Is there a part of Berkeley that's before the tunnel? No. No. no, no. no. Right? Yeah. Fish Ranch Road exit. I feel like we've established he is a retard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like this show's going very well. <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> I feel like this show took a wrong turn. So wait till the loser bracket show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Then it's going my way. You'll see. I'm not even going to think about it. Just take my advice. Right. Uh, How did we get this beer from the Rare Barrel? Uh, Alex sent us over a few bottles. (laughs) They just sent it. They're big fans. They... uh, Jay, uh, one of the owners and the brewer. Yeah. Uh, They're such great boys. And uh, they decided, hey, let's Uh, send... uh, Send some skews me over. Are they handsome? They're pretty handsome. Yeah, yeah. yeah Alex is very tall. He cuts a really nice figure. Uh, Jay's a little short, uh, but still ruggedly handsome. Do they wear skinny jeans like Nate? Well, they're in Berkeley. Yeah, dude. Berkeley. Man. They're from SoCal. Of course they do. You get handed it at the city from limits. SoCal. They sew their own skinny jeans. <laughs> Right. right there in the brewery. With, with hemp thread. Out of hemp, yeah. <laughs> JP, and I, JP and I went to a uh, event that they did with uh, New Belgium called uh, Wood is Good, where uh, Jay, the, the barrel, <laughs> and uh, the, uh, uh, Lauren, the head at, at uh, New Belgium, picked their three favorite wood-age sours, and so we had uh, three from each. Wow. And it was, uh, wow, that was the best ticket in SF Beer Week right there in the basement mm. of uh, La Trappe. Oh, yeah. So it is a Wood is Good three-way? Yeah, it's not. Nice. And, and believe me, the wood was good, my friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was yeah. plentiful, too. Awesome. This Last beer is, is amazing. Why have I not been oh, to man. the Rare Barrel? Oh, they, they, they do not miss, do they? Every beer is like a home run. Do you want to go? We can go tomorrow. 
I'll, I'll, I know some people that are all, all, mm. I'll phone it in. Lacto- I can't go tomorrow. I'm golfing tomorrow. You gotta Lacto-licious. do it quick. Though. Well, then I'm not gonna invite wow. you. Wow. Invite me to golf. <laughs> Great to know your priorities are yeah. straight, Justin. <laughs> I'm golfing with the White Labs people. That's a priority. He's networking. Yeah, you know, I Thank golf you. too, right? You know, they, they, uh, it might be a limited time that you can get it. You know, Jay was saying that they are going through their inventory uh, quicker than they anticipated. So you might have a limited time to get there. They're going to run out of beer? Initial, yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Like they're only open two weeks. days a week. And he said really? it's just wall-to-wall all the time, and their, their per rate, per hour, poor rate is just higher than they anticipated, which is a good problem to have, but now there's no beer, and it's high turnaround time. They're only open two days. They're creeping up on my success at only being open one day a week. Yeah, can you imagine? But they've been working two <laughs> And it's the wrong day of the week. <laughs> and it's only three of them a month. It's one day only four hours, though. You're good. That's true. Oh, so I still got them. You still got them. Fuckers. <laughs> They'll be on the show in June, I guess, right, Scotty? Uh, yes, they are yeah. coming on in a couple months. Okay. They won't like year. us after that. All right, let's do <laughs> our uh, brewing. Do, do we have a we have an open for this, too, right? Uh, yeah. What's it called? Uh, happy Hour, probably. I thought so. <laughs> I knew it was called something. It's going to take a minute because the computer is tired and... Breaking. You want me to play uh, Nicole since she's ever coming back? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for the BN Happy Hour. Happy Hour is brought to you today by the Losers Bracket. That's right. Bringing you the best in homebrew. Moscow, who did fuck up this week? Well, now it's going to take me a minute to pull it up here. Jason Simmons from Pennsylvania fucked up this week. And uh, he's got not just one disaster, but a couple of good brewing disasters. They all sound a la Justin Crosley. Definitely things that, like, you hear the name of a beer and you go, Oh, so you have to throw milk in it. I'll do that one. Uh, sounds like an awesome disaster story. Jason, what's happening, brother? Hey, how are you guys doing today? We're doing all right. Welcome to the program, and thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you, thank you. So, give me the lowdown. What happened? Give me story number one, Milk Stout. All right, so this is a uh, couple batches into here, uh, starting to homebrew, learning about stuff. I'm drinking a uh, Milk Stout from uh, the Lancaster Brewery, and I'm like, oh, check this out. There's a cow on there. We can throw milk in here. So uh, I didn't really understand the style. I just thought you made it with milk. So we started brewing away, and uh, I made three gallons of this nasty shit. Um, I realized that milk does not ferment very well. It turns all oily and cheesy-like. So. All right, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. wait, wait. Did, you, did you go get three gallons of milk from the store and start with that? Uh, I started with four. I had about a gallon boil off. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. So... Was it all milk and no water? Yes, sir. Oh! <laughs> so you're basically Wait. making pudding. Could I ask a question? Yeah, Did you yeah, have a recipe? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was fu- it was stupid. No, we're just making beer, Bebo. It's cool. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. My mistake. <laughs> he wins. Cool. Justin, you don't win anymore. <laughs> this is oh, the man, first time the disaster has been more than mine, right? <laughs> it started out bad, and I, I'm getting it. It's probably going to get worse. Uh, it, I assume it was an extract batch, or did uh, you... Yes, s- that okay. one was, yeah. Actually, both of these were, because they were both uh, at the very, very beginning of my brewing nonsense. Did you also steep grains in the milk? Yeah, yeah, well, it was supposed to be a uh, stout. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you had to steep out. grains, yeah. I bet it tasted really good before you started boiling it. It was like actually, malted yeah, chocolate actually, milk. Yeah, when, when, it, when it was boiling, uh, I grabbed a tiny bit of that just to taste, and it was like... It was pretty much like chocolate milk. Oh, yeah. You were like, oh, this is going to come out good. And then he went right to sleep. 
And he's like, yeah, oh. Good mm. until you had yeast to it. That, that didn't fare well. So what did it taste like? So you fermented it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It fermented out. And uh, I tasted a little uh, cheese curd there just to make sure that, <laughs> you know, I wanted to to see if I can make myself some uh, some cottage cheese. But so just, wait, so well, it did literally curdle. Oh, it curled, it separated, it, it yeah, it did everything. I'm intrigued by this idea, though. So when I go to the store, should I get 2%, 1%, yeah, what kind of whole milk? milk? Uh, you got to do whole milk. Okay, got to be. I, I knew, I knew it, I knew it. Yeah. You kind of just... Do it, do it right. But if you want to make a light beer of this, but, you probably should go with the non-fat. But the carboid, like, it didn't all turn solid, did it? Uh, some of it did, yeah. Towards the bottom, it was just a gelatinized mess. Floaties. Oh, man. The cleanup yeah. sounds horrendous. Right, I was going to ask, can, did you use that carboy ever again? Actually, it was a plastic bucket. I, I threw that whole thing out. That a boy. Great, straight to the trash. <laughs> did you taste the fermented product? I tasted the little cheese curd looking thing. Just you know, I was kind of oh. curious. I might as well if you're going to go that a boy. Point. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't worth it. At least I know never Weird. to do it again. <laughs> do you? No, let me ask you a question. This is amazing. Do you think stout is made with fat people? All <laughs> <laughs> right. Good question. Thank Good you question. very much. Yeah. You know, Bebo, he didn't take your advice. He, he didn't think before he went about his brew day. No. I had no idea about well, he thought that. He got a whole milk instead of 2%. He did. Yeah, I had a recipe. It just wasn't good yeah. or accurate. Just, in my brain, I'm just imagining this being in a pitcher and him pouring it into a cup and it just going. Oh, thump. Yeah. oh no. It didn't, even, it didn't even leave the bucket. Like, I just. No, it was. Where, when when you were telling your your friends that you made a beer, were you super bragging? You're like, yeah, I'm total brewmaster. I got this fucking style nailed, dude. <laughs> I got this oh hell no, man! I was only a couple. I was only a couple batches in. I was learning everything. I was messing up left and right. Oh, right. see, because that's exactly what I would. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm you know like feeling good about myself, like yeah. branching out into a weird style. Like, yeah, I just told me this milk style. How do you do that, fucking dude? <laughs> well, you know, you just put a little milk and you do the whole thing. And yeah. like you're educated. I would be like educating my friends and I would feel real well my cats and I would feel real good about it sure and then I, I would taste it and go and your cats and Kurt they'd be like milk down with that yeah. hell sick <laughs> what did it smell like when it was fermenting did the whole house just reek smell like this actually no <laughs> no no um, you would expect more I mean it, it really wasn't bad at all I love that. I love how it started. He goes I mean, to his local and he has a milk stout, <laughs> and he goes, "This is awesome. I'm going to go home and brew one." And I see the word milk, and then he <laughs> did and stout, and I make one. I Turns it. out I had all the ingredients on hand. That milk works. Sometimes it don't. That a fat guy. All right. Tell me about uh, disaster number two. All right. So this is uh, we were going to make a me and my buddy we were going to make a beer for St. Patty's Day, and I was looking at all these different recipes. But I ran out of patties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I ended up putting uh, two batches into one by accident with all the uh, DME that went into there. And I was looking at all the uh, hoppings for a five-gallon batch. And I was like, oh, you could use an ounce here, two ounces there. Well, I might as well throw an ounce of peppermint into uh, a 60-minute boil. Might as well. Yeah, it, that didn't turn out well either. Um, the the beer came out to be about nine and a half percent, and the peppermint just reeked. It, it, it was so bad. I ended up tasting it. I threw up everywhere. Oh! So, now, you, now you can't even deal with peppermint anymore. Exactly. You can't no, choose spearmint. It, it's been about. It's been over ten years, and I'm still I'm still getting to the point where I can start having it. But it it, it was just overwhelming to the point where I, I can't even 
it's awful. But my buddy did save, uh, he saved a bottle in about five or six years. It actually conditioned out to it was uh, drinkable, but it, it's not even worth it. Define drinkable. <laughs> it would not, he didn't make him, it he didn't, didn't throw up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. After, after all that aging in time, it was fine, but like, oh boy, right away it was, it, it wasn't too good. <laughs> do, do you think it would have been possible to, uh, make peppermint work had he not put it in in the beginning like what if he put it in secondary or something oh yeah the right the right ounce yeah i can see that doing but not an ounce <laughs> i think the best place to use peppermint would be um in the tea after your brew day i was just gonna say not, not beer, beer at all is that a common thing to put peppermint in beer uh, no oh, toothpaste. No. yeah it i don't feel uh, it would burn yeah, well, if you add a whitening oh, agent, well, also, it's yeah, nice. that'd be great. You rub it on your teeth. Doc, you say you've done it. I've made peppermint beer. You yeah. have? Yeah, chocolate peppermint stout. Oh yeah, to so serve put, to serve at fucking Burning Man. No, 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 no. It's for Christmas stuff. Oh, okay, but it was it's same thing. You got to go light on Is this it? thing on on the peppermint, and it, otherwise it's just yeah, it'll make you throw up. <laughs> Probably. Apparently, you'll but yeah, it's, it's, it's just too much. So I experiment with dosing it back with at the end so yeah. i knew how much it would take with against the mall is it like one of those candies with the red stripes or is it two <laughs> <laughs> what, what you do is you, you put it in your mouth and you, you get it all licked up and then you spit in the bottle uh. <laughs> doc just ducks into benihana grabs a handful and runs uh. I, I gotta brew day tomorrow more importantly nothing says saint patrick's day like peppermint <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Or gingers. Should have made a ginger beer and just grabbed all the gingers you could find. Doc, you, did you use you used peppermint? Actual peppermint? Uh, yeah, I used peppermint extract. And they, yeah, they didn't make peppermint extract. It was just a few drops, probably. Yeah, just a couple of drops. Just, and, and when I had, I figured out how many to put in there. I got ten in a row. And you put one drop here all the way up. And I know what he's talking about on that, that ten-drop beer. Yeah. Whole. You, 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 you can't get it out of your mouth. It's just your burns and goes into your sinuses. It's in your sinuses, <laughs> and, you, uh, and then you got you can't even taste anything anymore. So you got to guess which one's the better one at the, uh, the two and three range. Yeah. Wow. Well, listen. You know what you kick ass at, Jason? <laughs> What's that? Brewing disasters, my friend. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> how, now, how long ago was this? How long you been brewing now? Oh damn, that was back in like 2004. I've been brewing for over that. Since uh, 2003. Okay, boy. He's almost made a drinkable beer. Yeah, He's well, almost there. It sounds like he would do very well in the loser's bracket. I feel like he'd win in the loser's bracket. You're welcome bracket. here, sir. Just call it a Jason a bracket. Long way since then. We're now changing the name of the loser's bracket to the Jason bracket. All right. <laughs> Jason Memorial bracket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, brother. Thanks for sharing. Those are good stories, man. All right, take care, folks. Cheers, take care. Wow, yeah, all good. milk, whole milk. Yeah. I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> that's and, so and he awesome. actually tasted one of the chunks. <laughs> that takes guts. Oh, he's got he's balls. He's like, listen, I made it. I got to taste it. You do point. have yes. to, don't you? I mean, can you imagine, what is it, uh, uh, four bucks a gallon? <laughs> For the milk. For the yes. milk? Yeah. Jesus, I would, I would, yeah, I would try more than uh, one chunk just to get my money's worth. He didn't even ask at the brewery. Like he had it at a brewery, and he didn't. He's just like milk stout. I got it. I got this. Yeah, I got it. Done. Well, and also, you know, normally you you look online for recipes, or you you actually look for the <laughs> no, recipe. no, no. I know, dude. Compa- I know. I already know how to make a stout. I'll just amend it to put milk in yeah, it. Whatever. How hard is that? I like uh, milk. I like stout. Let's put them together. <laughs> I you mean, know, to be fair, it is 
kind of deceiving. It's you know, it's, it is. It's milk sugar. It's not really milk. The only difference between him and I is that I didn't have a milk stout until several years <laughs> into the fucking thing. Uh, this is definitely something that I would have been like, oh, this beer tastes uh, great. I'm gonna go home milk. and make one. I'm not gonna lie. Terrence made a milk stout, and I had some, and I'm like. Why is it clear? Oh. Why can't I see through it? Like, I was expecting it to be creamy. It, it, it's supposed to be a <laughs> stout. Not Bailey's. I don't mean, like, clear. I just mean I yeah, was yeah. expecting it to be, like, milky. <laughs> right. It wasn't. I was yeah. real confused. At least he didn't say he used all half and half for oh. six gallons. <laughs> He's like, I wanted it as fatty it was, as it could be. It was heavy cream. <laughs> <laughs> Next Christmas, I'm totally going to make some, like, malt extract, sweetened milk, steeped yeah. with some dark grains. I bet that would be real tasty, though. Yeah. Just don't but not, I'm not going to ferment it, just though. Don't ferment it. I'm just going to serve it hot. <laughs> well, he admitted it like a boss, and for that, we appreciate it. Thanks for participating in our happy hour segment and bringing us your uh, brewing disaster. You know, I, I think his cats should have tried some of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's another weird thing where uh, milk in beer came up twice in the show. Coconut milk earlier, and now milk and Franconia. I'm telling you, Nicole's on. pregnant. Well, coconut. that's what I take away from this. Don't know. The coincidences are too much. It's not really coconut. Too milk. many. It's not really. Milk. Well, I haven't oh, been here for really a while, milk. so it's. Some I was just saying, just then. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm speaking from knowledge that you don't have, Nathan. Nicole is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to you help can't you. say no just because you can say it's not you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Nate's like, no. I mean, wait. No. Wait, wait. no. Hold on a second. That's uh, why being wait. single is the best thing to be in the world. It is. Besides a winner. Nate just got back like two days ago. You guys are making me really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very nervous. Don't don't curse me. <laughs> oh, you guys have been going like rabbits, uh, haven't you? I was just about to say that. Glad you did not. Make yeah, Nate almost shot uh, her in the eye when she walked to the door. Oh, and he was like, red eye, bitch! <laughs> It's the second time red eyes come up. We didn't even know what it was at the beginning Instead of the show. Instead of putting like a glass of water like on the half open door and you get wet. She, oh, she's gonna uh, fucking get it right when she walks in that fucking door. Yeah. What the fuck here drive in? Uh, and Nicole's like, again, really? Really? I That's mean, getting old. Really? Is that, why, is that why that trend I had no of like. I no idea it was coming. <laughs> no, sweetheart, I swear I didn't know it was coming. That's why. That's yeah. really why I got glasses. I right. <laughs> That's why you need glasses. Uh, <laughs> did I mention how goddamn good this rare uh, barrel so is? Good. No, you haven't. Oh, you know, man. I can advise you, but you're golfing tomorrow, so. Mm-hmm. I, I got a phone call while you were on the call with the other guy. Um,. Apparently, they make a cocoa-nibbed sour beer that is quite delicious, even though we've been informed by other people. Um, Wait, think, who does? The, the Rare, Rare Barrel. Barrel. Sorry. Oh. Uh, uh, the Full Sail, Flat Tail, the Oregon guys? Yeah, Flat, flat tail. tail. Thank you. They wow. advised against cocoa-nib sour beers, how they could be bad. Oh. Yeah. Use caution. Apparently, they succeeded, and it's worth an effort. It's, it sounds it's like, worth a try. These sounds guys, like flat tails in the loser's bracket. Oh. <laughs> sounds like it. Doesn't the brewery make one? They may. They might. They, I'll tell you, these guys are doing... Uh, they're, they're going at it the right way. They're doing a lot of experiments, and they want to focus on figuring out how to drive different flavors, and they want to get everything down. They can get one specific flavor from all different types of beers, then they're going to move on to the next kind of thing, and they're they're really trying to get the science behind it and get a lot of uh, a lot of input, uh, yeah, and a lot of different beers. They're they're doing a lot of different styles. It's working. Oh, it's it, very absolutely. It's, it's very insourceled. All of it. It's very good. <laughs> all right, I got to get us to a break. At right. said break, we're getting Moscow's uh, recap of SF Beer Week, the Anchor uh, Brewing Party, where they released a brand new beer to the Anchor Steam lineup. Tasty. Here's what we're going to do very quickly. Highlight reel. 
What? SF Beer Week, what did you like the best? Uh, the best? Uh, let's see. I went to, was there, like 10 nights? I went to like three events a night. So uh, You did? You went out every night, didn't you? Every night, some days. What a nut job. I didn't go to uh, any of them. You know, I, I see posted some lunch, early brunchy kind of thing. You, went, just, to the, you went to the lunch events? I went to a lunch event at Triple Rock. I couldn't uh, even afford the gas to go to three different oh, things. Oh, that was there, like hop day. soup, hop salad. Yeah, they had three uh, lunch named uh, beers. Are all, they were all like... Uh, Either uh, nine or nine and a half percent, I think. Yeah. Did you get the AARP discount on those? <laughs> I do get a nice discount. Nice. There. I don't know what they call it. Yeah, they call it the tasty discount. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Uh, so then they pair that with like a, uh, a corned beef sandwich and uh, some soup that was, I think, was made with some of the uh, hop soup uh, beer. And uh, I think the dressing might have had some of the hop salad in it as well. They tried to, you know, I think even the I don't know, I think they had it all. Each each element in the lunch had some association with the beer. That was a nice event. Then from that uh, from there, I went to uh, Faction where uh, Stillwater and McKellar were doing a collaboration beer uh, with Roger Davis there, and uh, that was a good stop. That yeah, was, that was a great that day. They were really actually cool. brewing it when you were there. They were brewing a batch of, of the saison uh, that it's part of a barrel project doing, but they'd already sent the recipe ahead, and they they were basically racking another batch that was already fermented into barrels there so it's fun to, to watch them uh you know bring the barrels in fill them up stuff like that so it's fun beautiful yeah nice event okay. that was a big day uh of course the opening uh galas is a uh, or gala is a uh always a fun thing because a lot of the brewers attend and they bring special beers and that's always a fun event that's yeah i wanted to go to that i was out of town that's the one so i didn't go to there's only two events i wanted to go to the uh opening uh gala gala yeah uh, and the and Sour Sunday, Sour Sunday yeah. of course, at Triple Rock. Yeah. I, did, I was out of town for both, but uh, yeah. you're right. The the gala is always a good time. It is a good event. Uh, Wednesday I had a unique experience. I went to I, there was an event that nobody was talking about that I thought like I, I just wanted to go like by myself. So I did, and I ran into uh, uh, the the brewer owner at uh, Telegraph Brewing out of uh, Santa Barbara. I've seen the, their bottles of beer on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like a he's got three years running. Uh, uh, GABF Gold for other barley wine category. Really? And he, what he's does is he does like Belgo American style. He's using the Belgian yeast for his IPA, his double IPA, and his barley wines. Interesting. But he's you know taming it down so it doesn't have those phenolics that I personally hate in, in Belgo American style beers. So what does it still have? What's the point? Well, what he's doing is using Northern Brewer to bitter rather than using a citrus hop. That's what's making the the beers. Uh, to me, much more palatable. Okay. So, so it does still have some of those Belgian... Oh, yeah. It's got the phenolics. It oh, doesn't okay. have this citrus character that, that doesn't go well with it. You're getting that nice esters, but not kind of the harsher phenolics, right? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Anyway, okay. that was good fun talking to him. He was 100% available. I, just, you know, we talked, I talked to him for a long time. That was, nice. that was a great stop. I got his uh, contact information. We'll get him on the show. Okay. It'd be great. Yeah. So what were your favorite beers? Oh, uh, favorite beers. Well... I had two favorites because I had an association with the two of them. The uh, Evil Three yeah. from uh, Heretic, which uh, I went to like three events for that. That's you, Jamil, and Mitch from and Stone. Mitch Steel, yeah. yeah. Great beer. Then I did another collaboration with Half Moon Bay, 4.4%. Uh, my session, uh, Pale Ale. I saw your new avatar for that beer. Did you see that? <laughs> Scandinavian hipster. Scandinavian Fucking hipster. Fucking brilliant. You looked yeah. great. I think you should keep that as your I think your I should avatar. take that as my look. Like, uh, yes. Oh, I could, I guess. That's your Halloween costume next year. It's pretty week. easy. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just look stupid. Let's get a scarf and uh, a scarf and yeah, some glasses maybe. Glasses? Borrow Nicole's glasses. Use her glasses or goggles as she calls them. And the hacky sack. <laughs> I wear. And definitely a hacky sack that you have to have with you at all times. Yeah. And when no one's talking to you, you have to play hacky sack That's by yourself. A good idea. Yeah. Uh, what else was uh, the so those beers, were the two uh, best beers is the ones that you made. <laughs> they were both really pretty serious? good. I had other people try them. They agree. Come on, there's better beers out there. The younger, the younger, the younger. I had no. the younger. Give me two that you've never that you didn't have a hand in at all. I had the, oh well the. Uh, what should we be looking for on the Bay Area? Yeah. What's good? What's good? Janice Brown. The beers. <laughs> no, there's, there's that one. But that wasn't that in one. the market. You're right. It will be next <laughs> month. Um, what I like. How about Faction Pale? Was that out there? I didn't get much Faction Pale. I don't no? know why. Uh, maybe I've already had too much. The Faction... Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, beer. The Two Hop Beers. Oh, that, uh, oh yeah. Uh, faction had this event. They did. Uh, they got 10 different brewers to make a Two Hop Beer, t- single malt beers. So they have this event that they had like at three different places where you could go in and you know, try like you know, Mosaic and... Yeah, it was Mazuka, the same Matuka or something. The same recipe. Yeah, they brew with a, a couple of breweries. Yeah, each but, one did but two each different one hops. had two different hops, right. but the same grain bill, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, each brewery's house flavor is associated with that, the yeast they use, and their process. So it was kind of a fun event. To, I went to two or three of those. Actually. I really like the Drake's version of that that beer, the That's, Face yeah. Palm. I think yeah. it's called. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I like the Stone Beer actually. Really I good. think it's a category in, at Adam and Eve. Face Palm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That, so I have the is that one like after after yeah. you finish you hit yourself in the forehead because yeah. like shit I was supposed to ah. oh. and then you get it on your face and everyone laughs at you it's a whole category yeah yeah <laughs> I went to an event at uh, at uh, Trappist uh, where uh, Julian Chirago was uh, there and pouring uh, his uh, from I, Beachwood it, barbecue from Beachwood, bar- from Beachwood down in uh, Long Beach he has a nice head. He has, he has right a nicely head. shaped skull. For nicely sure. shaped skull. Yeah, yeah, he's a little aggressive, but you know I love him. Yeah, he's an interesting, fun guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was there uh, with his uh, IPA called Hop Jitsu. Okay, really good. Ooh, that really sounds good. really good. And I also liked his beers when they poured it. Uh, the tri- Triple Rock uh, Triple IPA category. He had a beer that was really good. Did you have the best time? Of all people at SF Beer Week. Well, I feel I, like you did. No, no. I feel like you went to all the things. Well, and had the, no, uh, he, he may have been he mostly drinking event. his beer. He's a prom queen. Tasting I had prom queen. a unique time, yes. Yeah. Not necessarily the best. <laughs> yeah. there, should be, there should be an SF Beer Week event where you have to follow Tasty around. And you get more points if you can oh. if you can keep up a punch can, card if you yes. can remind or, him what he drank. We should issue a punch card to BN Army members next year and yeah. and give Tasty like a stamp. Yes, and everywhere they oh. run into Tasty, he's got to punch their card. Well, and the listener with the most punches, nobody will be able to keep up. But clearly, it, it, it you know all the stops he doesn't forget. But it's the beers. I want to know forgotten. the I want to know the beers. But you know how know. this goes. When you go to when I go to like one thing, right. I forget half the beers. <laughs> He's gone to every night, everything. Yeah. Of course he forgot. It's because Tasty you know. drank one beer the whole and time. talked to fifteen people. Right. <laughs> so it wasn't about yeah. the beer. It's beers. not about the beer at all with me. it's about the people. It's not it's not about okay. I'm not, well, who are I'm your not two, on a beer adventure. What, what were your two best people that you ran into if you can't well, answer can't the two best it. beers? Well, yeah. Not even that. Was it right. Julian and the well, I, I did. Guy. I did enjoy uh, Julian. All uh, right, that's and, one. Uh, uh, Brian Strumke from Stillwater. I there we met, go. Met him several times. Really interesting guy. Nice to talk to. Okay. There we go. Uh, we got a yeah. top two. Yeah. 
All right. Awesome. Sounds awesome. I seriously want a tasty punch card next year. I think this should be our participation in SF Beer Week. Yeah, he's going to have that that puncher. It's going to be on a chain on his belt. (laughs) (laughs) Like some weird train conductor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I like it. All right. Well, good job, Tasty. You represented for uh, for the rest of us. I did not go to a single, single SF one. Beer Week event. Not one. Man, even I went. I to went one. to thirty of them. I, even JP. I even I even went to one. I made it really? to one. I made it to one. Which one did you go to, Doc? Uh, I went to the one at uh, uh, Ool. Uh, of course, you did. Did you see uh, for the uh, Peoria Artesian Ales or no? The cheese, Iron, Iron Springs. Uh, no, no, it was one no? before that. Um, Old night, where you paid a thousand dollars for twelve milliliters of beer. He doesn't remember those kind of things. No. What were your top two beers that you had? He can't remember the one event. <laughs> top exactly two, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it'll it'll come to me because uh, he as soon as I walked in, Doc, I got two of his beers and they're both just awesome. Oh, uh, tasty uh, of the brewer <laughs> that's uh, there, Calligraph. Uh, no. Yeah, okay. uh, Berserkly. Yeah, yeah. And so he had a couple different kinds of oh, Berserkly up there. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, barrel aged one and a different one. Uh, he, had, he had his, his Kolsch. He had his uh, his brown. Yeah, I had all their. One was in a bottle. One was on tap. No, they're all on tap. Oh, one and was on one tap and one was no, on the other tap. No, they're all in. It's just, <laughs> they're all on one all, tap. All all in one tap. All in one glass. <laughs> right. One was in this one glass, and then later on, it was in another glass. <laughs> yeah, you should have seen this this one. It had like a stem on it, and then there was this one that had like a heavier yeah. bottom to it. it uh, was one cool. was in my left hand, and the other was in my right. There was this barrel aged <laughs> one and a different one. They didn't actually serve it in a barrel, though. I was disappointed. Yeah, it was. Meanwhile, like it was called barrel aged, but I didn't see a this barrel. Is Doc, I didn't. Yeah, this is Doc's eighth year of being a broadcaster. I preferred the different one. <laughs> I did not perceive wood in the barrel of beer. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, and that is your highly professional Brewing Network SF Beer Week wrap-up, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, we didn't talk about it. And we didn't really go into much. <laughs> but other than that, there's your wrap-up. Uh, but you are going to get an in-depth uh, story about the Anchor beer release uh, from our very own Scott Moskowitz, who went to the Anchor party here at the break. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we may or may not do a game. If you... <laughs> I haven't decided. You're a piece of shit. Um, if you want to uh, check out some photos of that rare barrel New Belgium brewing um, escapade that Scott and I did at the uh, at La Trap, yep. check out Facebook slash Brewing Network. There's, um, there's like 10 or 15 photos. It was a great event. It was a, it was a great time. I mean, it was 25 bucks to get in. Yeah. And then unlimited... Sour tastings. They oh. had six sours on tap. And, yeah, and it was God, six for six on the quality. I mean, they were oh. just out of this world good. Uh, it was great. And it, that. it was awesome to hear the story between you know how New Belgium inspired Jay at the Rare Barrel to kind of start their own thing. And then it was really kind of, uh, it, it was real cool. You uh, could see how stoked Jay was to be up there with uh, Lauren from New Belgium. Because Lauren Salazar? Yeah. She's like in charge of their uh, sour, program, the sour now, program right? Exactly. And here Jay is with uh, now, I, I suppose, a peer, but he still yeah. sort of looks up to her like a hero. And I guess she's both. Well, and, and she she talked about how New Belgium actually started the sour beer program and how they work it and, and the things they kind of look for. And it, it was really, really informative. It was a great time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have some of that coming up in part two of our SF Beer Week coverage yes, next sir. week. Is that right, Moscow? That is correct. Uh, this one, but right now you can go get all the pictures on our Facebook page like JP's mentioning. This one at the break will be about Anchor. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Uh, hang in there with us. Nathan, good luck. <laughs> Loser bracket, you're going down, buddy. The Jason bracket. The Jason oh. bracket, that's right. Correct. Not the not JP, don't no, worry. No. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be back. 
You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Jack, what you doing? <laughs> Playing Warcraft? No way. It's TBG time, buddy. TBG? Get with it. I'm playing that brewery game. What brewery game? No, that's the name of the site, thatbrewerygame.com. What? Yeah, check it out, man. If you've ever brewed beer in your dreams or wish you could mash in right from your desk at work, you can. Kind of. With That Brewery Game. You can brew up a great batch of beer from anywhere, virtually. Then you can sell it, because in that brewery game, it's legal to sell your beer to the public, create recipes, brew virtually, upgrade your equipment, upload labels, and test market your brand at thatbrewerygame.com. You still slinging pissed-off birds into buildings from your phone? Forget that. Try making beer. Sweet. Register right now for your free account at thatbrewerygame.com. Brew. Drink. Play. ThatBreweryGame.com What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something expensive. Explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight doesn't stop at 14% like most meaderies to save 40 cents a gallon. Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. Be a part of the BN Mead Explosion and ask for, no, demand Moonlight Meads at your favorite bottle shop. Moonlight Meads. Girly names, manly meads. Hey, sign me up for that party. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great-tasting beer, and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second-best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two- and three-roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer-lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. 
Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's so. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Now it's short and stout. With Scott the Jew. Yes, indeed it is. And on this short and stout, whether you like it or not, I bring you my coverage of San Francisco Beer Week 2014, uh, which once again was not really a week, but more like 10 days, 12 days, actually, if you count the Anchor Brewing Company IPA release party on Wednesday night, two days before the official start of the week. I will bring you coverage of that excellent shindig, as well as my other favorite event from the week, the Wood is Good, wood-aged sour beer event featuring Juggernaut New Belgium and newcomer The Rare Barrel. But let's start it off first with coverage of the Anchor Party. I just can never get enough of the Anchor guys and the Anchor Brewery. Both the people and the location are legendary, and man, do they know how to throw one hell of a party. I started off by asking our friend and longtime brewmaster, Mark Carpenter, how this newly released IPA compared to all the other IPAs on the market, which I thought was a great question, and then I promptly forgot to hit the record button uh, until he had already started speaking, so we're just going to come right in on the middle of it. Um, Now, our Liberty Hill today may seem out of standard, but at the time, no, it was way too hoppy. People, that's, we got all kinds of complaints, way too many hops. Please forgive the gravelly nature of Mark's voice. The poor man was fighting a cold and was still gracious enough to sit down with me, and the content is just too good, so bear with it. So many of our beers, the Humming Ale, the Harvest Ale, could easily have been called IPAs. For whatever reason, we never did. Uh, whether it was Fritz or, or Keith, we, did, we just never did. But now they want to do an IPA. So that was our challenge. And, you know, it's a hell of a challenge because um, I was judging at the GABF recently, and I was judging in the first round of the IPA categories, 253 entrants in the IPA category. You know, what do you do yeah. to make something of interest? And so... What we did is we just, we certainly had a knowledge of IPAs, and and we just tried to concentrate on which ones we liked and which ones we didn't like, and then kind of set out a path more on the on the line of the ones we liked. So we wound up with with what you're tasting today. 
Was it a, a, a regimented process, trying all the ones, seeing what you liked, what you didn't like, or was it just sort of anecdotally over the years? Both. It was certainly anecdotally over the years. We just, uh, uh, you know, we had in our mind which ones we really cared for and which ones we didn't. But then... Uh, as we started to design this beer, then it became a little more formal. Well, let's get these beers in here and verify which ones we like and which ones we don't. You know, and, and so it was a kind of a combination of both. What were some of the beers that you really liked and wanted to? Well, this is the direction we should go. Yeah, you know, I'd rather not name individual beers. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I know, but you know. It's like, uh, which one of my children do I like best? I, <laughs> I know I there's know. an answer to that, too. I, I don't know if it's that bad, but, you know, I have so many friends that make these beers, that, uh, guys I uh, have a lot of respect for. And, and if you mention one, you should. Uh, if I forget one, I should not forget. So I'd rather not leave those beers, you know. Um, basically, I tended to like the ones that had a little more body. I tended to shy away from the ones that were just straight hop forward and not much beyond that. And we tried to go for something with, you know, more towards a little body. And and then you have to decide, well, do you want caramel malt? Is it going to be strictly pale malt? And um, and then what what else are you going to do to it? What what hop varieties? I knew that I wanted to use um, some modern hop varieties because it, it, recently we did a brew the Harvest Tale with the 431 hop, which was unbelievable. It tastes just like peaches, and we used it to make that that beer, and I loved it. But. It's not a hop that I would want to just make an IPA with the 431. Sure. It's too much peaches. Yeah, yeah. But for a Zymaster series, you know, it was just perfect. So, But we wanted some of that. We felt that, you know, we should have something like Cascade with that. Because we have awesome. such, a tra- yeah, tr- such a tradition with Cascades here. Uh, the first one really to use it is an aroma hop. And so it was kind of fun to add that. And uh, so that was our starting point. We don't have a pilot brewery. You know, this is our brew house, 100-barrel brew house. So we we just went for it, what we thought was the right thing. And then we made a couple changes. Now, some we could blend, you know, or some we could uh, get rid of completely. But mainly you can come up with something you can blend in and, and go for it. So that's what we did. Uh, what did the what did the malt bill look like in the end? Well, the malt bill is a combination of pale malt, a little bit of Munich malt, and some uh, crystal malt. And uh, that was the, the malt bill. We t- put in a small amount of Munich because hoping to get a little more malty flavor to it. I like the idea of crystal from a uh, color standpoint, but I, I didn't want a, a real lot of caramel flavor. So we were careful with the type of crystal we used and the amount. Well, so this is the first batch then, right, that we're tasting? Yeah, this is the first release batch, which uh, uh, we made a couple changes over the production cycle. But, yeah, this is it. And are you you're happy with how it turned out? Was it was it what I you am. envisioned? I am. It, you know, I don't know if it's my personal self-doubt or whatever, but you're making something, you're tasting it, and uh, you're thinking, God, did I achieve it? I mean, is it really good or what is it doing? And one day we were having a little tasting, and Lynn Lackey, uh, who is head of marketing here, he said, let's taste it compared to competitors. And 
I didn't want to. I thought, no, let's just taste it on our own, you know. Do we like it or not? In hindsight, I was completely wrong. Because when we tasted it, compared to so many of our competitors, so much of my doubt just went away that it really did taste good compared to so many beers, many that I had great respect for, that I thought it gave, it brought back my self-confidence, you know. <laughs> I was kind of second-guessing. Am I achieving what I wanted to achieve? Is it as good as I think it is, you know? And I, I was just being doubtful, you know, because you're, you're just so involved in this. If this had been a Zymaster one-off, Oh, I wouldn't have worried at all. Sure. I would have been quite relaxed, and, and let's see how it goes. But this was a real commitment from Keith uh, Greger and Tony Folio, the owners. And, um, you know, I didn't want to let them down when they're coming out with a full-time product. Sure. Next up was Dave Burkhart, who is the in-house historian. You've heard from him before. Yes, Anchor has an in-house historian. Here, can you state who you are? Oh, sure. I'm Dave Burkhart, and I've been at the brewery not quite as long as Mark, only 23 years. And I'm in charge of design and graphics, and I'm also the brewery historian here. Did it surprise you guys that the owners weren't 100% on board with the IPA, or not, not even 100% on board, but bugging you guys to do one before this? I mean, it's such a given for the current craft beer market. Well, it's interesting because if you'd asked uh, Keith or Tony a couple of years ago, when are you going to do an IPA, they might have said never. And I think it you know, it's, it's, it's a market that we weren't sure about, and we wanted to be sure about it and sure about the beer before we went into it. And now we are. Does that concern either one of you, like um, the oversaturation, although there doesn't seem to be an end in sight in that regard, but I kind of ask this to anybody who's, especially if it's a new sort of thing for the brewery, the IPA, that's, I would say that's what made Anchor stand out in my mind, is that you've gotten along all these years and, and built a legend for yourselves without that sort of staple. Well, I think right now, although IPAs are popular, IPAs are, are somewhat generic. In other words, when people walk into a bar, they just say, you know, give me an IPA or I'll have your IPA or this and that. There's not a super amount of loyalty to any given brand. And what we'd like to do is we'd like to be the, the IPA that people call for, that they ask for an anchor IPA. Or if they forget the name, hopefully they won't, they ask for the one with the elephant on it. Ah. If I get, get my opinion on that, you know, I think we've made so many good beers here that have probably not gotten the attention they deserved because they weren't named IPA. The Humming Ale jumps right out uh, in that category. I just think the Humming Ale is a fabulous beer. And had we come out with Anchor uh, IPA instead of calling it Humming Ale, I think it would have gotten a lot more attention because... Uh, that's what people are looking yeah, for. Yeah. Uh, and by not calling it an IPA, uh, I think we were losing out. And, and, and I'm not talking about just in a in a cash sense, but in the in the sense that relevance relevance that that um, you know the poor humming ale I think was a fabulous beer. So I think that we we by calling it an IPA. It's going to get people's attention, you know. I think if we had simply changed the name of Humming Hill, we would have made a fabulous <laughs> sure, IPA. Sure. <laughs> but but, but uh, uh, I think that by taking out on that, that path, which, as I, I told you, is a, I thought was a real task, you know, as a full-time product, yeah, I, think it's, I think it's okay, you know. 
Boy, you're sounding rough. He's had the flu, he's in a mess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just then, Keith Greger happened to wander into the room, and I had him uh, shuffle up to the mic. Can you come some closer so I can yeah. uh, get you closer on the mic yeah. here? Yeah. It's nice to see you again, Keith. Hi, Scott. Hi. Good to see you again. Uh, can you just say who you are for the thing? Uh, I'm Keith Greger. I'm the co-owner of Anchor, uh, also president and CEO. These guys were telling me that uh, when they ran it up the flagpole, the uh, the IPA idea, that you weren't uh, resistant, I don't think, or but you weren't 100% on board, which I found really interesting given how it's just so many breweries bread and butter. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I, I, I can. Uh, when, when I came through the door here and started learning about our beers and what they meant to people uh, and what went into those, those beers and what they stood for and how long they lasted, uh, I realized that, you know, we had to focus on, on th- those great qualities that we had. And certainly I was aware of the IPA uh, craze, and probably uh, I've only been asked a hundred times uh, <laughs> per month about when are we going to be doing an IPA. Uh, but I felt no need for us to, to rush in to do, do an IPA. We, of course, we already had one, the Ale, uh, and that, that was the first. And uh, certainly, you know, having introduced Cascades and Dry Hopping to the America again, you know, it set the world alight. But eventually, uh, you know, everybody started saying, but we really want Anchor's interpretation of an IPA. Um, and the last thing we wanted to do was go copy somebody else's IPA. So we spent a lot of time and effort trying to figure out you know, what an Anchor IPA should be about. And uh, there was a lot of discussion about what that should be. But I think Mark has done a phenomenal job in bringing that balance together. Uh, the balance between the hops, the flavor of them, the aroma of them, and the malt balance is just incredible. I mean, there's people drinking glass after glass out there. Nobody's hitting an IPA barrier of an unbalanced beer that's overly hopped uh, in, a, in a way that becomes difficult after the first half. If I seem nonplussed, it's because I expect superb results from, from Mark at this point. <laughs> yeah, no pressure, Mark. <laughs> no, no pressure. <laughs> I was just telling you know, the, the story about how when we were making it, you know, you're trying your best and you have your ideas, yeah. but uh, as we're tasting it, I had a, you know, you have a lot of self-doubt. Is it what we want? Is it what I'm doing? But then the day that we did the tasting against the competitors, yeah, I, it, it just really reinforced that we yeah. were doing the right thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was we wanted to be different. We know how to make Lagunitas IPA. We, we we did it, so we, we know how that that's made. But you know, they've done a phenomenal job doing what they're doing, and, and we wanted to do our own interpretation of an IPA that uh, was clearly an IPA, no mistake that it was an IPA, but in the anchor way, which is more balanced, more sessionable. Uh, and yes, we did have a, 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 a lot of debates on it, but we did have a few moments of, of, of breakthrough when suddenly we realized that we're on the right track. Um, we got on the right track fairly quickly, but getting us to the final finishing line was, was quite difficult. We really weren't going to compromise on, on what we could achieve. Uh, having, developed the, having developed basically where we were headed, we then decided we needed to you know, try some variations around that to optimize the delivery. And uh, just in time, I think we got there. We were bottling the day of uh, our release with our wholesaler in San Francisco. 
Well, Mark said that he had a, uh, the self-doubt going even when he was just trying the finished product on its own, but that that self-doubt went away once he had some sort of relative equivalence. Yeah, Did well, you have the same a, reaction? Well, um, I think that's one of the great things about IPAs is that there's such a broad interpretation of them, probably more so than any other beer style that I can think of in terms of variations. And uh, as we sat down and, and uh, tried the competition, we could see, you know, what they were, where, where they were headed, what they were trying to achieve. You know, we could see the, the aspects of the brewery, the more extreme breweries, how they would tackle it, you know, super high IBUs, uh, very hot forward, uh, very in your face. Um, and so we, we wanted to have something that people would say was distinctly anchor. To us, that, what that meant was a great, balanced, sessionable beer. Now, you know, whether our IPA is as sessionable as Anchor Steam, I'm not too sure. <laughs> I haven't put that to the test yet. Um, it is for an IPA. <laughs> yeah, as much as a 6.5% right. beer can be yeah. sessional, yeah. sessionable, I think we're pretty sessionable yeah. uh, on that. You've got a very cool uh, India theme going on, which I don't know why nobody has really done that. I've never been to anything where they're showing the sort of history of India Pale Ale as part of the IPA uh, release or showcase or whatever, but you're, you're doing it here. How early on in the uh, the process of creating an Anchor IPA did the idea come to mind to do the elephant? I'll say almost immediately. While Mark's busy working on the beer, I'm busy working on uh, a concept for the beer, a name for the beer, particularly a story for the beer, and also ultimately a label and all the packaging. And uh, my feeling about every anchor beer has always been and probably always will be that there's got to be a compelling reason for us to do that beer and for and to make it our own to make it distinctly anchor not only in flavor but in story and in, in look and you'll notice all of our beers um, despite the fact that they come from anchor brewing company um, they all look different uh, they're like the children in a big family. They all have different personalities in their look and also in their in their flavor. So it made sense that India Pale Ale, uh, our India Pale Ale, um, would be would be special. And I thought, well, gee, the the choice is pretty much uh, Bengal Tiger or an elephant. And uh, I sure I sure like I sure like elephants, and I like the idea of an India elephant uh, on the uh, uh, on right on the label. You know, and it tied together in two ways. Obviously, India Pale Ale, an Indian elephant, makes sense, and then you could just leave it at there. But what I discovered in some research about early uh, early San Francisco is something that nobody knew. It's rare that you can find out something and, and search for it on the Internet and not find it. And uh, that was that gold miners, 49ers, were drinking imported IPAs from England. A lot of them brought their tastes with them when they came over from England. What's interesting about it is that there's, uh, in doing research on this, I was able to find out that uh, IPA came all the way around from England, all the way around Cape Horn to San Francisco, pretty much throughout the 19th century. But oddly enough, there was never a brewing tradition in San Francisco of IPA. The obvious answer to that, why, is because all the brewers were Germans. 
Right. And God forbid they should brew an and English ale. And they didn't have ale. to put their beer on a ship for three months. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so what you had was you had uh, a kind of a taste for IPA early on, and I really liked that idea. Um, you know that it, and ironically, it wasn't until 1975 that the brewing tradition of craft brewing a dry hopped, wonderful, delicious uh, pale ale in San Francisco started with Liberty Ale. And uh, Dave has done a phenomenal job uh, in terms of researching everything that we do here. And I think what was absolutely staggering to us is in how many situations, back, back in the gold rush, that elephants appeared in all of these different drawings. Uh, you know, the, the code of uh, the miners, the Ten Commandments of the miners, was delivered by somebody on an elephant. You know, the, the elephant was, was part of that whole kind of scene, and, and I think that was what was so much fun, just thinking of that, that people talked about elephants and, and used that as a, uh, a symbol all those times back when Anchor was just starting, and you have the connection with, with India, of course, so it just became such a fun thing to do. Uh, but I don't know how much more history we can dig up, Dave. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, how many more beers we can we do like this? <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up here for part one. That's right. This bad boy is a two-parter. Next week, I will bring you audio from the Wood is Good event. Stay tuned for that one. I'm Scott the Jew. And until then, l'chaim. Hewa, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! (laughs) Spraying live beer radio all over your face. (laughs) Can't get any better than this, baby. It's the Brewing Network. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Thank you to our very own Scott Moskowitz for going out to SF Beer Week and taking some interviews. Anchor IPA, huh? Yeah, I mean... How about that? Like you heard in the segment there, I can't believe they've gone this long. I guess I can. You know, they can do whatever they want, their anchor. Right. Yeah. Uh, their category defining. But this is their first foray into the IPA category. Yeah. What is Liberty Ale? Well, that's what they were sort of saying. Is oh, that, yeah, sorry. I mean... <laughs> Should listen. No, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you could call that an IPA, and that, yeah. that was kind of their thing as well. We've had... and. It, right, they're not strangers to the the hop forward style. True, but it's a very different beer. I had so I went to the I also went to the release party oh. uh, for a little while. I tasted the beer. It is very different than their than their Liberty. Um, is it good? A- it is good. Anchor, you know, Anchor's one of those breweries that um, they're ha- like Sierra Nevada, in my opinion. Their house flavor dominates everything that they do, mm-hmm. and so even though this style, aside from Liberty's little foray into it. This uh, IPA style is, you know, somewhat different for them. Their house flavor just, it, it really dominates. It still tastes like Anchor, which is a positive, ex- except that I would say uh, I, I liked the beer, and I think you should try the beer. I would have liked something completely different, something completely outside, and, mm. but maybe that's not possible. It's not it. how they roll, you know? And, or... or would I have liked well, Maybe they didn't uh, want to. Again, it's the same with Sierra. So even like when Sierra, for example, came out with uh, Tumblr. Right. Loved the beer. Um, 
it was not completely outside of the box for them. It was still very much a Sierra Nevada house flavor beer mm-hmm. with some other characteristics, right? Uh, Ruthless Rye. Love the beer from Sierra. Not totally outside of the Sierra box. Still has to... So you see what I'm getting at? Like, it, 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 maybe they just can't even break out of the... Like, that house flavor for Anchor, <clears throat> they're one of those breweries... That has such a house flavor. Well, then you have, uh, which I imagine most of that comes from the yeast. So, I think the problem or the 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 decision is how many different yeast strains do we handle? Yeah, and then do you yeah start messing with it? Yeah, That's, yeah. Would I like it? Yeah. Would I like the the IPA? Because you've kissed me, you know how my tongue tastes. Would you? Uh, would, yeah. would I? Would you say that I like that beer? Hang on, I'm thinking about your tongue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, when you put that it that is way, real gross. <laughs> Do you like regular Anchor Steam? I, I do. Very do. much so, yes. Then, yeah, you'd like it. Really? You would like their that, IPA. Okay. As, as much as you would like uh, an, an IPA. IPA? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you right. would like their IPA. I'll yeah. look for it. I, yeah. had two, I had two pints. I'm, I'm as non-IPA-y as, as, as JP. I had two of them. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, I, I was pretty... also talking about it, so <laughs> the situation called for it. But, it. but it was good. I mean, it's as drinkable as IPA gets. Yeah. All right. What's up for part two? Well, I'm going to bring you the uh, the Wood is Good uh, Sour event uh, with the Rare Barrel and uh, New Belgium. Excellent. Talk to uh, Kim Jordan and uh, and uh, and Lawrence Alzar and, and Jay Goodwin. And I was a little drunk, so uh, it, <laughs> might, you? it might really suck Great. or it might be fantastic. Were you? Now, does that know. mean, now, did you show up drunk or you did your interviews later in the night? Um, well... Because I've made both mistakes, by the way. No, I didn't show up drunk, yeah. um, but I did. I, I suppose that they will get progressively either worse or better as the, as the interviews go on. It was a lot of beer. I mean, there was three each from each brewery, and they were coming out rapid fire. Well, and sour Moscow beers aren't did. known for their low alcohol. Either. Yeah. Well, some, some, but not like these. Usually, they're six. Not these. Yeah. Seven. Uh, did you embarrass us, Moscow? <laughs> yeah, I know those guys a little Less, bit. So. Mm-hmm. more than normal. Well, let me put it this way. Will a statement be made something like this among any of the people that you interviewed? Wow, those Brewing Network guys, uh, they kind of drink, huh? <laughs> like, will a statement like that be made? I don't think so. I don't think so. And if there is, we'll just label them anti-Semites and move on. <laughs> right. We'll spin it. Yeah. Well, could, uh, the question is, can that statement be made uh, if, to anything you have said that is worse than anything Jay has ever done? Oh, God, no. Right. Oh, okay. God. Well, like, then there you the go. The height of professionalism. Right. <laughs> well, okay, then I guess we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> we I also mean, slow down a I little meant, bit. That's rude. I meant yeah. drunk for me. Uh, okay. Not drunk for the brewery. Drunk Network. for Scott is going back for thirds for the free buffet. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was food drunk. Yeah. All right, then we're good. <laughs> he was price drunk. That was a fun event. J- you got hammered too, JP. We, we were in Of course form. I did, yes. Yeah. How'd you guys get home? Bart. Bart. Nice. That yeah. a boys. We had Taryn in tow. She probably got a little buzz on. Yeah, we went to Rogue first, had a couple pints, had some beers. Did you guys, uh, uh, did you Did you Chinese finger trap her? Did no, you, uh, Scott doesn't roll that way. Oh, he doesn't? No. Taryn was down, but... Uh, she was like, hey, can I get a little Jew in me? And uh, JP was like, yeah. I don't know, Scott's not into it. <laughs> She's used to it, because I'm real cheap otherwise. <laughs> it was, it's our anniversary today. Ask me what I did. Oh, yeah. What did you leave home before she got home? You made from her work? drive you over here. I did nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, good. For, what did you do last year? Nothing. Okay. I don't remember actually. <laughs> it's cool. a tradition. Yeah. I don't believe in anniversaries when you're not married, anyway. So Ask me what I did for Valentine's Day. Uh, what? Nothing. I'm with you. Yeah. I did none of these things too. Ask me how much trouble I got in today. Oh, how much? A lot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you get yelled at? Oh, yeah. 
Were there tears? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Aw. Did it start like this? Nothing's wrong. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. I'm fine. Okay. All right. Do you want to know what's wrong? I don't want to tell you. It's stupid. But I have a lit here. Hold on. When you get out your diary to like read notes about what's oh, wrong. Oh yeah. no! I'm, I'm, no, I'm kidding on that part. I'm but kidding. Except that look, when right you get here. out your diary to and here and but here. What what argument with a woman doesn't start out with? No, everything's fine. But uh, no, it's fine. Okay, good. Yeah. To shut up! There, shut up! The football game. I need to go back about. to work. I got a bunch of shit to do. Uh, wait, now, did Valentine's Day pass without even an acknowledgement that you didn't do anything? Like, in other yes. words, so you didn't like say at the end of the night, like, "Hey, I realized I didn't do anything, but it's just Val. It's a day." What, no, like, it was something that we had agreed upon. Oh, originally. Oh, like eight years ago. Yeah. But the problem is Facebook. <laughs> this is one instance where Scott is correct. Facebook does more harm than good because she looked at Facebook and saw everyone going, Oh my God, I have the most amazing baby in the world. I got fans and chat and red. Here's a picture of me enjoying all the flowers and chocolate and wine and little stuff animal and some balloons. So she watched Charlie Brown? (laughs) I got a text messaged picture of a kid with cerebral palsy that says, my knees get weak whenever I think of you. The the beauty of Bebo is she loved it. She's like, that's that's my Sam. Yeah. Oh. I can't, you know, what are you going to do? So I said, so what I did in the very beginning was like, listen, uh, I don't. We started dating right before Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I got her like a the worst thing I could think of. Like I got her like a broken bag of tea or something. Because <laughs> Kev, uh, Kevin, Kate is her name. Gay. <laughs> Kevin? Kevin, I got a Freudian or? Well, Kevin, I got a dildo because no. him and I both like that. Yeah. Uh, or you got a full bag of tea. Yeah, but Kate, I got like a broken bag of tea. <laughs> right. Uh, and anyway, I was like, yeah, so it's Valentine's Day, but I don't give a shit. I did this because I'm supposed to. And just so you know, if on a, uh, if on, and I'm not like the guy who was like, oh, every day's Valentine's Day. It's fucking not. Right. But I was like, uh, <laughs> not a, Valentine's Day isn't either. There are <laughs> right. no days. But I was like, I just think it's retarded if I buy you flowers on Valentine's Day and yes. I never, so here's the thing. If I never ever get you anything else, then I'm the asshole. Right. Uh, but if I don't do it on Valentine's Day, I, you get the point. The other thing I said was, uh, and this came about like our one year anniversary, which I didn't know was there or not, because who fucking marks down the date that you started dating? Uh, she people does. With which tips. anniversary is it? Because there was that. like, because at the time there was like eight dates I right. would have had to mark down, like with other people. Which one am I supposed to remember? Right. So I was like, look, if we're married, there's an anniversary. In the meantime, aren't we just people, you know, having sex? <laughs> Just, we're having fun. Well, then the anniversary yeah. should be the first time you had sex. take this all too seriously. So, I was like, so there will be no anniversaries and there will be no Valentine's Day. Okay. That's how I went about it. I Yes, I agree. And I thought that's what I did, too. Oh. I didn't. Well, because we met... Facebook. Well, we met on Valentine's Day. Oh, you did? Oh, so yeah. now you got the double whammy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, at least you could get it over with in one. Well, yeah. Well, that was our... You know, and then we're like, well, but that's not really the anniversary. Get her so. a broken tea bag. Just throw her some lucky <sighs> I feel charms. like I already have. <laughs> uh, it's just, it was just a big miscommunication, air quote. Air Are quote. you in trouble? 
Um, I, I'm in. Not only am I in trouble, but we had a big argument about it, and I'm still really mad about it. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so you're not getting head tonight. I never get it. It's like we've been married for four years. It's so like, you're like, no, you're married. Oh yeah, well you didn't get flowers. I didn't get to come in your throat. <laughs> How about that? Have we already done Adam and Eve? This would be a good segue. Yeah. Now, what do you mean four years? One day was uh, that was that it overboard was four for four years? Show? It was four years ago. As today is when we went on our first date. <laughs> and when I got head. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I'm in trouble and and unhappy. Well, at least you're cancer free. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't done the blood test yet. <laughs> That'll right. be in six weeks. Okay. Well, at least... Maybe that should be your anniversary. I'm not as cancer-ridden. At least you could eat fast food on the way home. I don't know what to say. It's starting to sound like cancer would be a welcome reprieve. <laughs> From no head and yelling at you for... Yeah. Mm. Well, it's it- not her fault that she's not giving you head? Necessarily. No, the yelling. I mean, you know, oh. I guess I... But I can't drive. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. I'm restricted from driving, so I'm kind of relying on her. <laughs> or, or, or pro I couldn't do anything. Or... Did she give you a ride here? Yes. After the fight? Yes. That's a tough ride. Yeah, ask me how that conversation was. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was a quiet car ride, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, so, yeah. no. so, um... So I was me right home, by the way. So I was wondering, um, <laughs> could, you, could you take me to work now? Yeah. <laughs> After the fight, I was trying to get Scott to do it, so I didn't have to have the quiet car ride. But whatever. Do you? Would you like us to write a, an apology letter on your behalf? Like it'll be in your name. Yes. Can I'm we right, post it on Facebook? Maybe we should have Bevo no. write it. Oh, be, yeah, Bevo, write. Get me out of here. I'm not touching this be, with a ten foot pole. Bevo, help his brother it, out. He, he needs a, a foot long boner. I can't. I'm not a normal person. I'm not a normal. My wedding anniversary is Sunday. I don't think we're doing anything. All right, I don't but, care. but think like you have a vagina for a second. <laughs> Pretend it's not a long clit. Rude. Ew. Mine's Wednesday. <laughs> Which we, one was overboard? Mine or his? Yeah, sorry, that was mine. I was overboard. Visual words in visual regards to words. my junk. <laughs> yes. Come we on. Can. Yes. Let's not do this anymore. To answer your question, yes, we can. Will we? Will we? <laughs> no. I hate you. We'll try. All right, think like uh, think like Taryn for a moment. And how would his letter start? Would it be something like this, Bebo? Like, oh shit! I'm sorry I didn't do something on Valentine's Day. And then what? What would he say to make it better? You're you have nice skin. No. <laughs> it no. Should Are say you saying something... she doesn't have nice skin? Is that what no, you? She mean has great it? skin. But okay. Skin. Would it be something like, I'm really glad that you don't have a scar on your neck. <laughs> no. That wouldn't. No. I'm trying to think of thing. I'm being creative. I, I know you are. But this is the problem with how would, mind. how would it start? I really I really don't know their situation. I really don't. Taryn, the other day, just so you know, I noticed I did look at your tits when you got out of the shower. Right. Like that's a good start, right? No. How about no. Never. What the hell? I'm sorry when I'm sorry when we fight. When we fight it makes my scar hurt. Uh, oh, that's but good. But that's not, good, right, Bevo? But I'm not sorry. That's okay. Well, you're sorry that it makes Is your it? scar hurt. No, he, yeah. and if he's not Let's sorry, see. he shouldn't say he's sorry. Semantics. Yeah. You need to learn how to just, uh, It's you're like an actor. Walk around the... Just pull it out from somewhere. Right. Yeah. Okay. Something that Sam and I have talked about recently is mm. that we need to communicate better, so... Oh, if, yeah. If about what? Everything. Oh. So, if I wanted him to do something for Valentine's Day, I should have said, I would like to do something for Valentine's Day. What do you think? Here are the some options. Oh, that's exactly the conversation that we had. Oh, and then I, 
thought I you guys were going to make McMemories. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, I thought you guys were going thing. to McDonald's. Yeah. He's an idiot. <laughs> but to me, that's... I thought convenient. you were going to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he planned it out. No. Oh. Yeah. It was like funny, though. See, I like stupid on. stuff like that. I'm not a normal girl. Yeah. I don't... She's not I'm the not, right... I'm not the right demographic for this. Yeah. You, right. She's not representative. Mm. You can't ask her. Because and I know the, them really well, and this is making me very uncomfortable. Moskowitz, what did you do for <laughs> Valentine's Day? Oh, I don't want to make... Is Taryn listening? I don't want to make... I don't know. <laughs> well, there were I flowers laid, and chocolate. Yeah, yeah. I laid rose petals down from the driveway to the bedroom. <laughs> did her laundry that day? We, we drove out to Oakland, and on the way, I threw rose petals underneath the tires. <laughs> so she would only have to drive on rose petals. When she got home from work, I was laying in a bathtub of rose petals like American Beauty. You know? Yeah. They were, they were coming down from the ceiling. You did a big a thing, thing, though, didn't you? You did a thing. Uh, it wasn't a big thing, no, but it was uh, something. Right. We went um, to... Uh, dinner in, in Oakland and then walked around the corner to uh, Beer Revolution for uh, an event there, a sour beer event. Yeah. And so, yeah, some sour beers and some dinner. But but see, well, I mean, that's not that much different than any Saturday night. You right. Dinner, you know? Right. But it's something. It's like, you know, went to a, a slightly nicer restaurant than we would go to on any given Friday night. It's still not a fair so comparison because Jews don't have other holidays. So right. they, you know, they can pick and choose. They, the, the Kwanzaa, they do the Kwanzaa thing in the Rush, the, the Rush, the, 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 the Shish yeah, Shana. Uh, the latter is correct. The first one was made up by a Berkeley professor in the 70s. Not, no. a, not a real holiday. Well, he was handsome, though. Yeah. That's okay. True. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't understand. All right, we got a game to do, and then we got to get out of here. Is that right, Tasty? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we're going to leave in exactly uh, six minutes. I did can't, you? I can't did wait you to have a Valentine, Tasty? Uh, Friday night, uh, no. Okay, he's a player. Though. Every was, other night, I was working the field. All right, it's time for what's it called? Find the fake. Find the fake, JP. How does it work? Well, I read you four news stories, and you tell me which one is not real. Okay. And we have four contestants. How does it work with our four contestants? They all pick one? They all pick one. And then, what if there's multiple winners? What do we do then? I forget. I don't know. We've they never really win. played with contestants before. I okay. think I think last time they, they paired up with a brewcaster. Hmm. You just assign caller one to Tasty, caller two to Doc, etc. Let's a, let them play. If we have okay. a tie, I do have a second round. We can do two rounds, if you would like. All right, let's take it one step at a time. We'll go to line one, uh, which is Gay Kyle in Washington. Gay Kyle, uh, Gay Kyle what's happening? Oh, not much. Just being gay and whatnot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sucking Sucking balls. <laughs> Working hard at it. Right. Sounds good to me. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Yeah. In Washington. All right. Uh, do you know how to play the game? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Good enough. Yeah. All right, let's go to Scotty in uh, California. Scotty, what's happening? Hey, how you doing? Hey, buddy. Uh, we're going to read you four stories. Is it four? You tell us which one's the fake. Hello, uh, who's this? Let's go to Brutat. Brutat, what's happening, buddy? Hey there. Brutat's in it to win it. And finally, let's go to Ray. Ray in Oakland. Um, oh, shit. Hey, Ray. How are you, buddy? Good. How you doing? Got some Oakland action. How many people, Ray, how many people have you shot this year? Please. Uh, a handful. Mm. <laughs> See? Trying to cut that's back? That's about the average. Yeah, he's, he's low. You he's get them all in guy. one place, or do you have to, like, you know, multiple? <laughs> uh, you know, you drive around. Wow, he really is from Ray wins, everybody. All right. All right, guys, here's what's going to happen. Uh, JP's going to read us four stories. You're going to tell us which one is the fake story. 
Um, you are each allowed to ask one brewcaster their opinion. I'm just I'm making up the rules as we go. Does it work yes. for everybody? Okay. Yes. Um, and the brewcasters in the room are JP, although you can't ask his opinion, can he? He knows the fake. Moscow, Tasty, Doc, myself, and the Beaver. All right. What are our stories? Uh, this first one is called Beer Bottle Coolness. While we all understand the need to have our beers well insulated from warm weather and outside temperatures while we drink, putting a beer koozie over that bottle or can is about as far as we go. But cousins Adam and Matt have taken cold beer one step further, introducing Brutus, Brutus, it's, uh, Brutus the bottle keeper. Brutus is essentially a thermos for your bottled beers. Simply pop the cap on your bottle, slide it in, and you are drinking in cold, cold style, my friends. The lid has a stopper hidden inside for those must-savor beers that you simply can't sit down for or be expected to put into a glass. No longer will you have to rinse out that insulated growler. Brutus, the bottle keeper, does it for you. All right. What's next? Uh, This one's called Do You Drink It or Eat It? Welsh brewing firm Conway Brewery has created a brand new beer for Christmas time, celebrating its country's most well-known export. No, not Sir Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> this beer is all about Welsh lamb. The Sunday Toast is a beer literally infused with the juices of Welsh lamb during the brewing process. These juices, combined with the roasted malts and sugar is exactly what the brewer was hoping for. As a brewer, it's great to be able to celebrate this by bottling the essence of Welsh lamb in a beer, and we're truly delighted with the end result, says the brewer Gwyn Thomas. It features a hint of roast lamb alongside the taste of a winter-warming ale. Okay. Wait, wait, are we supposed to be picking the one that's right or wrong? Wrong. You're picking the fake. You're finding the one fake out of four stories. Oh, shit. Yes. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, This one's called Winter Beer Blues. Despite the rise in craft beer over the years, winter beers have been falling out of favor with the craft beer elite. So much so that bars who specialize in the upscale beer trade have started to reduce the spiced concoctions even from their local brewers. Tom Muslix, owner of Tom's Beer House in Macomb, Georgia, shuns any and all Christmas beers from the burgeoning craft beer scene of Atlanta, or as I like to call it, Hotlanta. They simply don't move, says Muslix. I'm all for supporting the little guy, but when I can turn over a keg of IPA in a day, why would I want a spiced beer sitting for two months? Needless to say, this decision has sparked some outcries of protest among Tom's regulars, many of whom started going to his place specifically for his spiced beer selection. There's even a group on Facebook started by some locals hoping to have Tom reverse his decision. All right, and story number four. This one's called Little Japanese Creatures. Despite the stagnant and at sometimes negative growth of the craft beer scene in Australia, according to some articles, one brewery is expanding. Little Creatures Brewing out of Fremantle has recently received an injection of cash from their parent company, Lion, owned by Japanese giant Kirin. The Aussie brewer spent that cash, a cool $60 million, by the way, $60 million on a new brewery located in Geelong, which is across the country from Fremantle. When asked why the brewery was expanding when sales have been less than stellar all around in Australia, CEO Stuart Irvine replies, We believe in craft beer. Well said, but is it well thought out? Only time will tell. This one's tough. These are all uh, very believable. They're very plausible stories, even in in their ridiculousness. Yeah, they're all uh, equally ridiculous, it seems, yes. 
All right, well, let's go right down the line. We'll start with Gay Kyle in Washington. Uh, Gay Kyle, uh, do you need a recap? What, what was the first one, just real quick, the overview? So the first one was bottle coolness uh, from the folks that make Brutus, which is a thermos for your bottle. It also, uh, you, when you put your bottle in it, you could cap it again because you're willing to save, you want to save the special beer. Yeah, Brutus. for some reason. That's number one. Uh, that seems that seems like something some like bro dude would think of. I think that that's probably real. Some bro dude. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that one I'm must be go. fake because JP's a bro dude. <laughs> it's called Brodus, the ball keeper. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. There you go. Um, I'm thinking it's either two or three. Three seems very plausible, be- er, plausible, though, because people like to bitch and make stupid fucking bullshit up like that. So Number three being no more like winter spiced beers. Yes. Yeah, the whole Facebook group thing, that seems pretty real, but still real ridiculous i want to take uh the advice of uh the most wise man in the room mr tasty yeah well uh i'm uh leaning towards the uh, welsh uh, lamb flavored uh, beer that just yeah i don't see that as Me a particularly big seller uh, <laughs> even 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 where the welsh people live where is, where is that is that no, you mean in in in, in welsh Scotland, right? no, no, no. no no wales no wales, wales. yes wales. No. It's South uh, West England. It's I no, it's, it's Northern, Northern Ireland. England. It's Northern Ireland. Thank you. <laughs> it's Wales. <laughs> Who the fuck? What I'm not we sure where it's at right we now. We are idiots. But United uh, Arab Emirates. Uh, no. uh, yeah, I call BS a number two. All right, so no lamb beer. Would you well, like to take that advice, yeah. um, Gay Cow? Gay Cow. Yeah, actually, I will. That was my first one. Was that? Yeah. Okay, Kyle so says I'm lamb, go no beer. On the lamb beer. You got it. That's your fake. Someone writing this down for me, yeah, Moskowitz. Yep. Uh, thank you, uh, Scotty from California. What do you think? Which one's the fake here? Um, Doc's there, right? He's one of my people. I could ask. You can ask Doc. Absolutely. He's pretty wise too. Uh, I, see <laughs> Doc I think either two or three, but Doc. Doc has to say. Uh, I'm going with the two of the Welsh lamb thing because that that's going to be like a savory flavor, which means oils <laughs> and grease. Yeah, how are you going to get that into the beer? Okay, and yeah, without that's some, kill the head with all that oil too. Yeah, it just gonna it's kills the head on the beer and everything. I just that's why it seems a little unplausible for me. Well, how you do it is you infuse it. It's infused. <laughs> it still kills the head. It's still that savory taste in a beer like that. Yeah, I just don't. That's that's the one that just. It's weird. All right, Scotty. Dr. Scotty says uh, number ah. two is the fake. What do you think? What do you want to go with? I'm going to agree with that. It sounds gross as well as fake, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Scott Squared also says the lamb is bad. Uh, Brutat. What do you think, buddy? Hey. hey, well, first of all, I know some Welsh people, so that's not all that outrageous. Okay. Number two. Yeah, okay. Okay. And, yeah, uh... Nobody wants spiced beers, and I didn't understand what the hell that little creatures was about. So okay. Do you want I'm to go with? I'm going with number one. The bottle thermos. The bottle thermos. Yeah. Okay. Do you want? Do you need a lifeline? Do you want uh, brewcaster advice? You're good to go. Well, they're going to say number two, like they have. So. Okay. Which is entirely plausible, but. I'm st- I'm staying with one, and that's my final answer. Do you want a recap of, of uh, the last one? No. Okay. 
right, bro. <laughs> he's, he's fine with not understanding. Damn it, I'm going with one. Yeah, all right. All right. He's trying to steer me wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, Brew Chat says the bottle cooler uh, is no good. And that brings us to Ray in our very own Oakland. Ray, what do you think? Uh, can I get a quick recap on just uh, sure. the, whole, the whole thing? You got it. Number one was bottle coolness. The boys over at Brutus, or girls, we don't know, made a thermos for your bottle. So it doesn't sound like a koozie, but it's a thermos for your bottle of some kind. Number two, uh, it's a lamb beer uh, from the... Uh, Welsh people. Uh, a lamb type of beer. It's infused with lamb. Uh, number three is uh, the Beer Blues for Winter beers. That's right. No more spiced beers at this pub. Uh, no one's drinking them anyway. Why would I put a spice beer on tap when I could sell more IPA? And the final story, number four, little creatures in Australia received $60 million from their parent company, to expand in Australia despite lackluster sales. Okay. Um, four sounds plausible to me. Uh, I went to Australia recently and actually met somebody who worked for Lions. Um, sounds like how they operate. The lamb thing? Mm. Sounds gross. Uh, Welsh people, hmm. you know. No, we don't. Do, do you want? Would you like that? Advice, profound. Would you like the advice of a brewcaster? You can call out uh, one of us besides Tasty and Doc. Well, both, both Tasty and Doc say lamb. Um, for the hell of it, uh, sure, Justin. Tell me what you think. <laughs> Backhanded choice, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked, Ray. <laughs> you sound like you you have something to say. So <laughs> you sound know. like you have crazy ideas. Well, I'll tell you what. I think the goat beer, the lamb beer, whatever doesn't <laughs> matter, exists. Right. Mm. I don't know why, but these people are insane. Yeah. And it's too obvious. Yeah. Home of Sir Anthony Hopkins. JP <coughs> it put these stories out. He's going to throw you the curveball. The winter beer thing, totally. Uh, people, you know, I can see that stuff not selling very much either. I, I agree with the guy, by yeah. the way. I'm torn between number one and number four. And I got to say, $60 million exactly. on, an Austra- on a small Australian brewery. Exactly. Uh, I'm thinking number four is the fake. Yeah. Well, as Lulu Gumshoe puts oh. it in the, in the in the chat, how much is that in kangaroos? We don't know. We do and not. Know. That might be kind of a, a you know, yeah, a dissuading point. The, but Ray, that's the just only my reason. Uh, the only reason I question number four is because uh, I I went to Australia for a wedding. I met somebody who worked for Lions. They re- had recently bought Little Creatures. Oh, okay. And. Um, they were they're they're basically one of the companies that go around and oh. buying smaller companies and infusing them with money, whether they're doing good or not. Point okay, them, well you got in our um, direction, that you got some good info. Then maybe I would then switch it back over to number one. This this stupid beer beer bottle cooler thing that doesn't. And number one sounds like one of those Indiegogo campaigns that. 
some dude came up with. And but isn't there already reason. like a cozy for beer bottles? Like I don't even understand. Exactly. But this is double insulated. It's twice the insulated. Oh, oh well, yeah. I, I, put it I have to way. give JP props because this is actually pretty tough. Yeah. We mean actually. All right, it's uh, up to you, Ray. <laughs> Ray, Ray. And I'm in Mensa, so uh, when I say it's uh, tough, you know, I'm going to go with. I just cracked myself up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the. I have, I have to go with the crowd. I'm gonna go with the lamb. Fuck it. Uh, okay. So that's okay. everyone going too, except Brutet. Uh, where did Brutet go? He went again? number one. He went number one. Uh, all right, JP, tell us the fake. Well, while I do admit that uh, you know a lot of bottled beers are uh, are not treated very well, um, in fact, you can absolutely purchase something called Brutus the Bottle Keeper if you want to uh, carry that Imperial Stout on a hike with you on the Lime Ridge Open Space right here in lovely Concord, California. What's the difference? Uh, you from can a- you can pop the bottle in your car, put the cap on in the Brutus. And take your hike and drink your eleven percent, um, you know, oatmeal stout or whatever, okay. whatever you have. It. <clears throat> All right. That still sounds stupid to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brutet. No, two no is funding out. from Brutet. <clears throat> Um, also, like uh, whatever the guy's name was saying, uh, there is in fact an infusion of cash inserted, injected hotly, a hot injection of cash into little creatures from Japan-owned. Kirit. 60 mil, huh? 60 million dollars despite yeah. a quote less than stellar beer sales in the country, continent, wow. Australia. We have less than stellar advertising sales here at the Brewing Network. <laughs> I feel like we could use 60 mil. Don't That's what you think, I'm saying. Point Kieran our way. We need a hot injection. We yeah. need it. We need that infusion. Well, for sixty million, you can make the beer better. I would think, wouldn't you? <laughs> right. I've, I, you I, would think. I've would heard think. that Little Creatures is a really good brewery. They were yes. one of like the first so, microbreweries to really kind of make so it what's big. The down lackluster there. sales issue It's just the I think uh, over market. Actually, yeah, I, the, in, in the I, market. I, I yes. had the beer out there. It was really good. Huh? Um, so it's the Australian. The problem fault. is, I think, is Australia's the way they uh, deliver the beer to the customer is you have to go to a specific store. If you wanted a six pack, it's pretty much like fifteen, sixteen bucks mm. for a six pack. Mm. How much and is then, that in kangaroo? You know, is this Ray or Gay Kyle? Uh, I can't five? tell. It's Gay Ray. This is Ray. Oh, good. Gay Ray. Gay Ray. Gay Ray. Not Gay Ray. Gay Ray. Straight Ray. <laughs> Straight <laughs> well, Ray. Confused Ray, but <laughs> yeah, get you in the face, Ray. Hey, I know so, Ray when I hear one. Ray, Ray, Ray. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you, Kyle. Kyle's Gay Ray. It's enough. experimental, Ray. Red Eye Ray. <laughs> it's, uh, listen, I'm just checking it out, Ray. Is Kyle really gay or did we just dub him gay, Kyle? I'm just, I'm just no, here, you dubbed him. I'm just here written a room, Ray. It's in my notes. I didn't make him no, gay. I, you made him well, gay. yeah, because when he called in, he said, this is gay Kyle. No, we, we made, made Kyle him, gay. We made him gay Kyle uh, a few, ba- a few you back can't when make he anybody called gay. in. And we're like, you're oh. super gay. No, gay Kyle's Theo. That's all right. I'm comfortable. It's good. Gay Kyle's Theo it. Bruce partner, isn't he? Yes. Oh, he's his partner. <laughs> yeah. I his see. wife partner. Well, they're allowed to get married now. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, anyway, Tasty, yes. Uh, it is It is overall in the craft beer oh. industry. There's lackluster sales in Australia. All right. Supposedly. Okay, right? so Ray was on to something. Go ahead, please, JP. Um, and those uh, fans of Sir Anthony Hopkins and Lamb can now get their fix. 
Conway Brewing is, really? in fact, uh, a real brewery wow. which makes Tom Muslicks, owner of Tom's Beer House, <laughs> the fake beer. Really? There is, in fact, no spiced beer-centric bar in um, Atlanta, Georgia. Well was done, the- JP! Uh, I thought that was the most wow. believable story in the whole bunch. The wow. uh, the winter beer, yeah, yeah, guy yeah. not stocking winter beers. I would I would have picked all three before that one is the. I totally yeah. agree with that story, by the way. That's why I think. You know what? I almost <laughs> hated it. Yeah. I like that fake story. Right. No winners. No. Oh, winners. I almost changed it after I heard Justin reread it, though. Yeah. Because he mm. said the line, "I can sell a bunch of IPA," and that just sounded like JP taking <laughs> a stab. I'm all for point. supporting the little guy, yeah, that is a but good when point. I can turn over a keg of IPA in a day. Why would I want a spiced beer sitting for two months? See, I paraphrased, but it's the same message. But, no. he, but he's right. That does sound like when JP. When you paraphrase it, though, it just sounded like JP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. I channeled JP in my paraphrasing. Well, that means you all lose. <laughs> you're all in the Jason bracket. I kind of want to try this lamb beer. <laughs> no, no, you, you do? don't. No, I really do. Like, as he was saying, as, as before I knew it was fake or real, I was like, that sounds... It's called the Sunday Toast. Awful, but I want... I want Tried. In all of it. <laughs> That's right. They're the real yeah. losers yeah. in yeah. this game. If uh, Phil from d- Beer Merchants is uh, listening, send us some Sunday toast, please. Yeah, we need it. I don't want to drink a pint of it, but you did make me try a beer with raccoon penis in it once. That's true, I did. Well, listen, yeah. the downside, guys, is I'll none of you won. The upside <laughs> is that we don't have to send you any prizes. So uh, yeah. thank you yeah. for playing, yeah. and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Cheers. All right. Wow. Good work for my part. <laughs> JP, well done. No wonder you wanted to play the Thank game you. so bad. You knew you had done well. There were some good ones. They man. were good. Really good. I got yeah. another round. I'm, I'm ready for it. Let's do it again. All right. We're out of here. All right. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Twitter game. <laughs> what, what does this say about craft Twitter beer? Game. That uh, between find the fake and beer or not beer, no one knows what the hell is true and not. We're or so, anything we're so, is possible. We're so over the top. Oh, that's a yeah. much better way of looking at right? it. Which it is also says all the stereotypes are true Absolutely. about our little things. Yep. Stereotypes are there for a reason. <laughs> yeah. They're not made up. All right. What was our Twitter game? Our Twitter game was uh, Tasty and Bevo have a secret, special, super secret, cloven-footed love child. <laughs> 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 yes. What, uh, what's its name? I want you to name it. All right. What did we get? Well, Mark Adkins wrote Porter McBeef Curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Was that after you were talking about Bevo's anatomy? Or did that come early in the show? No, that came early in the show. Wow. I, th- I think the beef curtains was from the last when when, uh, when from, the Arby's model decided to chime beef, in. Beef curtains, brown ale. See, Bevo, they talk about your anatomy yeah. even without us. Go ahead. No, that was from us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the last episode. Uh, John Indish writes Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she is a little... <laughs> Beefy? Both. She is perfect. <laughs> Don't talk about my baby. Slow and lethargic. <laughs> you know, well, likable and personable is what I was thinking, which is not really Sam, is it? Just, she does talk about herself a lot. <laughs> Justin and JP wheeled around simultaneously to look out the window at Adam. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to, trying to get a grip. To figure and, it out. And, and Sam's like, wait a second. Wait a minute. I think they're right. She's real. She can read already. She does have I'm a great beard. I'm still working on it. All right. <laughs> Uh, Adam Mills, our friend Adam Mills over at uh, Cranker's Bring, writes, uh, Cookie. <laughs> oh, fuck. Cookie McBigButt. <laughs> 
That's not even funny. It's just stupid. Hilarious. <laughs> Cookie big big butt. What's funny is that JP went to hold his throat yeah. before he read the answer. He wanted to tear his scar open. Yeah, it turns out now every time JP laughs, oh. he has to hold in his inside. Yeah. Which is weird. Hard to ooze out. Uh, Lucky Goat Brewing wrote, Num Nums. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's cute yet disturbing. Right. TJ Jewel wrote, Dave. I don't think Bebo is clever enough to come up with anything good. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Dave. Take a dig on Bebo's intelligence. Or something. Dave. <laughs> Bill Coon writes, Sugar Valley Brewer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, Jared Lambert says, uh, secretly writes, Jan- uh, Taste MD secretly writes Janet Brown McDole on the birth certificate while Bevo is giving birth. Uh huh. So it would be Janet Brown. Janet Brown McDole. McDole. Yeah. I like that. Uh, our very own Bevo decided to chime in on this mess. Okay. Uh, she says her name would be Rufy because that would be how she would be conceived. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. That's how Abby was conceived. It has nothing to do with her partner. But Rufy was spelled Hawaii. <laughs> right. Uh, Nico Brew wrote Albius. Viagra was required for this to happen. Gryffindor McBooty. Okay. Craig Keeler wrote Old Dirty Bastard. I like that. <laughs> and last but not least, Effing Beer writes, can't think of a good one, but with a weed and old age, he wouldn't remember its name anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, what's that thing? <laughs> what? Look at this thing. Yeah. And that's it. Who's I like the winner? The la- Wait, what were the first two? The first two were Porter McBeef Curtain. I don't like that one. And okay. Abigail. Abigail's good. Bevo's is good, too. It's between <laughs> those two. I really enjoyed Cookie McBigbutt. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that one. <laughs> That's just stupid. Well, I need someone to draw me like a like like a go to the the Jim Henson workshop and make a Muppet. The perfect look, hybrid Cookie McBigbutt Muppet. What would that look like? I like Abigail and Tasty wouldn't remember anyway. Like Rufy. <laughs> I like Rufy too. I like Rufy. Can Bevo win her own game? That's two Roofies. Pretty uh, good. Roscoe, I which, like Bevo's too. It's between like, that and Abigail. Chip, where's your vote? Your vote. I really enjoy Cookie McBigbutt. How about Rufagale? Rufagale. Yeah, Ruf. Well, it was three votes for Rufy. I think Bevo won her own game. Wow! All right. No, we should give it to somebody else. All right, runner up. Did anybody else get two votes? No. Can we find a two-vote consensus? So I'll, I'll run them through. Porter McBeef Curtain, Abigail, Cookie McBigbutt, <laughs> Num Nums, Dave, <laughs> Sugar Valley Brewer, Janet Brown McDole, Albus, Viagra was required for this to happen, Gryffindor McBooty, Old Dirty Bastard, or Tasty Can't Remember Anyway. Abigail's good. That's if one word. You just said Abigail. I'll second That's Abigail. Great. Yeah. Abigail. I'll second. All, All right, right John. Abigail's our winner. Abigail. Well, our runner, our Jason Brackett. Jason, is where Abigail is. All right, well done, everybody. Next week we got the doctor, the other doctor, I should okay. say. Charlie Bamforth will be in the room with us. That's right, he's hanging out talking about his new book and every show we've ever done with Charlie Bamforth. Not just we've only done one on the session, but we've had him on the, uh, Bruce Strong and the Jamil shows. The guy kicks ass. So tune in next week as we talk to Charlie Bamforth. If you got beer questions, scientific questions, uh, questions about how to grow old gracefully, things like that. Be English. Charlie's your guy. All right. Or also, apparently, if you have uh, questions about old English football firms, ask Charlie. He was He's a big, giant football fan. So he knows. Soccer, right? Soccer. Interviewed a lot of these guys. Okay. I think I'm going to ask one of my, or encourage one of my doctors that I work for to listen to 
next week's show. Yeah? I usually try to steer them as far away from us as possible. <laughs> but you feel like we're going to be tame? No, I'm, I'm actually telling you this to please not objectify me too much. Oh. Hey, two ticks, oh. tell us what's happening Just because next. I saw he was reading Dr. Bamforth's book on okay. his desk. Oh. He's a fan. He was right. a brewer. I have logged oh. your request into the system. And we'll um, wipe with it when I get home. The invites will be going out. Yeah. yeah we'll make sure we get a new song from Sugar Valley Brewer to sing. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Bevo, uh, next week's requirement is that you do the show topless. Uh, it's part of the rules. I don't make them, I just follow them. Also, Chris. I want to map my cross-country journey, so... Stretch mark. Okay, are we ready? Uh, That's rude. Oh, see, sometimes your jokes are so harsh that I don't even get them. No, 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 not harsh. Meta. Just over your head, dude. <laughs> right? Mm. All right, thin dick, let's go. <laughs> oh, I wasn't ignoring you. I like I was hitting the button and it wasn't working. <laughs> I just was looking away. All right, Jippy, take us out of here, buddy. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. A big shout out to our buddy Sven over at Kinetic Brewing in Lancaster, California, for talking to us about how to make a fantastic Imperial IPA. Let's see if it worked. Help the California Brewmasters Project publish its beautiful coffee table book by supporting their Kickstarter campaign. Go to cabrewmasters.com. GP is good. He has his ups and downs, but you know, he's 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 good. Follow him on Twitter, Major Chip. There's a good beer inside at Homebrew and follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. Production director on the session has been Push Eject. Tonight's show has been produced by Scott Maskowitz. JP was bringing sexy back all show long. Your call screener and virtual parent was Bevo. And your host was Justin Crossley. You're shivering the brain of Justin's a Moscow and winning the race. JP does great as his chair.